Master Control, Weird Science is coming in for a landing so we can give all the Get Fresh crew their weekly dose of DC. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And now that we're landed, this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 195. Oh my, we landed, have we? We have landed, we landed safely. Did we land on our feet? No. Or did we no, land on our, our butts? We, we don't our fly. butts. Oh. That, that's bad butt, Eric. Are you a bad, bad butt? butt? No. Hello, one and all, and welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, the official and official podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of September 29th, 2018. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Batman Podcast Network, and the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. Proud? Yes, we are. We're on Facebook P- at Weird R- Science Out? DC Comics. Podbean at... Ja, 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 weird science dc oh, comics at podbean.com twitter uh, we're on twitter at nya, 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 weird science dc and we have an award-winning website at weird science dc comics.com where we review every book of the week and do a lot of other things including retro reviews this weekend i ended up reviewing the first appearance of kg beast on the sure site did. And anytime I do that, I get a little excited at that first costume of his. <laughs> it is the best. <laughs> it is so crazy. But if you actually go and I, read that I just that want issue, his arm to be gone immediately so it just doesn't look like a Bane. Like, you know, like oh Bane and him he, are the well, same goddamn And I character. said in the review, you you have the issue of him being just a Russian Bane. I, I, I can't say uh, that he's a Bane ripoff because Bane would come way later. But people know Bane yes. way more than the Beast at this point. And, and that's the thing, though. You kind of get them tagged in. And after Bane came later. Later, even at a point, there is a point in that issue where KG Beast has a guy on a rooftop, has him over his head, looking just like <laughs> right before he broke you. Batman's back. It's so funny. Uh, and when you get that, since then, like you said, you have Bane, and Bane became a bigger character. Yeah. And if you go into it though and read the Ooh, retro that's Soviet review, Union. oh yeah, well if you think of uh, of KG Beast, I almost made a, a faux pas there. The KG, Bane? KG Beast as a number one, a professional wrestler back right. in the day with you know he would might go off against the Iron Yuppie. Eric. Uh, and also think of it just as being Rocky Four. Yep. You'll that's have what a I ball. Always do. You'll have a ball with that. But uh that that is on. And it is it was Batman number four seventeen. I God. just wanted everybody to know, Eric, just so that you knew as well. But Thank back you. to what we're on here. Uh, we also have a Patreon account, and that is at patreon.com slash weird science. And on that account, we do have a lot of shows, but a Patreon spotlight, Patreon-only spotlight picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Boop, beep, boop. boop. And this week, they picked Doomsday Clock number seven, a pretty big issue, I heard. Uh, I don't see much the about it biggest. online. Now, everybody's such in crisis mode uh, that they kind of forgot about Doomsday Clock, but we also had Batman Kings of Fear number two. That took a little bit of a step back, uh, according to us. Uh, but I, I also have uh, somebody who was going to be a guest star oh. uh, this week, Eric, but he didn't show up. Or maybe she. You know who that is, Eric? No. It's Sugar. Sugar ain't showing up around here, and it's killing me because I'm on this diet where I know sugar alone. I swear to God, yesterday it felt like I was in withdrawal. I, I've never taken so heroin. you're telling me the whole 30? You're not feeling the energy Well, yet? here's the thing, though. Remember I told you, and I was reading stuff about it, and I said to you, yeah, these people are saying, like, after two and three days, they feel like they're they're going to oh, yeah. die. And I'm like, 
I started laughing. I'm like, really? That's what you're going to go? Yes, I felt like I was on withdrawal. I've never taken the heroin, Eric. Thank you. Uh, but, Good. But since I, I think I kind of get the idea of how the heroin does things to you because my body had some problems yesterday from not having sugar. And I ended up in the fetal position on my bed, shivering. <laughs> now it was Christ. pretty cold. I had the fan on. I thought, and and so the the good thing about this, and not just being just the all protein diet, though, I realized like halfway through the day that I was craving shit. So I'm like, but I can have fruit. So I ended right. up having some fruit, and A that, that kind of got me better. Sugar isn't here, Eric. Sugar ain't yeah. here. I'm drinking this this black coffee. It's killing me. It and really while that's is. Happening, I I drank like a half a gallon of milk, and like between Friday and Saturday, half a gallon of milk and two whole pies. Yeah, a oh, wild blueberry and a, and a coconut you. custard. Yeah, and in the meantime, this is that whole thirty. I'm a fat I, can, fuck. I can't. I can't have any milk or lactose or yeah. any sort of dairy. What the heck is this? But uh, like your equally healthy. Eight triple challenge, Eric. This is set up to be a challenge. And you know for a fact that's kind of what gets me going with these things. This isn't a diet to me. This is a challenge. This is a war. It is. It's a war, all right. I'm trying to get Tanya, who legitimately is gluten gluten intolerant. So I'm trying to get her on it. All she eats is gluten, but yet that's the worst thing for her. And this does cut out. It cuts out everything. I mean, really. She's very gluten intolerant. I think that. Now, I think that at some point that I can sit there and I might chew my, my fingernails, which I don't. But if I did, that's probably against this thing. I'm having problems. But yeah. How much veggies so have you I, eaten? How much veggies? I yeah. had asparagus yesterday. Uh-huh. I had, well, it's allowed potatoes. I had little red potatoes. Uh-huh. And I had green beans this morning with breakfast. Uh-huh. And yesterday I also had... Uh, something else. I had asparagus. Uh, Go get that no, California I had, mix I was telling you about. I, uh, I did delicious. get that. That's nonsense. What I did get was the cauliflower that they cut up to look like rice. It's rice what cauliflower. It's just, you know, chopped up cauliflower. But I, I had that as well. Plus, Take all I the got, foot out of cauliflower You're not allowed to have butter, but you're allowed to have ghee and not an outfit that you wear at the dojo, Eric. I, I, uh, I'm wearing is, a ghee right now in case you didn't know. I I'm always do all about ghee. Podcast. It's clarified butter. Just to clarify that to you, and uh, yeah, I, I, I tried no that. And that, that means that that tastes all. It tastes awful. It tastes like hell. I open up this thing. Clarified butter. I'm like, I, I know get you this thing at all. Physical things like I that. I get this thing at all. That's how they boil. They boil it or some nonsense. But I, I got it at Aldi. Aldi's cheaper. I know you don't have the bonus. I don't card, have the bonus card. No. It is Did you check out the toy that, section yet? Yeah, yeah. No, they changed it up. I told you when they were going to change up the Aldi, I would check. There is no, there's less toys now, meaning there's none <laughs> as opposed to the one, the one glow-in-the-dark basketball they used to have. Uh, though, this clarified butter, it comes in a bottle. You don't have to refrigerate it. And this bottle is very small. It's like a can of Coke size. And uh, 12 ounces, even a Just small a one. It's like, ni- it. it's like nine this bucks. This can of Coke holds butter. I'm telling you, it's like $9, this thing. So I, I get it. I open it up. There's yeah, clumps of stuff in it. I believe there might have been a finger. I don't know. I put it on something. It didn't. But that's supposed to be good. All heart healthy. Your finger sandwiches. I just figure we're getting close to episode 200. I need to live to episode 205. 
That, that's my goal. My goal uh, is no. to die before then. Yeah, I know. Two pies, I know, Jim. That's what you do. Well, we at that though. In the meantime, you'll hear from Manship later. He also emailed me this morning and congratulated us again on our 200th episode. He what is, is, he is in the future. I don't I'm know. You, Rick He's Moses in the, in the past. Freaking Manship's in the future. I don't know what's going on yeah, anymore. Now and and with this, uh, we also were recording we're last night and my present. router. My router went bad. My router took a crap on me. And I realized that to get a hold of you, I had no method to get a hold of you. It's the craziest. So we were going we to get the podcast going. And my router just took a crap. So I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? I better message him on my phone. I don't, you know, I don't connect Wi-Fi on the phone. My phone's dead. And then I have no other deal. I ended up having to drive to the Burger King. Why plug in your phone and just get me that way? It would have taken a while, though. That phone's a piece of crap. I told you, it takes like all night to, to charge. So, and at this point, it's like five up. I have my, my tablet. I just don't have anything to connect to. So I drove over to the stupid Burger King and sat How there trying you. to get on their Wi-Fi. I, I tried to get on glorious. the Wi-Fi. I finally messaged you. So I'm sitting there. I'm looking at some stuff. I was talking to some people because I know when I go home, now I'm out of Wi-Fi. Now I am charging my phone at home at that point. But I had some people messaging me on Slack and stuff. So I'm doing this. And and Brian's bucket bike, uh, you, the guy who I told you, the, the guy who goes by and yells at Tanya and calls her all sorts of nasty names. Okay. And he has a he has a bike. He has a bucket in the front of that bike, and on that has a sign, Brian's Bucket Bike. This guy has been the scourge of our family forever. He goes by the house him. all the time. Yeah, he's a crazy. You would probably know him. He has a brother and a father, and they just go around on their bikes and collect cans and things in his bucket. So they're all special because they have a father. Yeah, I'm, I'm just sitting there. I'm messaging people and stuff. And he he, pulls, he looks at me and he just is staring. He is right in front of my car. I'm right at because also <laughs> I parked a little away from the Burger King. Their Wi-Fi stinks from the outside, Eric. How dare they? I had to get closer. So I'm right along the parking spots, uh-huh. n- you know, alongside there. And he's just there staring at me. And I kept looking up and he just he wasn't budging. It was like he was a statue just staring at me. And a statue on a bucket I, bike. I, I should have taken. Yeah, I should have taken a picture of him. This guy's freaky, and I thought pretty I much. Just imagine you have this. Weird, you could have this weird collage of the characters of Quaker Town. Like we had Birdman a couple years ago. You were going yep. big about. You I haven't seen Brian's him in a while. Bucket bike. You know, harmonica all these guy. Strange, these, harmonica guy. We all have these a lot. Strange, strange characters that people yep. should not and. Really, really, you shouldn't believe because it's outlandish. But no, they're all here in wonderful Quaker Town. Yes, outrageous, you say, uh, with that. That's because I don't know if you heard the mayor of Quaker Town. This guy just with a green headband on. Oh, yeah, 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 really. Not just one. Ethan got a headband in his loot crate. It is a predator camouflage headband that is kind of a neat idea. It's camouflage, and within the camouflage is a camouflaged predator. It's kind of a double camouflage. He has it around. It looks like he just got back from Nam. <laughs> I'm looking at him. Like, really? And then Logan was going, uh, saying to him this morning, making fun of me. He's like, you don't understand the stuff I've seen. He kept saying to Ethan, and Ethan got all upset. But the mayor of Quakertown did declare that Quakertown has. There's no limitations. There is no limitations. No limitations. Yeah, especially limitations on, you know, what sort of dregs of society can end up come on, you know, come bunking all. up. But, Eric, we were talking about the Patreon. And oh. we do, I'll, I'll mention again, it's www.patreon.com slash weird science. We have the badass roll call coming up, but they, they get to pick a lot of things, including sure. that uh, stellar 
stellar Patreon only spotlight. But with that, Eric, I'm going to do the badass roll call. Here we go. Uh, after telling those stories, I was having problems transitioning into that. We're going to start off with John Jack. I'm not going to make that mistake. We also have Speedy's Collectibles by Ron Sunders, Nick Adams, Mark Yeager, T-Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, D-Man, Havilland, Batman Beyond, Mark, G-Man, Andrew Belfast, Manship. He thinks it's the 200th episode, Manship. <laughs> he little had himself. Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain. We got Reggie. Chester McJerk. I believe he goes by our Chester oh. McJerk. Uh, Brian King. We have Dave Fink, Jolly Drew, my man Pete from NYC, Bill Beer, Paulie P. He was having some problems. I hope he uh, gets a little better and, and feels a little better. We have Me Zach too. Davis. T. Fred Reed's Comics. Eric G. Cellar Dweller. Danny the Street. Luis Ulysses Jones of the Ulysses Jones Show. Akeem. We have Double A. Ron. Monty Simon. Swanee. Anthony G. Dave J. Ian. Missy T. Our man Rob Lewis. Lone Wolf Marv. Jazz. And Rubiner. We have Ruben. Ruben as well. Ruben is still here. He is still ready to go. He is uh, maybe not as mad at us again for our sideways comments about the Seven Soldiers. He's a big Seven Soldiers fan. Uh, and he, he said took sideways comments. I'm like, are we talking like some weird stuff that we're talking about? Like, you know, people overheard he was us talking. talking. About the Cyber Smart. He was yeah. like Mae West. Eric. When I do the burn victim Mae West, that is definitely uh, talking out the side of your mouth. Our head, our brick boy. Like that? You like that? Are you into that, my friend? No. But no. that is it. That is it for the intro. We're going to stop the nonsense, Eric. We're going to get right to business with these books. When the books come out, the next segment, I'm like telling you, all business, we will be done in three minutes. That, that is my prediction, and I, I don't think amazing. that'll happen. But uh, that's what we're going to say. Uh, but we'll be that? <laughs> I don't know. I just want to get you excited. And then, you know, squash your dreams just like a Friday night, little Eric Shea on the stoop. That was with Saturday morning. Oh, uh, yes. But, yeah, we'll be back now with the book. No. Here we are with the books, Eric, book section number one. And I said it before, but I will say it again. If you want to read all of our written reviews, go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com to read those. But and readings many more. for fools. Many, Come on, just a listen Many up. more. Readings for fools and we ain't no tools is what they say uh. when you're there at the uh, book cart. 
Read it. The what well, was that? The, uh, the what was that? The library on wheels. And now why can't I remember what that was? They used to have it in Warminster where they'd go around with this library van. Bookmobile. The bookmobile that uh, they trick you because you're like, oh my god, the ice cream truck books. You know, like, really, <laughs> I wanted a cream sickle, not a copy of Dune. And then, really, who wants Children of Dune? That's what I said to them. I've never but read I the remember Dune when they uh, they would have. Uh, that come by, and I'm telling you, it was excited. the it was the ice cream truck for nerds. Yeah. He'd run out, and I'm telling you, as I would run out because I was one at that point that I really liked to read, Nerd. and we didn't we didn't have a lot of money in Warminster. I swear to God that when that bookmobile came, and we were in an apartment, so we had one of those uh, a little bigger a parking lot than at your place. So right. when it would it would just park in the middle there. And you'd have all the kids from all the different buildings come out. Now, you would sit See, there. I don't remember and, it being a thing that would happen outside of school. Like the bookmobile yeah, this would, would show up at school, school and you get excited. Us. I don't remember ever seeing this the would happen like Just a out couple about times, all willy-nilly. Yeah. yeah, I think that this would be like in set, uh, set times during the summer. That it was almost like it's that crazy. was the initiative to get us to read in the summer. So, well, what would happen is I'd go up and I'm, oh, yeah, I'd like that. Ooh. And I think that's where I used to get like the Archie digests and right. stuff. And these were probably older at that point anyway, because it was like donated books and things like that. But I, I'm looking and then you look over and you see all the bed kids and, and they have like sticks and, and rocks ready. I had sticks and rocks. Pounding their fists in their hand, just waiting for that, that bookmobile to leave. So they could beat the crap out of me. So I'd get it and run inside. There you go. I, I'd say, hey, another year, nonsense, is what I'd say. Like I tell you, that sounds like something a tough guy would say. Like, what do you think? You're rocks a, kid, though. a bad butt? Is that what bad you butt. think? I'm telling you, these were around the times where I'd also hear, say, uh, you know, the rapper's delight on a boombox right. that's taped to a bike things like that and these guys are hey what's that oh no now now i've engaged it was almost like when you say like don't look at a wild animal in the eye the minute that i would look at these guys children uh, they'd want to kill animals. me they'd want to kill me these weren't even children i think i was probably what? about seven six these guys were like 15 ready to, to slice my throat they weren't to me they seem like adults. The one guy, I think, Crazy Harry, we we called him. He was 45, Eric. He hung out with all of us. He, he <laughs> they ended up taking him then. away. Yeah, they were. But these are the books. These are the books, Eric. I'm, I'm telling you, I need some sugar. Where's where, you Give me some sugar. Give me some sweet sugar. Tony, what are you talking about? Gonna... Sugar's not here. I'm like thinking to myself, did, did he lose another Sugar's animal that was named Sugar? Did sugar. He, his wife sugar bring in another here. person to live in a house named Sugar who may or sugar. may not be a stripper? I don't know. Sh- sugar, what happened? There was only two footprints there. That's when Sugar was carrying me. I, I did see in this diet they said that if you have problems not being regular, this would really help. And I said, I am regular. Regularly have diarrhea. Is that the same not regular size? Boom. Where you go. Detective Comics number 989, written by James Robinson, art by Steven Segovia, Ivan Placencia, and Rob Lee. James Robinson continues his Two-Face story with not enough Two-Face, in my mind, and an examination of Firefly's motivations. While I like the first issue a lot because of detective work and callbacks uh, to the recent Batman books, this one took a bit of a step backwards to me. Eric, I'm saying this because I know that you liked it more than me. <laughs> the dialogue felt off at to times. Me. And it all felt like filler to finally get to the Two-Face cliffhanger. To me. Uh, yeah, you you said you like this a little more. It's going to be how you go in. And I think that one of the things that's going to impress Slow you. Slow and steady. 
to you is that you do like Firefly. And do. you do. I think that you and were I impressed like by Two-Face. the way that and he I, tries to legitimize Firefly here and a I little more. legitimize and, Firefly, but kind of legitimize the nonsense aspect of Two-Face because you don't get a lot of Two-Face anymore. And I would think of no. that a lot of people as like introduction to Two-Face. He was supposed to be dead. Exactly. Yeah, he, he was, might, he was dead suicide. and then he wasn't an all-star Batman. Then yeah, he's kind of yeah. back again. But he's been back and forth. But over the past, like, you know, since we got started – I think we've only had like three Two-Face stories, including this. So I think a lot of people, though, when they think of Two-Face, their introduction to the character was in the Batman animated series in the 90s. And just looking at the way the Two-Face does his thing, kind of like the Riddler has Riddlers, you know, the Joker has his jokes. Two-Face has twos. And it's the most ridiculous aspect. So when we actually go in here, like, you know, Batman's figuring out, you know, the the two Fireflies, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And then he confronts Two-Face on. It's like, look... I know you're going to come up with – I know you're going to figure this out. I don't try yeah. that hard anymore because it is a ridiculous concept and you have to legitimize the character. And I think that James Robinson does a fine job here because he just has to say, look, I know I'm ridiculous, but you're going to come here. I, I know you're going to come, so I'm going to be ready for we when play you this come. Game. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I really like that aspect. And, Not and, only that, yeah. but the legitimization of Firefly with the why he does what he does and has to explain to yeah. his protege, look – these things are going to happen. We're going to get our asses kicked over and over again. Yeah. But as long as you learn something, it's a win. Yeah, and and with that, we did have uh, Two Face in the All Star <laughs> Batman. We had Scott Snyder had Two Face in All Star Batman and dealt with the, you know, he dealt with the duality of the man itself. Like right. he didn't really go full in of the kind of the ridiculousness yeah. of the, the concept. He was mind. more involved with the personal relationship between Bruce and Harvey. That's the other way to do it. You 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 kind of have two ways you can go about it. Is you can kind of go like because they were friends, all this stuff. He kind of reworked a little things from when they were kids and things like that so if you're gonna go with the classic like you said almost the animated series type deal this is a better way of explaining it by the end that you don't it is ridiculous he is playing his game he's setting his ways to do it but then when (laughs) batman gets there he's an addict yeah yeah and when batman gets there at the end yeah, he says, listen, I admit, I, it wasn't the greatest because he says that you have Tweedledee and Tweedledum. You have two fireflies. You have two bullets in this guy. You even have where you get the wraparound as we start. The guy is actually a double for another dead guy. So <laughs> you have an assumed identity. You have So it all goes. And at the end, he is at like dual tone two, records. So two it bullets, gets so two different much. guns. Yeah, it gets so much by the end that even Batman has I to just call imagine him there's Two Face. He knows he has to do this because of his complex that he has to do this. Can you imagine? It's like, all right, give me the other gun now. I got to get this all right. Yeah. Two different guns, two different bullets. Uh, who do, do we know? Any villains have a protege? Firefly? Do you have a protege? No. no. Get one. Get one. <laughs> and, and with that, I think that part of this whole deal is, and I think that. James Robinson has come on to this. He is uh, continuing a Two-Face story that he did back in the day. And with this, though, he is trying to get Batman kind of in line in his own book here in this arc, in line a bit with what's been going on in the Tom King Batman, more so than what's been going on in the Detective Comics run. But even so, I think that this Firefly stuff is a reaction of James Robinson of maybe trying to do a Kite Man thing, but not as a joke. Like, you have Kite Man. Kite Man kept showing up in Batman. Hell yeah. And then all of a sudden, you have to make a backstory with this kid dying because now you have to have the, you know, the feels and stuff. With this, it makes Firefly, you end up finding, oh, Firefly's terrible. He always gets beat up. He never succeeds. And James Robinson turns it around by showing that Firefly realizes that and 
likes it, and that's his plan. And eventually, plan if he is learns to more and more, it. he might be one of those A-listers well, that he yeah. wants to be and, so And bad. this is the thing with it, and I think that this is one of those where James Robinson's like, yeah, I could make Firefly – you know, a pop culture phenomenon by having him say "flame on." I don't Is that, want that. taken by any guy. <laughs> flame on. Just get warmed up. Oh, hot, hot spot. enough for you. Like stuff like that. So yeah, just warming up. Oh no. Uh, but yeah, so he's going about it. This is almost like a hey. Now again, some people, including myself, I think that it's a little overdone. I think right. that it ends up taking too much time. But I see what he's doing. He's making a Z list. I would say D lister. But I, uh, I talk about you know the whole thing where we, like like I think we've had four, including Convergence, two face stories since we got started, and even all of the new Fifty Two and stuff like that. Yeah. So over the past you know seven years now. Four two face stories, including an Elseworlds kind of deal. Yeah. But yeah. how many fireflies have we had? It was and like, and the stories? One, yeah, saying, though, not much. The, he showed he up in that two face story in All Star yeah. Batman. There's not a bit yeah. of. And I do like Firefly. And, I'm and he was at had, the in Man oh, yeah, of Steel. He, he was in Man of Steel. He was also, in Man of I like Killer Moth as well. So these little like, yeah. D lister characters. I like to legitimize them because I don't yeah, think they're silly. I don't they're mind cool. it. I just think it takes a little too long. Yeah. And to legitimize them, like you said, Firefly, you, you think Harvey's had some problems. Firefly <laughs> shows up to get beat up. That's all he does. So how James Robinson is turning kind of it around. Masochist. And yes, this isn't a hell yeah James Robinson isn't on Detective Comics long enough that I do think that this is why I wonder why we're setting it up so much, because I don't think we're going to go forward with a Firefly continuing his, you know, rising the ranks of yeah. list to an A list. So to me, by the end Ted of this, Carson's always going to be waiting in the wings for yeah, his big and shot. But, but here's the problem is, or not the problem. The great thing about this is, I think that, and we say this a lot, where writers get on a book and they have like an agenda. You'll have a Christopher Priest gets on on Justice League and seems to want to make everybody realize that there's real world science that can be worked into what these heroes do. And that seemed to be a sticking point for him. So he does that. In this, I will say that when we see Firefly again, say we see him in Detective Comics 1028 and he gets beat up, we'll sit there and we will make the call back and say, hmm, you learning, aren't you there, Ted? And I like that. You know what I'm going to say? It's like, why the hell did you go back to Metropolis? <laughs> it'd be funny, though. But if we have that, it'd be funny. Yeah. And you sit there and think to yourself Always that that's learning. what it does. But in this, it sets up that almost like Firefly has a protege. He's teaching. He tells her this. But he wants to start a Firefly army, which sounds awesome. It but does. where is this going to happen? Where well, is it going to happen? I think it was in Detective Comics that we had before. But like you know, it was after Tim came back and before he left again, where it was Killer Moth was trying to develop – a like like a syndicate of his yeah. own and yep. Tim like Tim Drake seemed very impressed because it's the biggest thing the killer moth ever did. And yeah. we never got anything because they were shut down immediately. But the idea yeah, it was the that, it was that episode when him me- and Batman were looking through the skyline and getting along finally, which they had. Yeah. And then you had Colony, those insane Colony guys come and just rip house. And it was just, and, I'm uh, telling you, so disappointing because yeah. I'm like, you know what? There could be something really legitimate yeah, out of this. It could be fun. And now we're not going to get that. Killer Moth no. and his secret syndicate, his secret society. It's not happening. But maybe yeah. a Firefly army might. Yeah, that and sounds it neat. And even says, like, yeah, listen, everybody's drawn story. to the fire. I doubt it, though. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And where is it going to go? Because James Robinson isn't going to continue on this yeah. book. We have Tomasi coming on. So you have it, though, and you start off. And there's less detective work in this and more just kind of forcing your way towards the cliffhanger and things like that. That's kind of what well, I the detective got upset to because- be- 
offhand because a lot of the stuff you wanted to know about, you know, the character from last issue got killed, he has figured out. And even the idea of like, oh, I got to track down the fireflies. He's got a tracker. And even if he didn't, it's an old abandoned pyrotechnics factory, which I just love that. Yeah. And you (laughs) would think that this is all. And that's where he even throws that that joke, even with later with Two-Face of you guys. Really? You you know, I I usually, if I want to find, you know. keep coming back and I can't I want to find the Joker. I go to a joke shop. I want to find Clayface. I go to Eric Shea house stuff like that is what he says uh but this it is uh, yeah really and you have the whole deal (laughs) she lady mud face on you you have the idea (laughs) though that that. you have the detective comics and the detective work kind of like you said it's already kind of done now and i liked seeing him gathering clues yes you get the culmination of it but there's been some more things because they are figuring things out that the guy killed was not harold frank Right. Uh, he was a guy who ended up taking up that assumed identity of and a man I, I who was murdered the, previously. Previously, so he says this was a you know a piece of crap that ended up getting murdered before. What a great way to just jump in. Nobody cared about this other guy, but I do like the way that Batman does mention to Alfred, like, yeah, you know, they do look alike. And Alfred's like, you know, plastic surgery. He's like, yeah, plastic surgery can add three inches to your height, or I would have had it by now. Also, uh, reattacks an appendix, and so he's got the the word from the autopsy. I guess I hope that he hasn't done one himself, but he, he ends up going with that. And he's Alfred, changing I do his like ways. Alfred here, where he's just there. And again, it's almost as if Alfred is okay. Here we go. Where the game has begun again, and he's just <laughs> sipping his tea. He's like, "Oh, so you're going to tell me why this is? Huh? Thankfully, this it's is not how we the sassy it. Alfred from you know, uh, no, Batman, no, you know, fear, no, fear, fear, King, fear, fear. Yeah. Oh my God! If it was the sassy Alfred, <laughs> who knows? Huh, what is there a full moon tonight, sir? And they, you shut up, Alfred. But yeah, this, and I like it because I think that James Robinson's playing with the idea that. I think he would have rather have had an old school Batman and Robin here, but you can't because of all the books and what's happening. So he has Alfred and Alfred does act a little more like a Robin here in my mind, but Hey there, Batman, what's going on? Like, I don't understand, but I like it. And it shows, you know, their long-term relationship and even before Robin and even after he, he does this with him, but he says, basically, I'm going to go and find these fireflies. You know what? It is kind of, I'm just looking through it again. It is kind of a bit of a sassy Alfred. Alfred's sitting there. It is a little. So it's like, so the murdered man was posing as another murdered man. All right, then spit it out. Not sure what you want me to spit out. And I imagine spit too, for some out. reason, I could add an old chum to that as well. You know? yeah. like, not sure yeah. what you want me to spit out. I assume you already know and you want me to ask why. So it is kind of yep. a sassy Alfred, but it is. it works for this whole little bit because really, Alfred's got nothing to do. He's, I just imagine he, just, he got some tea. He wandered into tea. the Batcave. Batman's yeah. looking at something. He's what already done on, the uh, pie. He's polished everything. He's done yeah. the dusting. Uh, but I think that that's also playing with this idea of this whole time that, especially this issue, of the games that they always play. Like the Batman. Yeah, some people role. can say it's tropes. Yeah. But I think that he's kind of wink-winking at some things in this as well. Uh, maybe Alfred's just getting bored. He needs he needs another hobby. But you go off to see Firefly and he tells his protege, basically, Bridget. listen, Bridget, this is what we do. We get beat by Batman. And it's really good because if you do hear of, say, and I wish I had the thing, Eric, me and you are NBA players. Mm-hmm. And we ended up getting traded back in the day, you know, last year to Cleveland. And we're on the Cavaliers. One of the things that these guys always say, and that happens with every sport, and that's why I like, but basketball is more in line of going against a guy like that. And the guy comes out and says, you know what? I am an all-star already, 
But playing against LeBron James in practice has made me five times better. Like, I am going against the best in practice. Kobe would say it all the time. And everybody that played with Kobe would say that as well. Like, when practicing with Kobe just makes you better. I did, too. And uh, so I like this. It's kind of that concept. Like, hey, we're getting beat. But we're getting beat by the best. I mean, this is the best of the best here. He might be beating us. But we're learning. And I think Firefly could go as far as saying, like, we're, I'm good enough now to fight a lot of these other heroes. Just Batman's so good. But, you know, I start yeah, fighting exactly. some lower levels. You, you get your old Blue Beetles why, why in here and they're in trouble. I am they're going against trouble. the best. Yeah. But he wants to do this as, and he says, every time we, I lose, I learn. And I learn more and more, and I'm getting better, and I want to be an A-lister. And she, Because at one point, she's like, well, why am I here training with somebody who's saying that he's not good enough? Well, this is why he like says it. It's you, lady. And I, and I like kind, this a little yeah. bit, too, because it's like he's going through this whole thing. He is pretty much saying, look, we ain't shit. We ain't ever going to yeah. be shit. It'd be nice if we ever had our shot. That's what I strive. But really, being realistic, we ain't ever going to be shit. It's like, well, why yeah. am I here? Hey, it's not like I kidnapped you. You love fire. Yeah, really. Get out of here. You like fire. This is what we do. And uh, <laughs> even with that, too, it kind of makes a little bit more sense because I think that some people probably started reading this in that last issue and like, who who would join Firefly as a protege? This a pyromaniac. It. And it is funny too because- flight suit. Yeah. And he, he even says yeah, to her like- I'm not even a pyromaniac. Like, he give me a flight suit. I might just do whatever the hell yeah, you really. want. He, he even says at the beginning like, so how was yeah, I mean, it? How whatever. was it fighting Batman? <laughs> yeah. And so what we find out is there is a tracker and you're going to have Batman I love this fight. little bit though because we have this whole thing. We, I'm telling you, it goes on. You think it goes on a little bit too long. Um, yeah, I Firefly think it goes on too long. him whole self and at the end he's like- Hey, um, all right, like, you know, Bridget, she gets down with the whole thing, but like, hey, what's that? Is that a, like a little piece of the equipment right there? Well, that, and, um, yeah, that's yeah, a tracker. That's a tracker. <laughs> and then a Batman breaks right School's through. in session. <laughs> but I also like it where we get with Two-Face at the end. This explains why they're in a pyrotechnic. They're not, that's what they do. And Firefly is kind of wink, winking at all of us saying, hey, every time I was at the fireworks factory, then the next episode I was on the fireworks factory. And then, you know, the three times down, I was at the fireworks factory. And then I, it, that's why, because I want him to find me. I, I'm learning. So it does kind of explain things in a weird way. Like I said, I just think it goes too far. And right. I know that you, like, it just... To me, it goes a little too far for what I think the payoff will end up being at the end will be nothing because I, I'm sure, I'm we only you, have a I couple think we issues. might be done with Firefly at this point because it seems yeah, like Ted, yeah. you know, Bridget and Ted, they get caught here. I don't think we'll ever see them again. But the bit that we did, I enjoyed what we got to yeah, see. Yeah. Well, then we go to Alfred and he has lit the signal. Batman goes. And one of the things that I argued with some people online about this last issue was they didn't like the Alfred Batman interactions. And what they didn't like was the fact that Batman said, I'm going to go to this crime scene. And Alfred or Alfred uh, Gordon said, no, no, no. You know, you, you can't just go on here. I'll allow you. And then when Batman's like, I love you. And he's like, yeah, commissioner, remember this? And I liked it because since the Slow rebirth, role, especially, <laughs> you haven't had much of Alfred since rebirth started. And anytime we've had Alfred, he's kind of been toe to toe against Batman. Gordon. You've had where are Gordon? I keep, yeah, Batman, <laughs> he ends up grabbing Selena and he's harboring a fugitive at that point. Yeah. Gordon shows up with the GCPD with guns drawn and saying, Batman, give me Selena. And he just, Batman 
kind of shielded her so she could escape. And then Gordon said, you know, you could have helped me. And Batman like, yeah, I know I could have and disappeared. Between and the thing King's is, though, run and James Tynan's run on Detective Comics, there's a lot of yeah. There was a hunting season on you know, bats? Exactly. I'll tell you, they, the, the League of Shadows came in, made it look like Batman killed Mayor Haiti. And, yeah. and then it became yeah. this whole thing where the entire U.S. government thought that Batman was militarizing yeah. vigilantes. We got a problem. I mean, even go so far as All-Star Batman, you had them raiding the Wayne you know, deal, Man, the yeah. mansion and things. So you have all this. And now I, people say, oh, but they're best friends and they're this. And yeah, he let Selena go. To me... Gordon doesn't think any different. What happens though? What happens when the commissioner is on a rooftop with a woman at that point wanted for mass murder and Batman lets her go and actually assist her in leaving? Suck it, Jim. Gordon's there. There's other guys there too. People start talking. People like, look at Commissioner Gordon. He's lost it. He, why do we trust the him? Commissioner he cares more a about man a vigilante. Let a murderer go. Yeah. So why? And and just to me, that was kind of an assumed thing of how these things were going. Was the idea that you'd have, you know, oh my God, you know, and even like when Bat Season was on in Detective, right. you remember Renee Montoya, Which lasted like one called, issue it seemed yeah, like. Remember when she called Sadly. Batwoman yeah. and said, "Listen." People are going go nuts. Out. There are yeah. people here at the GCPD that were like you. She realized at that point, there's people that have been wanting to kill Batman for years. They just couldn't do it. The minute that they said the GCPD, hey, open season. If you see Batman, Uh-oh. take him down. They they started getting gangs together as police to go out for their own vigilante justice. And remember, they walked by her in that like the stairwell that she was going, we're going to kill his ass. They were all into it. So this just shows me that part of the reason why Gordon said that last issue and things like that was kind of a wink, wink of, hey, this is what a police commissioner should do. I think he has to put up some bit of an appearance that Batman's not completely running the show, even if he is. And I appreciate that for all the stuff that Batman's pulled over this rebirth era. And and remember the last time they talked in that first issue, they were at a crime scene with people around. Now they are on the the rooftop by themselves. The bat signal goes and you have Gordon and it's funny because Batman just just like, yeah, you know, I, I found out that the Vic, uh, Carl Twist, and, and Gordon laughs. And like, why do I even bother? Why do I go through any work or get excited to tell you anything? You always know. And Batman says, listen, I want to be involved because, and you agreed. And thank you. And I'm trying to do it right now. And this, to me, is a little bit of a callback to the Mr. Freeze debacle that Batman well, pretty you, much ruined G- all that. Jim Gordon or anybody knows, because nobody knows that you know Bruce Wayne you know, is Batman. No, I'm just saying Batman himself. He's no, the one saying, who though, completely the ruined whole, that whole I know, deal. The whole idea, though, is like you know, pretty much if any outsider looks in, we have a slam dunk case where Mr. Freeze has gone and done all these terrible yeah. things. But because Batman went on his own to do some he autopsies. He did an autopsy. Yeah, you know, all this other he stuff. He beat him up. He beat him up yeah. and all stuff, and he came after him. The jury found him not guilty. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, and yeah, and with that, you don't think that afterwards, when Gordon's on the stand and they say, "Oh, who did the autopsy?" Batman. Oh, did Go. Batman suddenly get authorized to do official autopsies? No, you don't think that that's part of somebody who runs, you know, against him or wants to, you know, get him out. Like all of a sudden, hey, you look got the next, next political campaign. You know, oh yeah, Jim Gordon lets vigilantes do yeah. autopsies. Who and again, licensed? It shamed him. Do you him want this man to, to run your GCPD? <laughs> he Not would, on our he, watch. 
He supports a, a crazy man who only comes out in the night. Look at Eric like Shea. Oh. He comes out in the day. But Does yeah, not. so you have this old deal where he says, listen, I, I, I'm, thank you. I'm going to do things a little better. I'm going to do it different now. And, and Gordon actually at this point, like I said, nobody else is there. He doesn't have to put up an appearance. He doesn't have to pretend anything and says, you don't really have to change. Yeah. I, I'm fine with what you do. You just let's, you know, get together a little and then you just, just don't be work. a dick about it. Don't, hey, I'm not Billy Joe, but don't go changing. Eric. And I'm like, really? <laughs> He's a big, big Billy Joe well, fan see, then. For how old Jim Gordon is supposed to be and how much time has passed. Don't say that. I, because I can they, see him being a Billy <laughs> Joe fan. Nah, I, th- I would think that Gordon's more of a uh, yes fan and is a real big fan of the Beach Boys. How much? Hey, he Everybody's could be, a big fan. Just of the, the Beach idea Boys. that he would still be going around. Hey, listen, like Led Zeppelin said, "Black Dog," and then he's that's just the name. They don't say that no. in the song. <laughs> oh, damn it! It's kind of funny. I, I wish that it would have been, and people would have hated it. And you would have hated it more if he said, "I don't know." Don't go like that. That lady that my daughter Barbara listens to, the Lady Gaga's or something. But it, it's just it seemed for us. I don't think that there's anybody who read that. And it didn't pull him out a little bit, like really. And but I like it. Like I, I said, think I think a lot that, of people got it. Yeah, maybe. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, I do that then. But they end up. Jim and again, Gordon's this is the other thing. For everybody, they're for Billy no, Joel fans. No, they're not. You know, he he's a very niche, uh, you know, comedian. Next, he pulls out a rubber duck. Hey, remember this? He puts a uh, a big uh, condom over his head, Eric, and blows it up, and it pops. He's like, "This really hit hard." Where, where's the nearest uh, a watermelon I can smash? Please. Howie Mandel Where? is a respectable performer yes, now. He, is now. he doesn't like yeah, when you bring so that up. No. I think that it continues on with this idea that I was saying about him kind of keeping up appearances and things like that. Because then he's like, "Hey, I got to turn off this this signal, uh, the electric bill." They're complaining about it. So I think, and again, that's something I think that James. Robinson wants to throw in like I always you know always got mad that the electric bill of that but you I, know I, it continues you, I like that to idea. think that that's also you know the treasury whatever it is is throwing shade you know goddamn GCPD can't solve a simple murder on their own gotta put the I bat know. signal on charging all this electric getting all this electricity going I'm like yeah, you know nah. what? We're going to turn this off because I don't want any more shade thrown at me when they get the yeah, I don't want any more crap. Though I, I love the concept, and we did have it uh, in Detective with Tynan. And it comes up like the, the whole concept of put on the bat signal. It always calms people down. I'm like, no, it doesn't. I mean, shit has hit <laughs> oh, the no. fan. Ah, I see that bat signal. I am leaving town. I'm getting out of there. Uh, they, they don't. You don't ever see them put the bat signal as a celebratory thing after the crime is solved. It's at the beginning. Shit is about they to go bad. did that once. It caused panic in the streets. Yeah, really. <laughs> this is the problem. I see that signal go off. I, I think the Joker's <laughs> having another one of his goddamn parades through the streets. I am running. I'm going home and hiding. Uh, you do go back. Now, this is where I was saying about the pacing in this issue that I thought was a little bit over. We are now at like three pages before because you go back to Firefly where they're going to fight. And this all leads to Batman basically saying, I got to go talk to Fireflies. Gordon says it as well. And then Batman just out of, yeah, I know where they are. Okay, we'll get there. And that's where you see that there is a tracker. So to me, a lot of this stuff was just kind of padding and wasted because he then goes to fight that in the meantime tweedledee and tweedledum come out of nowhere they're torturing a guy that's supposed to help uh 
what ends up being Two Face. Batman though goes I to Firefly. Even that bit though, like in the Firefly bit where he takes down Ted right away, which is not, that's actually a part that I don't like because Ted gets hit. You don't see yeah. him ever again. It seems like yeah. you know he's just gone. But then when he's talking to Bridget, Bridget goes down like you know he wants to know like you know. So if your partner's in crime, Carson taught you anything, it's this. Resistance is futile, which is a weird line yeah. for Batman to yeah, say. As yeah, far as yeah, and when she looks up, yes, actually, you'd be surprised at what I learned. Yeah, what do you yeah. want to know? Because she knows she's beat at this point. Yeah, she's she just is. doing as Ted taught her. All right, I'm beat. Uh, I'm just tell Batman really, what he wants yeah. to know, and I'll move I on. Really like, I really think there was a missed opportunity here. I would have loved. I'm telling you, my score even would have went up from one little bit a sequence that if Batman punched Ted. And then, you know, you don't want to have him punch Bridget, but he punches Bridget right in the face. And then you just have one little panel where the both of them are bloody laying down and they smile at each other with the like, (laughs) yeah, we are doing things now. I really wanted that. I thought they were going to do that where Batman's just going to town and they're just looking at each other, like giving winks and points and stuff like like that. I don't know what we're going to do with Firefly going forward, obviously. But for some reason, just this whole thing where she looks up and says, what do you want to know? And after she says what she's learned, it feels almost like this. This is the moment of the passing of the torch where Bridget Pike becomes Maybe, a new yeah. Firefly from yeah. here on out. Which, again, is a crazy story to get a new Firefly. But really, what does it matter? Seriously. You know what I mean? I want the Firefly army. But, yeah, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And even if it's then, not Garfield Lins, I don't want it, any. It, How do yeah, you well, that? It, at least, though, that James Robinson realizes that we don't really care to up the ante with Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Thank because God. When he gets there, Can you that, imagine if Tweedledee and Tweedledum instead of Firefly? <laughs> yeah, I am yeah. so happy we're done with these two in two pages. I love that Batman just calls him idiots. Because he goes. He busts in. That You know, you get the Tweedledee. Tweedledum can stop. Yes, and then he realized that he has just gone right to uh, Two Face, who's there, and he says, "You know what? What, what kind of joke is this? Well, stop insulting me. Hey, this is ridiculous. Come on, Harvey. You know." And he says, two different, di- two bullets, two guns, two fireflies. You make that these two idiots, Tweedles D and Dumb. Uh, you know, and now we're at Dutome Records. Please, you got to stop this. And the firefly, whatever that I expect, shit like this, but not from you. And again, throw shade at Firefly. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you know, eh, yeah, I, I get it. I'm kind of not into this whole like, thing I anymore. I mean, how many things can I do? Him, so I admit, I'm not as keen yeah. to make an effort as I once was. So he, It would be like, funny if he just fully went out. Like, like listen, I have one gimmick. earlier than I thought you'd be. Look at this. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I better up it. But uh, yeah, and he's like, hey, Harvey. And he's like, no, 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 you call me Two-Face and you want motive and answers. You go ask your pal, the Jim Gordons, and you'll find out. And that's and a strange cliffhanger for what we had before because I'm I'm, I'm curious to find out what we're going to do with Jim Gordon, how all of this, yeah. whatever this is, is his fault because before we have a John Doe who was taking up, you know, the identity of a murdered man from years before, and who was, was somehow yeah, in league with Cobra. And, yeah, with Cobra. Yeah, And I'm like, we didn't any Cobra this issue. No, we didn't. So and actually, weird. I kind of forgot when we were talking about this tonight. That, so uh, I'm telling you, we have Cobra. all these enemies and all this big yeah. kind of like over-the-top conspiracy of terrorism. I'm like, you know what? Right now, we're two issues in, and it's not all like, you know, displayed out in the open it for isn't. me to fully grip. But I'm like... I want to know this, and I'm intrigued. I, this is why I really found the story interesting. Not only the fact that you're getting a lot of my favorite characters, like I really like Two Face. Yeah, you like. I really it. like Firefly. Yeah, the, the only guy out there that the Two Face and Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only people that like both Where's of those. That? Yeah, really. Get get all the other crap. The other Firestorm shows up. You got the Hawkman. What a Blue Beetle. Oh my! I like shitty characters, don't oh I? Oh my goodness! Eric Shea would be in heaven. I'm, I'm just wait. looking. I wanted to make sure 
uh, we actually have a couple more issues of this. So nice. I was afraid that we're saying all this and we have one more. I think we have two, three more. So you, you get to kind of buckle in. Arc. We got 90, 91, and 92, it looks like. So that that's pretty decent, right? So we got that. And maybe there will be some way that this goes. I don't know. DC has done so many crazy things lately. Uh, including even the, you know, the massacre at Heroes in Crisis right. deal that I, I couldn't tell you there's not going to be a Firefly book coming out out of nowhere. We're going to have the War of the Fireflies or something. Amazing. So I, I can't tell you that that won't happen. But while I'm reading this, I really did like we, we know. And part of the issue is we know that this is a two faced story. It's a shame. It's a shame that we know you have We know it's a two faced story, but all we really know is it's a continuation of a two faced well, story. No, this might come, even this I'm might talking that. Cobra. I'm telling you, though, I've read the solicits and things like that, is what I'm saying. Everything okay. is out in public domain if you really want to know. I do that solicits podcast on Patreon, so I've read the solicits. Oh, you're and a man with in the that, know, are you? With that, you know, and they, they don't have to be completely accurate, but if we were reading this as, you know, little Jimmy and little Eric Shea, even though Eric... I'm a man! I'm a I'm man! Uh, but if we were little kids and we're reading this, we, we're not on the internet, we're no. poor like we were, Eric. Yeah. I, I only have one sock, is why I really... Only wear one song, the bookmobile kids with rocks and sticks. Uh, By that ending, that would happen. And also, we're dumb as shit. Yeah. You know, we're just dummies. So it it shows up again. Even that, like, we're talking to each other and you're like, I think it's Two Face behind us. I'm like, I don't know. I don't get it, Eric. Why is it Two Face? But at the end, I'd be pretty excited. I don't know. I don't know. I see Two-Face and like, oh, right. But because I've been waiting for Two-Face, a lot of this feels like it's meandering towards that end, this issue. Instead of getting the let's collect the evidence, it's more of I already have the evidence and I have a tracker. That's the problem with the internet because all these great things, like even like movies where you get to find out something great when you go to watch a movie, it's all spoiled before you ever get there. So even with the comics as well. So I usually go in not knowing anything about the solicits. I did know this is a Two-Face story, but I can still like, you know, remove myself far enough where I get Two-Face dead. Yeah, yeah. I just like, (laughs) hey, here we go. Uh, But also the idea that, all right, I'm going to put a tracker on Firefly, who we think, well, first off, burnt a building down. May yep. have killed people. We think yep. they didn't because they did say everybody got out. Possibly in my mind at this point, he may think that he, they're the ones who had the two guns and shot the Vic, the perp, the Vic. Or I guess it's the Vic at that point. <laughs> but uh, so instead of going the and following the tracker right away, I'm going to talk to Alfred. I'm going to hang out on the roof. Well, that's the thing is, it's Batman. He knows exactly where they are and they're not doing yeah, but anything. They could, they could burn down a building now. And that's the problem is they just burnt down a residential building with people in it. This isn't a firefly like, oh, what are they going to do next? Like try to burn a cornfield? <laughs> no, they, they've actually tried to kill probably 80 people at least in that apartment. And, and it we was still the apartment we that- We actually still don't know what we, why were they there if they were just covering the tracks yeah, yeah, if of they were the covering supposed the tracks. Well, this is the thing too that ties in with this. I actually thought- that it was going to be the wraparound that they really didn't have anything to do with Two-Face. They even say two things, though. They say in this where Firefly's talking about how they're, you know, down the list and they're like, hey, you know, you got the Riddlers and the Jokers. Of course, they're big. You got this. Also, he had the goal to say Penguins of Beavis. I know. But also says at that point, the guy who hired us and then goes from there to then say at the end, if, if Bridget knows where 
two faces, obviously, then that's the, you know, the second part Everybody of that puzzle that they faces. are. Well, they are. That's, yeah, really, really, Batman. He's had two tone records with Tweedledee and Tweedledum. There you go. But yeah, he does say in that little soliloquy of his that our boss, and if right. you look, two faces not mentioned in any other deal. So they are, they have to have been hired by him. Uh, but yeah, it just takes a little too long for Batman to decide to go who could have potentially been mass murders and arsonists and could be off just wrecking, you know, some other building or whatever. Yeah, but if he's keeping so in control that, of that tracker, I probably would like, you know, he knows where they are at the entire uh, the whole time. Yeah, but even then they he, they could have people there that they're burning. He has no idea what they're doing and just to kind of say like, "Ah, eh, I know where they are. I'll go now." It seemed odd after what they had just done and what he may think they they had done, but it's it's to make time for them to talk like right. that, and then they go. But uh, yeah, I gave it a six nine on the site. Uh, after talking about, it, I might go up now to a seven or nice. a big seven. Why a big little bit? I kept it under a seven just because I thought there was a lot of meandering, but I do like the idea that he's trying to legitimize Firefly a bit, and you you like that. But what would I you do? do? I gave this issue an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed the eight art. Out of 10. I, I love, you know, the meandering and all. I'm like, that's character progression as far as I'm concerned. You don't get to see a lot of these characters. So now that we do, and even a progression where we might even have a new Firefly and Bridge of Pike, all these little aspects actually make me feel really good about the series so far. And even the big reveal. And not only to mention that, though, you don't have Cobra at all. I'm like, you're, you're still building up to yeah, what made like the big I said, though, we only be, we, I, have, we have three more issues. Hopefully we get to that. Yeah, I'm saying uh, because, I, I'm yeah. really enjoying what we're getting so far, and I'm really happy that James Robinson seems to be coming out firing at all cylinders, unlike when he oh. was on Wonder Woman. A roller coaster ride of emotions, isn't no, it? I didn't say is that. that. What it is? That's what you said. There's no limitations. There's no limitations. We're going to move on to the next book, and that's one of your books, Eric. What is it? Action Comics number one thousand and three, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Yannick Paquette, Nathan Fairbairn, and Josh Reed. Robinson Good is outed for having kryptonite, but it seems she's still going to play the innocent card while the secret syndicate continues to act unbeknownst to Superman. Yeah, that's all I yeah. got because there's yeah. not a lot going on in this no, issue. No, this for is going to be reason, pretty quick. When I, I think about the secret syndicate, we have like the, the Red Cloud bit. It's not one of my favorite things, but the no. idea that we have this people like these lower class kind of villains that like they're not super villains. They're just a syndicate yeah. of people who want to do criminal activity and they have a set of rules and the way they've been able to act unbeknownst to Superman this whole time. I'm like, that's a really cool concept. It's yeah. just nobody yeah, has enough overplayed to do now, though. in this series we, because every time we have somebody doing something, it's instantly yeah. shut down and we move on to the next thing. And I'm like, why, why don't we ever spend any time on anything in this series? No. I'm getting a little tired of the what words they can say and things like that. We we had that in Man of Steel. We and actually who we had it with was uh Firefly and right. Killer Moth were the first to start that say you can't raise your voice, you can't say some things. Then we got it again in this and now we get it again in this issue. I'm kind of getting to the point where and and also I'm wondering why they do all of that but yet don't put this kryptonite in a lead box that Superman would never be able to see. And yet they don't. They get the most. Well, it's you know, weird. I don't know because we have here. this box, and I would have like you know. It's I assumed at first when we first see this little box, it is a lead box because it, you just assume whenever you see kryptonite and it's yeah. in a box like this, it is. But later on, nope. It's just nope. I don't know. Like, is it like am I looking for what's not there? Kind of Superman yeah, yeah. spot. I don't know. No, because he sees the glow. 
He I sees know. the glow coming out of the box. Now you can tell me that Brian Michael box. Bendis, it would have been funny if Brian Michael Bendis would have tied it into because when she gets it, she ends up opening the box, which is ridiculous. It's just to show us what it is, you even though glow. we know what it is. <laughs> and even then I would think that that would kind of do something to make Superman realize something's going on. But I would have liked if you would have seen that she didn't close the box, right? That's all you needed to do. Yeah. Hey, make sure you, you fasten the clasp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see she doesn't That's because it, it ends up. Fasten yeah. the clasp. <laughs> That's all you do. And, uh, and even with the fact that it is kryptonite, it's a little piece and all that, you would think that they would go to, you know, you're already doing something so crazy having this kryptonite that you would go through a process of making it a little well, more secure. That, that's the craziest and it part kind of my mind is that we got Robinson Good, who we just know pretty much on the barest like kind of thing we can know. She's she's not on the up and up. All right. Yeah. Yeah. She's going out to get kryptonite. All right, you're raising the stakes, but the problem is, I besides for you working for this, you know, secret syndicate. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know yeah, what you're no. here for. She and may now actually be writing a story of... now. I, I don't know. She doesn't seem on the up and up, like you no. said. But yeah, we have no idea. Well, she says when Batman and... takes it from her, oh, I needed to write yeah. a story. I think that's just a bullshit kind of excuse on it why may you be. have this. But like, I it's we have the whole I thing set up. She gets kryptonite. That it isn't. Mm. We get kryptonite this issue, and then it's taken away from her this issue. And like, I'm just like, I yeah. don't know why we even did this or anything. Just to kind of out Robinson good as it a bad guy. It seemed to out even her though, to Superman a little more and well, me to is, make us think end, that she's even worse. When but. Candy is killed by Red Cloud and Superman shows up because he's kind of been following, you know, uh, yeah. Robinson good around. Oh, thank God you're here. And she's holding on. It seems like Superman still believes, well, what Batman did say she's just using it to write a story. So maybe she yeah. is okay. I'm like, God damn it, dummy. Yeah, I, I yeah. get mad. And, I'm like, this whole thing is we have set her up to be a bad guy out of nowhere. This, I mean, like, not out of nowhere. It's since she started, yeah. even in that. Man um, of Steel. No, no, the DC Nation number zero. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, she showed yeah. up as that. And like, you can see at the end, she's not, she's up to no good right away. Now we have set it up. We get kryptonite. Oh God! Superman has figured out she has kryptonite. Sends Batman to get away from him, but we kn- he knows now that she's good. But for some reason, by the end, it still feels like Robinson he might believe that she's okay. I'm like, why? <laughs> I think I actually think that it's a little too obvious that she's bad, and there will be a twist that she is trying to protect him. Like somehow uh, she's like a weird something. source on the inside, she's like undercover. trying to like bring down the secret syndicate. Yeah, that's what I think. What's happening? I-, I think it's way too you know thrown in your face, especially God, I hope so. and to get the kryptonite. Out of nowhere. Now, you end up where Clark goes to the Daily Planet. He ends up getting sick because she is there and she does have the kryptonite there. And it goes on a little too long for me again. There's some of these things. But I did like the idea where out of nowhere, Jimmy's like, this, he got sick when when Lex was here, too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that Lex, you son of a bitch. But, yeah, uh, they go on and basically it's to show you I, and – I don't know what we're getting. Like we from talk this about Detective Comics that meandering fact, going on too long with Firefly. This Clark yeah, thing that's sick, what I'm saying. It's like very, it went on it's so very long. much like that. It went on so long, and the end result is just to show that Clark Superman sees that Robinson has kryptonite. Yeah. But you don't get more from that unless Robinson does look out the elevator as she's leaving at the sick Clark laying there, but not in an evil way, it seems. But it might be the continuation of her like, oh, no, now she's going to figure out that Clark Superman, all this stuff. But to me, 
it, it just I I think that there's something else going on. But yeah, the the fun part of this and the best part of this issue and the thing that'll elevate my score at the end is that Batman shows up and besides a couple lines. I kind of like this, and I like the idea that Robinson Good even says, like, I got mugged by Batman. Like, Batman, you can't just come and steal my purse. That's kind I of mean, funny. What's going all of a sudden, like, like I, I need to write a story. Now your story just got way more interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, when he does, it's so funny, too. I want her to be like, hey, you know, this is why things go wrong in Gotham. We ain't in Gotham, baby. And he just goes, I'm telling you, he is like, <laughs> I'm out of the, the city limits of Gotham. Now I can do whatever I want. But I do like the idea that, you know, she knows now that these people are, you know, they know things. Because even she's like, how did you know this? How did you know I had this? And like, don't worry about it. I I'm knew. It's just some of the things like, I, it's weird. Like, where did you get this? Uh, how, how did you know? How did you know I had it? Listen, I know you had it. I want to hear. And he says, I know where you got it from. I, I'm telling you. I just want to hear you say, why does she want Because that? she never says it. Yeah. And I'm telling and you. why like, does what he, he and- want to hear it? You know I, what I, I mean? You, I don't think he knows. I, I think really he thinks think it's Lex. I don't even know I, what he thinks yeah. by the end of it because the whole thing is I want Batman to actually be on his game here where he knows like you got it. I know where you got it. I want to hear you say it because yeah. he's not yeah. really that sure. But like I, he no, never says yeah. it. He's doing one of those where you have the two people that you're you're going, uh, yeah, your buddy Eric, he's spilling the beans over there. He's blaming you on everything. And then, he is, uh, but I, he's the one who did this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> There isn't even an Eric. You never had a friend. Oh, my God. Oh my God. What happened Twilight to me? Zone. Why am I so dumb? Uh, the, what I thought, though, is you have the kryptonite. Obviously, Clark got sick. He saw the kryptonite. He uses x-ray vision when she said, I'll get you some Advil. And I hope that Brian Michael Bendis is getting money for that little thing. But uh, she ends up getting it. He looks in the purse and sees that there's the kryptonite. And so he's obviously told Batman, why doesn't Batman trail her a little bit just to see what she's up to? Like He's got Gotham the, the, stuff to well, take care of. This is the problem, though. The problem with this Fireflies is from here on out, <laughs> we're going to go issues and issues of people trying to figure out, including a Clark and maybe whoever, trying to figure out what Robinson Good is really up to, where she goes, what's this? Batman could have maybe solved this in an afternoon or at night, it seems like. Now it's getting dark. He could have just followed her. He could have followed her. At, or, you know, if the Bat family was a little closer and, you know, Nightwing didn't have a hole in his head, maybe even get somebody else to kind of check into Too her. Soon. But he, yeah, he, he just ends up grabbing this and like, I'll be taking that. And I thought to myself, boy... I wonder how much money she is out of and all these favors and everything that it took to get something so crazy as kryptonite. And Batman's just like, I'll take this. And she's she's not like just like I'm ruined or they're going to get me or whatever. It's just very odd. And the line that I thought was off was this is a weapon of mass destruction. Technically, it stops a weapon of mass destruction. Good point. And I'm like, I don't like Tom King's. Hmm, Batman that he yeah. does, but for some reason I could have done I could have dealt with the hmm yeah. at that point yeah. right there instead of saying uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah good point. I, but the whole thing around Batman just mugged me. I like that because it made me giggle. And then later on when Batman, you know, he meets up with Superman and talk about what happened. Well, what'd you do with it, Batman? I had it made into a friendship necklace. I'm like, you know, that's yeah. kind of funny too. It'll be for some safe, reason I like, like that as well. Well, who's your friend? There's the Batsmans. Don't worry about it. Next thing you see, it's Flash has it on and Superman's crying. Oh, no. Now, I, now I'm now i weaker and I don't have a best friend. Oh, no. Yeah, it's just weird, though. Like, you know, she says, can I have it back? No, you're keeping it. 
Yes, it can't be on the street. You mug me. And I think the story is, there's two stories she has out of this. Batman mug me. There's the headline. The next headline is, Batman really doesn't like Superman so much. Uh, I threw shade at him and he agreed. But yeah, they, they have this deal. You have, but then uh, Batman. later on, when, when, you know, like when Robinson Good goes back to Candy, who's part of the Secret yeah. Syndicate, because we all have food names, that seems like yeah, to be the yeah. big deal on this, like yeah. yogurt, lettuce, candy, and stuff like Fat that. Fat shame in the lady in the back room. But um, (laughs) the thing is, like, you know, Robinson, she's breaking all the rules. She's saying, oh, it's kryptonite this, Superman that. You can't be saying these these lines. And Candy is saying, look, you can't say this. I'm going to cut you. Yeah, I'm going to cut you. And all of a sudden, the big boss, the Red Cloud, comes and kills Candy. I have no idea why. Yeah, and and I don't know why because at this point it's like you think that it would be the opposite. (laughs) Well, there's the leak thing, but – this is just like Robinson. And yes, you you have Robinson say to Superman then, thank God you came. Uh, we're going to kill me too. I believe that might be the case. But uh, why wouldn't know. you kill it her first? Like she She's the one that's bringing up the league. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm saying that she ended up getting stuff, but she even says, thank you, Superman. But why? I, I don't really get that. And also, I don't know that since uh, we we will talk about it in crisis, but what is going on with these books where somebody just died? And yeah, it's candy. She's like, I had no, fuck you candy. I I didn't even think any, it was almost like, I was more like, Oh no, red cloud. That's right. And even the people like, I didn't hear you. What happened here? Died in detective last issue. Yeah, really? But even that, (laughs) when it comes, it wasn't like, Oh my God, this guy's there. He's drinking his coffee. He's like, Huh? What's going on there? Did she die? It's just like it was a red cloud. She's dead. <laughs> that's all. They, there's nobody like. Oh my god! Ooh, and that's why Robinson's like. Oh my god! And like. Oh my god, Robinson. Uh, are you okay? Yeah, Superman. I'm okay. And then she does look like I got you. And she looks. Oh, I'm okay. And again, you got this weird deal you had earlier where uh, Clark said to Jimmy when him and Jimmy were talking, hey, by the way, Lois said hi. Lois said hi. All right. That's and weird. Then you get I'm telling you, I, that is, is the worst Lois. part of this issue where we had that great cliffhanger last time we had Action Comics where Superman went and met with Lois Lane. I'm like, okay, we're finally going to get some answers because what the hell is going on here? Yeah. And then we jump in this and we get nothing except for Clark saying to Jimmy, I saw Lois. She said hi. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And then at the end – Lois continuing to work whatever she's working on, deal, and now yep. she's met by Lex Luthor at this Lex hotel. She's staying at door and, and says, like, "I it yeah. doesn't do anything for me." I'm telling you, you she can't does have just a Star Lab this. shirt, Eric. Is that a clue? Is that a everybody clue? has a Star, Star Lab, Lab shirt. shirt? Star Lab shirt. I don't know. I mean, yeah, earlier you had the Brian Michael Bendis. It's like having a NASA shirt stuff again. It's the same. I, that post. Jim, I have a NASA shirt. Doesn't mean I work for NASA. You big dummy. Maybe if you, I might. I don't know. But yeah, it I says just, next I just to big talk. Seems like, like maybe uh, they'll get excuse together. Excuse me, sir. Um, uh, are you supposed to be here? Look at my shirt. Of course, I'm supposed to hey, be here. What do you Let mean? Me I, in. Of course, I'm supposed to be at Nassau. Like, I, I think this <laughs> guy's not on the other end. Come from Nasa. It's like a knockoff I'm supposed shirt. to be part of Nasa. You know me. I'm one of the biggest guys here at Nasa. Nasa. I, I don't know what's going. on. Why do you call it that? Oh. You're not on the top level. I, I get it, buddy. You'll, you'll get there someday. You'll be able to call it NASA uh, one of these days. But yeah, this is an okay issue, though. I like the stuff with Batman until the weapon of mass destruction nonsense. Uh, but I 
kind of, I don't know why. I can't even tell you why because not a lot happens. No. But I don't mind it. It's it's not the worst issue he's, he's it, written. I'm telling you, it's still and my I like favorite Superman title that we have right now. Yeah, it is with it's me It's just too. for some reason, it's kind of falling a little bit in my mind from where I thought we were because, like you said, the Secret Syndicate, that's getting on your nerves a little bit with the idea of how it works. Yeah. I think that's still the most important thing that we have going on, most interesting thing besides for Lois Lane, but I don't feel like we're going to get anything Lois for a long ass time. Like that's going to be well, strung we'll out see. for like said, Well, there's issues. a couple things coming up. Again, Eric, I read the solicits. Huh. So I know that you are c- completely well, wrong. You're Thank completely you. off your rocker. But I know uh, with, with this though Inform is, me. no, I'm not. I'm not going to spoil it for other people. You can look at those solicits. Uh, with this though, I think that where you're getting in this, you know, the third issue of this series here, since he's taken this over, And I get the idea. Yeah, you have Jimmy go, man, he didn't get sick since Lex was here that last time and things like that. But I see in this, he seems to be getting a little, finally getting a little beyond the part of I'm going to prove to you that I know Superman. I'm going to prove to you that I'm so clever. I can, And it seems like he's starting his story now when a couple of the other issues were, hey, let's get some fan service out there so I can do even Batman showing up here. There okay is less it. of the, you know, hey, look at me. I know Batman. I just mentioned seven trillion things about Gotham, and I did this, this, and this. He shows up yeah, to Batman's help his buddy voice here. Previous was all wrong. This yeah, is a and lot it's a little better. It's getting better. A little bit problems with it, but for the most part, it, you, there's and, nothing and too bad where, with it. Yes, and where he gets his little fan service deal are things, but it's only one line. Things like a, hey, Superman saying, hey, Batman, you're the best, which seemed a little off, but then Batman flying away, world's finest. Yeah, see, that's the stuff that I want to get over the past. I do, It's still here a little. It's less, though. It's yes. less of him. He seems to be more comfortable with, the, okay, now that I've proven, though he didn't prove it to anybody, but he thinks that he's proven that he knows the characters. Let's move on from that. And even with the fact that Lois and, and Lex at the end, there isn't the sing-song dialogue, you know, this, that, and that. It's just a cliffhanger where Lex comes and says, I can almost promise you it will be Hello, Miss Lane, when he, she says it should be interesting. Right. And so I was like, that's pretty good. Uh, so what did you give it? I gave this issue a 6.8 out of 10. I enjoyed the art overall. It's just, I don't know. The more I was going to give it a higher score, but the more I thought about it, I just got went down a little bit lower than I was going to because it is, you know, we have these situations show up where they just like the whole idea of like, you know, outing Robinson good because, you know, we, we get the kryptonite, we get the kryptonite taken away, but then, oh, Superman, thank God you're here. I'm like, I don't know what we achieved with any of this I because the kryptonite was a really interesting angle. Now it's gone. I and don't we didn't know learn anything more about the secret no. syndicate except for people who say the words you're not supposed to say. They're fine. It's the other people you're talking to who get killed. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. understand what the red cloud is. Like going. I said, that's something I'm kind of getting sick of the old words. And right. Things like that. I that like it. I think clever. it's the most interesting thing that I haven't yeah, seen but before. It, it, we've really. had it now like four times in yeah. four separate things. And I get it. I, I understand this. I don't need because that's his thing that everybody jumped on of how clever that was. We right. never saw anybody. It makes sense, whatever. Even though Superman before has told us that he doesn't have this in this, he's told us I center on a couple words before right. he would always say that he can block everything out at points and things like that. Plus, go in a lead container. That's all you need, Eric. You just get lead container. They have those around, right? Lead houses. People within lead houses shouldn't throw stones. No, I, uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5. It's a dead I, of lead I actually did like some of this. And uh, I will go with the fact that I know that you want more. That's just we're going to have to get used to 
this long storytelling of Brian Michael Bendis. This is how he plays things. This is how he's done all these. We talked about it. One of the jokes was that when he did the ultimate Spider-Man, he ended up taking six issues to tell the same story that Stan Lee told in three panels. This is how he does things. He likes to be clever with it. He likes to try to add a little of these nuances of his. And yes, they usually annoy me. For some reason, they didn't annoy me this issue. More than anything, this issue... For some reason, towards the beginning of the issue, up to the halfway point, I think it was, every now and again, he would have an M in front of a word, trying to explain, yeah. mm, okay. Because that's, that's what he, because that's natural dialogue so to him. I hated so goddamn much. And, and I know. everybody kept doing it. It's him and like the the people who like to write this natural dialogue. There's there's a difference. I mean, they say natural dialogue to the point where they want to do it exact because most people will come up. I'll come to work and I'm like, hey, how you how you do last night? You know what what happened last night? Well. I did. You don't need that written, but it's better than like, like a Steve Orlando. It's like who, Jessica yeah. at the goddamn you know drive-through. Yes. Uh, um, um, and and mm. where where it drives me nuts is, and I'm Keith Giffen does it as well. And then where it gets me is when they're like, "Hey, where'd you go last night? The bar? The bar? The bar? Oh, what'd you do at the bar? I drank. You drank. I drank." And you, you don't need that. I, I don't need, again, <laughs> that is the sing-song. T- I don't need that. And I even think that's less here. But he does tend to write. And when he does the ums and things like that, the thing that I think that happens, you start having each character sound the same. Instead of making it natural, it ends up everybody's dialogue. You, you start losing track. And he does like to have, and even when you go through the issue, just look at it. Don't read it. When you look at it, almost every time two people talk, you have four panels, right? You know, four word bubbles on top of each other because it's this quick back and forth. I don't need it sometimes. This issue was a little less to me, though. So I, I was not as yeah. upset about it. Maybe I'm coming around to him, but I do like action comics still way that's better. My, than my favorite compared to Superman. Yeah. And maybe that's one of my fears was unfounded that I thought that since Brian Michael Bendis was writing both books, you might hate both and not have right. an option there's people out there are saying right now that's me i hate both of these but i think that we also have to get away from the idea that the outsider brian michael bendis came in forced himself in he's doing this and you know i Don't there's people online that are even saying that this is the worst issue of action comics they've ever read well i've read a lot of action comics <laughs> in, the, the, in the last six years not 40 years eric six years and i read a lot worse i really read a lot worse but we're going to move on to the next issue where we're going to have a little bit of a uh, a problem with me i i have a problem here because i read this issue i don't know maybe i was eating sugar that night eric but i was very (laughs) positive about this i was very into this so sugar does i yeah, well, I, I was having a good old time, and it was the last thing I did on Tuesday. I read it. I really had a lot of fun, and I still think that there's fun to be had with this series. I kind of overlooked Maybe. a couple things. I mentioned a couple things in my review that bothered me. Some things were pointed out uh, since then by some smarter people than me, and I realized there are some big problems here. But it's just League Odyssey number one, written by Joshua Williamson. Art by Stepan Sedgwick, which is also one of the reasons I really liked it. Step and D. Ron Bennett. Sedgwick. 
It's long awaited an introduction of the JLO. And while I was a bit more forgiving in my written review, multiple readings and people's comments have set my score back a bit. I still like what we get here and understand that Joshua Williamson had to force some things here to get this team together. I hope the characters and story come together a bit more and make more sense going forward. And basically the big problems that I have and a lot of other people have, and I'm sure you're going to have a little bit of it as well, is kind of the Green Lantern kind of being he don't know shit about Green Lanterns. Yeah, does he? he doesn't know anything about Green Lanterns. And and one of the big things that I think that I and this is some nobody pointed this out to me. This is something that I read and the third time I read it I realized that at one point she's there. She may and she's Who's in the she? ghost zone. We'll say that. Jessica, Jessica Cruz, Cruz is okay. in the in the ghost zone. She is kind of monitoring it. She's doing the stuff with it. Number one, there is no way that this sort of zone would have one Green Lantern and a Green Lantern who's pr- the newest Green Lantern of them. They would never send I'm sure at this. this point there's way newer Green Lanterns because they just sent them rings out. Yeah, yet. but we haven't seen it. But the rings just <laughs> went out. I mean, I don't think that they are through any recruitment. But of, the other it. thing Everybody, I have is busy training. did she get assigned here? Did she volunteer because she talks to Simon? Right. And then at the end, she says the Justice League Center. It makes no sense by the end. She actually says the Justice League had me here to keep track of things. But yet she's been saying all along that it's the Guardians who sent her and it gets all convoluted. Plus, Joshua Williamson really shows he does not know what's going on when she says right away, the Guardians on Oa, not of Oa, on Oa. There's no Oa. That's gone. No. It makes no sense. I'm now, you, I, we even were, before we get to that point, when we have this, you know, refugee from Kalu who has built a makeshift spaceship, so to send this old Green Lantern Topol out to try to get word to the Guardians about what really is happening here. Yeah, like this this Green Lantern, it was bottled away, and she lost connection to the central power battery, so she hasn't been able to recharge a ring. But now that she's out and about in this ghost sector, there's nothing to stop her from recharging a rig. So I don't know why yeah. she needs a spaceship or why she doesn't have any ring power now this whole thing right at the beginning with the green lanterns before we even get the jessica thinks bullshit yeah yeah the, he he has no idea how the green lanterns work and one of the big things in his flash deal is the idea of we he never really explains things as you go and at the end of this the biggest thing is this ghost sector that kind of i don't even understand half you of know what the maelstrom the of radiation jim and the maelstrom, the maelstrom and then all of a sudden the dragons that attack but also the idea of these planets that were bottled by you know Kalu and they had them now are released and yes we get the idea that now while this goes on and especially the cliffhanger at the end that they were bottled because they worshipped these old gods and they didn't want them out and about doing this it doesn't really hit very well for me about an overall story about what they were doing with these planets and why because you even have Starfire here she wants to find her home planet and and things like this so you got the idea that when they released these planets these planets the ghost sector was not the sector that they ended up creating because of the it almost seemed like that was created for them well i'm telling you when they they released all of these planets before they all just kind of shot out and i could see that being the the uh the ghost sector that had to be created to hold all these planets but But i don't this makes it seem like that was yeah I don't understand why yeah, there's this radiation field throughout and stuff like that yeah. and how anybody on these planets are living when Jessica Cruz, like, you know, this radiation is so strong, it, it breaks through a construct. But not yeah. only that, somehow you can outrun the radiation if you just go faster. 
And I'm like, I, and I don't understand thing, yeah. anything about this ghost zone or the planets involved. I just, by the time we got to the cliffhanger, I'm like, well, that's kind of a cool cliffhanger. These people are worshiping our characters as old gods. It's interesting yeah. at least, but I don't know what, what it's we like did to get here. It's like a prophecy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing that gets me though is, I did they create the ghost sector? Did they, I, I, and why I, I would you create you, some hellish the, sector? I'm saying, I have to assume the ghost sector is just where Every but all the planets shot out at once, and this became the new ghost sector because there's nothing to really establish. But this is the problem: is. is I swear to God that in No Justice it was spelled out that they were creating it for these, that they had to create a new sector so that these though, planets that, had this somewhere is a to new go. Sector. This is the ghost sector. No, I'm saying it seemed though that the Guardians somehow were creating it. This seems like it just happened because they came out. And why, if you collected 17 million planets and they don't, I wouldn't think that they were all part of the same sector at that point. Like, no. why don't they go somewhere where they'd go? Why did they just pop into this ghost sector? Why are they all there together all there in this one sector? All the sector? bottles that were released right there at that one point. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. This thing doesn't seem like it matches up to how that was spelled out. That it just, they said, oh, we're going to have to create a sector for it. Now it yeah. seems like the sector was created by the planets. No, I'm and just saying that's the sector has these- I don't understand the radiation. The planets all being there at once, well... Guess we're going to have to create a sector, which means like, I'm going to call that the ghost sector. All right, yeah, but it's it created. seems like this isn't, it doesn't seem now that the Guardians created the sector. It seems like it was created on its own and they are now going to no, check it, it out because Jessica you, knows nothing it was, about it. It was created on its own when they released all of it. I'm just saying it was created by the Guardians when they just said the word ghost sector. Yeah, I, I'm telling you though, I have to go back because I swear to God that when these planets were released, they made a comment that they were going to have to do something to get a sector for it and create something for it. Maybe I'm mistaken. I remember for some reason them saying, we're going to have to get a new sector for that. And oh my God. And we were saying like, Ooh, who's going to patrol that? And what yeah. are they going to do? And then, but it seems now that the planets themselves did it. But again, these were just planets, but why would it create a, a sector where the planets look like they're colliding together? There is radiation, terrible, lightning and things sector. like that. It, it's just a made up piece of shit. This is what gets yeah. me. It doesn't make any sense. And I want to have fun with, this but this quote-unquote ghost sector and where i was getting to the whole deal is there's nothing explained i I, no. I know it's just starting jessica's there but they just threw her into something they had no idea about you watch this they sector, have not, nobody's gone to these planets because these planets obviously they places. pop in they don't know what's going on like they have no idea why isn't they get the whole core out and all the individual things and going instead sure of they just would, like but eh, as i've there, heard the radiation is terrible well but jessica doesn't know that so we haven't heard how does that's she the not biggest know that too. she's been here i know for a while well, this now. is my problem this seems to be something that the guardians are involved with but yet nobody knows any information and you have jessica's ring where at one point she's like eh, checking out yeah we have these outposts here uh look i'd like to see who's damaging them uh you know who's scorching them and then she's like ah you know what i feel stupid just talking to my rings that's what she does. That's what she I always know. does. And a ring talks back. This she doesn't. Has it ends up her being friends the, through the ring. Yeah, it's a big deal yeah, about the character allowing deal. her, so she can be alone in a situation like this because her willpower has created people around her that she trusts to help her anxiety to be just you know dissipated yeah. a bit. And I'm telling you, this whole thing, Jessica doesn't feel right. And I want to know who took the time before their big Odyssey mission to paint flames on the side of Brainiac's ship. Yeah, they just say it's very odd. 
I'm telling you, my score went down reading it again, realizing that, especially, like I said, Jessica, where Jessica's there. Yeah, just going through here. Oh, Simon, you getting a hold of me? All right. Hey, you know what? This is a lot better than being in my room. You know what I'm saying? I got anxiety. So you have to throw that out for people who don't know. But do you? Because she's beyond that now. And that's the thing. And is, too, unless we're going to keep doing it, there's no real reason. She talked about how terrible it was being in her room. She loved no, it. That's what, that's what she did. She became an agoraphobe because of how yeah. scary the outside world yeah. is. She didn't hate that. Yeah. She might no, have hated that the situation where she place. had to. That was her safe place. Yeah, kind of yeah. like this apartment's my safe place. Yeah, really. And so where Simon's there and it's so ridiculous, like, hey, you know, you volunteered, though. That's what you get. Oh, no, I'm shorting out the radiation. We can't get you. And I'm like, why Why did he even ever what? call? And uh, yeah, why he, he calls just to say, like, hey, how's it going? You really screwed up uh, volunteering for that, right? Hey, we're I, still I just, partners, it's only even there though so we're we not know. there anymore. Yeah. That, that's the what? only thing. We, we have to be there so that we know that Simon won't be in the book, whether they're not yeah. partners, but she, they're still friends. She's uh, really, send me Despero or Kanjaro. Really, you better be careful what you're wishing for, baby <laughs> Don't cakes. Despero. Because What's you wrong know, you? yeah. Next thing you know, Cyborg sh- or Cyborg comes in with Brainiac Ship. He's there with uh, Starfire, Azrael, actually, and, Azrael and Starfire. As a stowaway. Yeah, stowaway, but there because Starfire knows. So Starfire yeah. actually stowed him away, which is odd uh, and odd not to tell. Uh, cyborg and for some reason to me the continuity and starfire would say they're a little too close for, for my comfort here because of the fact that like they're not hey, they that had a no crazy together. old yeah that but it's it, they're really pointing like you you remember our time on that teen titans go Right? That cartoon no. we were on together? You mean when I there like are, hamburgers? Yeah, I love yeah, that. And, and this is where I really get this lingering problem with this at the end. Oh, the that books Joshua are doing Williamson that. really doesn't know how these characters evolved into what they are to get in this book. He's no, there to force you, the minutes. Every writer at this talk. point is just writing the characters as their legacy versions yeah. where nobody cares about the continuity anymore. It's like, well, these people were on the, t- the, t- uh, the Teen Titans together. They're obviously best friends, whether or not yeah. that's in the continuity or not. Yeah, that's not in this continuity. And no. at a point where she's actually rubbing the side of his face. <laughs> I know it, old friend. I'm like, old that's friend? A, uh, that's a Tamaranian thing right there. <laughs> it, it's just we. I know. But it, it's just weird, the idea that, I'm, like you you're said. Lucky this- she didn't say, I don't know how to speak your language. Language, I better make yeah, out with really. you to learn, you know? Yeah, really. That's what she usually does. But yeah, you're my you're my knight in blinding armor, shining armor. I'm like, Ooh, that, that was that was a swing and a miss there, Joshua. Yeah, but, uh, now that, it, I'm telling you, really, the thing is, I even forgot about that line, too, yeah, because that, it yeah. really is like a Teen Titans kind of, you know, cartoon it it, This line. is what I'm saying. It it, it's almost like he's like, well, I, I hear the kids like that Teen Titans go. Let's go with this. She has been on Earth for a this, long this time is, now. This is one of my biggest problems with her on her own book back in the DC. Yeah. Why are you? Because she, she reverted. She, I'm t- she reverted back for her own book and like you know, is this playing a lovable idiot out of nowhere? I'm like, you've yeah. been here, Corey. What are you yeah, doing? I know, I know. It, it just seems very off to me. Uh, but then Azrael comes up, and now this is what I'm going to say. Now though, I love this team, and the team when I'm reading this is so wacky. That it reminds me of Eric Shea saying that he's sick and tired of having the same generic Justice oh, yeah. League. Now, Scott Snyder's changed things around a little, but you still get the Not faces much. you like. And But this is the thing. 
you know that DC will never allow that Justice League to change members anymore to the it's extreme. Crazy. You're going to so always have the Trinity. The you're going to have, hey, Aquaman has a movie coming out. You need that. Oh, Flash, you're going to have that basic thing also, the, the Justice League movies and stuff like that. So for a weird deal, when I'm reading this, I thought, you know what? This seems like this, this is, is the way team. that these guys are deciding the legacy of a Justice League is the wacky team. Even going to the part where we talk about just Justice League Dark and really like it, you have some weird things going on there. You have well, the even that before chimp. we had you the have Man you had the you had the Justice League, but and before things changed, you had the original JLA of that continuity. Yeah. Like Hawkman, Simon Baz, Catwoman, Green Arrow. Like, yeah, yeah. That was what I was really into. But at this point now it's like, you know, even the regular Justice League where Scott said it's gonna change up but pretty much yeah, he John just changed Stewart. the Green Lantern yeah. into a different Green Lantern and added yeah. Hawk Girl and got rid of Cyborg. Yep, that's about it. So yeah. but now we have this over and this is weird but we have Cyborg here. It doesn't seem like we've really gotten rid of Cyborg in the Justice no. League book though. He's still yeah, hanging hopefully out. Hopefully it goes now and maybe that was part of these delays and changes. I don't know, because this book had a lot of changes and delays. Stepan Sedgwick ended up doing a bunch of issues, finished them, and they scrapped them all. So going forward after this, he's not on the book. I would love uh, to know was, what happened with those. Yeah, I know. Maybe he'll, you'll see him at a con, too. Him and Landry Walker will have a, a drink really with you. Yeah, so uh, back to this. We have Azrael. He pops his head up. Hey, everybody. Cyborg's like, man, I hate stowaways. But yet he's there because Starfire and him both the have The ship these... is hooked up to your mother box. There's no way you didn't know he wasn't exactly. there. Exactly. And it's a little... But again, I'm going to give this a pass. I'm going to give a lot of stuff in this passes of the team being put together because there is it's a crazy team so like i said when you had just league dark that first issue there was a lot of weird things we still have weird things with man bat where me and you said we don't understand why he's now fully man bat but is still kirk inside like but you have to do that to get this yeah. book going and you have to do these things so i understand that you have well, to have an asriel just like hey guys and cyborg really wouldn't know him so it's like man stowaways and he well, it's, ties it's it into odd, though, because with the characters that we have, you've really nerfed them out of nowhere. Where like radiation will be able to kill a goddamn you know Green Lantern contract, Green Lantern, and yeah. Jessica can't do anything anymore. It seems like has to get on this ship. Yeah, it's to get her on into, the ship. It, I'm saying though, but it's plugged into Cyborg's mother box, and they're saying the ship where he's using this to control the ship like Brainiac would. That's too much for your mother box, like. Mother Box jumps to freaking different universes. We talk about this I is know. too much it's, for your and Mother he needs Box. To supercharge, and then but for it, some it, reason, Azrael suit, mwah, yeah. perfect thing hey, to run this thing. Don't remember that Azrael suit? There you go. It's it's running on uh, God Tech. It's Luke Fox Tech, it, as far as yes, I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's just so that you get the idea of okay, look, look at Azrael. He's pretty kick ass too. We're, hey, we're, look at. We're going to plug in, you know, Azure's going to fly the ship with his chute, and I'm going to plug this directly into my mother box to make us go faster so we can outrun the radiation. No. What? Yeah, that's what, what they're going to do. They're trying <laughs> to outrun radiation because uh, Jessica's out there. She's out there with a construct going, and you have both Cyborg and Starfire. Doesn't she know that the radiation will go no. through that? Uh, I think that if she? anybody knew, it would be her ring. Who would tell her and, and radiation leak? The ring's not saying Let's anything. Go. It is just falling no, apart. No, the ring just stops. Yeah, the ring stops talking and, uh, you know, you're going with that stuff. But, yeah, she gets on the ship. You need to get her on the ship. The other thing is I don't like the Corey with a Y. I told you this, that I like the Corey with an I when Cyborg's a big longtime friend. I just don't like Corey, K-O-R-Y. For yeah, I like it with an I weird. as well. 
Yeah, so yeah, and I, I'm sure he. Oh, that's his little side name. It's either I, I, don't I know, or I die call in you my Eric mind, or you know Eric E. I call you Eric with a K. <laughs> no, don't do that. Like they do at work still sometimes. But yeah, all You're of a sudden they get Jessica. Sixteen years, they still don't know my name. Yeah. They get Jessica in the ship, Brainiac's ship then, and kind of go through the idea. She's like, I'm going to have to arrest you. You know, what's the Just League saying? They were the ones who told me to be here. And Summer's like, eh, this isn't Just League business. We're hearing these voices. We're going. Asriel's <laughs> I just imagine. And, uh, this isn't Just League business. We stole this ship. They don't know we're here because we've been hearing voices. At this point, I'm Bob Jessica. I'm packing yeah, up. Like, I'm so out. So these people go, go insane. Yeah, really. And then they get attacked by flying dragon monster aliens. And uh, with that, they end up crashing. They end up uh, over, you know, running radiation. They go fast. They end up because you have the mother box, Asriel. You have the mother box supercharged by Starfire. They crash down and you find the voice that they were being drawn to this area was Darkseid, who says that everybody here has a prophecy that in these worlds that were probably taken back because they wanted to keep these old gods, you know, subdued now, almost like an old or a uh, American gods type thing. If you start to worship them again, they'll come back. And in fact, they uh, the prophecy is that these characters are the next versions of the old gods. So you're going to have that going forward. And it's such and, a weird thing. Out of all these different characters and all the stuff they're going to do, I really hope that we, you know, breezed on by the rest. So we actually spent a lot of time to talk about this dark side and how he got here and what he knows. Because the last time yeah. we saw him, he was attacked by the ghost of Zeus. He was made yeah. younger and made to forget everything. And he was just walking off. He was all came from Kung Fu, just walking around, yep. not knowing nothing though at that point. How do we get to the ghost sector where he is calling, you know, these I people know. like as a voice in their head to bring them here to stop the old gods that have been released since the source wall. I'm like, there's a lot yeah. of story I need to have explained about dark side here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. And uh, at the, I think that there was a, a bit of a snafu where Stepan Sedgwick probably shouldn't have shaded Corey green because I'm sure that a lot of people may have even thought that was Jessica. If you don't look at the costume and stuff like that, you just see green and you're like, Oh, that, that means Jessica. No, it's, it's Corey. Corey, weather costume and stuff like that. But yeah, they're the guys. You see that there's no version, it seems, of Jessica there, but we'll see no. how it goes forward. Well, she didn't and, she didn't have the call brought out to yeah, her. These she, three are the ones there. who that's heard the I'm voice saying. of she's Darkseid just there. to be brought. And that's the thing is, I don't even know if it was really that much of Darkseid or if he was acting as a conduit because yeah. they were hearing the call of their like their uh their worshippers and stuff like yeah, that yeah. as we go out there. But at one point, even you had Azrael seems to be getting the call the most, and it seems to be from Darkseid when he starts talking. They're like, what voices did you hear? And he's hearing the voice like the voice says, and then it's talking to him right then. Do not befriend the machine and the alien Azrael or alien Azrael. If you do not reach the heart of the ghost sector, it'll be the end of all you old dear and stuff like that that he got. I, I and think I that really that like that aspect to it. That point when we had this mysterious voice and like everybody's hearing the call. What's it saying to you, Azrael? It says we're going yeah, good. Yeah, I just like said everything's great. For some reason, it <laughs> works so much better for me here than when it was the Green Lantern yeah. rings and, Je- and Dan Jurgens run when they're acting yeah. weird and like yeah, don't yeah, trust yeah. that person. For some reason, where they're actually hearing a voice internally, you don't want to trust that dirty yeah, cyborg yeah, yeah. and the alien. Don't trust huh? that machine. All right, what's what it say to you, Astro? It says machines A-okay. are great. Says he loves you. <laughs> Everything's good. But yeah, well, what would you give it up before I'm I give my you, altered score? I really, really like the art in this uh, issue. And I, I like the too. idea of the team. It's just that everything getting us here 
felt so out of place, not forced to rush, just not knowing anything about it. And I, I, I just tell you, by the end, I didn't have fun like I thought I would because I'm telling you, I am excited about this team and I hope it all does come together. But I, I even giving it the benefit of the doubt for that first issue, which I like to do with a lot of series, I can't give this more than a 5.5 out of 10 because it felt so out of place. I give it. I love the art. I like the idea of the team. I'm going down to a seven. I was an eight five on the site just because I thought it was a lot of fun. The more I read it, I realized. Also, we didn't even mention, you know, at the beginning uh, as much. But yeah, he says the Guardians on Oa. And that's just that's wave. That's years past. You can't make that mistake this many years later. That is a mistake. We have that Guardians on Oa since Green Letter number 20. Yeah. Yeah, and if he said the Guardians of Oa, then you can go with the idea that was their, you know, oh, yeah, they, they still go well, by that like, as know, their I home. I think it was Ron you know, on hey. the Slack was talking about that. I'm like, oh, yeah. nobody wants to say they're of Moga. What a terrible name. You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm not, if I'm from Chicago and I move to Quakertown, said. I'm not going to be Eric Shea of Quakertown. Yeah. I'm going to be Eric Shea of Chicago. But you're not going to get on and say that you're Eric Shea recording in Chicago. That's just a lie. And and they say, yeah, you know, the Guardians on Oa, they sent me here. Well, the the next thing that somebody should say is, well, what the hell are you talking about? Oa's gone. There is no Oa. It's been gone. Yeah, and it's been gone. Except for the Dark Side War for some reason. The one time it was mentioned, and that threw us off then. But so it, it did throw me off. So there we are. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. And we're done with that. And we're going to move on to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah. It's mail with Derek. Oh, yeah. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah. It's mail with Derek. Oh, yeah. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah. It's mail with Derek. Oh, yeah. Let's hear what you have to say. We don't need no Tijuana. It's mail with Derek. Boom. Mail with Eric. Oh, my goodness. Here we are for the mail and if you want to be part of the mail you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com and you'll be a star just like eric shea you will just shine like your your light will shine just like him bitch can't get it through the door <laughs> oh bitch Aww. can't get it through the door you're right wrong turn you are right as always we're gonna start with rick mills who is gonna talk about episode 90 we're getting back, back in his way in, back machine in the way back machine of old rick mills uh, welcome to the podcast, Rick. As you listen to this, we are preparing for episode 400. Is what Ooh. will happen when he finally gets to listen to this one. Hello, all. I tried to write in yesterday, the September 22nd, that was, but my girlfriend left for France, Eric, French fries. Oh, and we'll France be gone. dressing? We'll be gone for the next week and a half. I can't have either of those, so you <laughs> shut your mouth. So she wanted to spend French the day bread? together. French bread? Can't have that either. French is there toast? such... Is there French water? I could have that. Would Perrier be French water? Because I think I can have that. But I'd have to actually check the label anyway. It did not. Crazy. A tip for any lost fans out there. Lost friends. Your girlfriend. I thought it was like lost fans. They were just people who were fans and they got lost somehow. Your girlfriend won't appreciate knowing that her flight leaves the same day as that Oceanic Flight 815 crash. <laughs> Eric, she wouldn't know. Under that. <laughs> I wonder if Rick is wishing she got lost. Jim and Eric. <laughs> 
You were asked the question of which movie you liked more, Labyrinth or Dark Crystal, to which Jim then added Legend and Willow. What was I doing? I grew up with those movies, and in my opinion, the best ranking of these would be, I'm going to go down from number four. Number four, Dark Crystal, Eric. It's always at the bottom of the list. Number three, Willow. You uh-huh, think that uh-huh. Willow's getting a little bit of a bad rap lately, though? Well, because the thing I, is, I remember everybody didn't like it when it came out. I watched it a couple of months ago. I'm like, you know what? It kind of holds yeah. up. And, you know, I, I, I like think seeing that Willow, Val Kilmer. I think Willow holds up better than Legend. He has Legend 2 and Labyrinth number 1, so we know that Damn his right. list is nonsense. My pick of the week, doesn't that have that guy? I'm uh, saying Legend in my mind doesn't hold up all that well at all. I'm telling you, that, that whole thing of, of David Bowie's sexual activities kind of got wiped aside. He, he gets scot-free, or a lot of people didn't. Yeah, that's just there. I'm not, I don't want to be controversial. <laughs> uh, there was the Me Too movement then. I think that's all that was David Bowie was yelling. Me Too. He wanted in. He did a lot of things. There's he was that banging Muppets. Came, it's okay. That one girl came out and said that he, she lost her virginity to him. He was, she was 13, I think, allegedly. I don't yeah, know. Can you I get keep, every time you dead. tell me this story, they get younger she and younger. She was two. I don't, she was very young. She said that it was, you know, it was uh, consensual, but that's still... Everybody with the stave of Boeing. My pick of the week is Just League number five. Ship pick of the week, that is. This is, say, that was a twist. This is a category now that everybody's all upset. Well, the thing is, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I actually forgot for a second. I'm like, Just this League number five. Yeah, like, no, I, no, we're in the way Brian back. Hitches, I got you. This is a category I saved specifically for the end of particularly bad arcs and ending that in arc that was so brilliantly planned, I was often confused, left with many unanswered questions and time wasted. Now, I, I want to go back because there are certain times where both of us, we've had our books where we have said like, oh, man, this isn't any good. And nobody listens to us. We get a lot of things. Yours was pretty much Burnside, uh, Batgirl yeah. Burnside. You said, listen, this is no good, guys, please. Eventually, after the aura of it kind of went, people now are like, boy, that wasn't that great now. Yeah. And you can sit there and gloat. I remember we were on a specific podcast, Eric, that might have a couple guys in a comic book in the name. And uh, at the end of it, they were guys. talking to us. They were talking to us about books and at the end they're like oh is there anything else you know you like any other things going on the one guy's like oh i love what's going on in justice league and i I think this was like justice league number three was probably around two i said that book is garbage and what do you mean and argued with me and then by about issue you know 12 or so pretty much everybody was on my boat finally but yeah I, i had to fight that fight for a little uh, but yeah, that was nonsense. Watching Napoleon Dynamite would have been a better use of time. Being that it is Justice League, I kept thinking that the next issue would be better and didn't want to drop the series if the next issue was going to be great. Turns out, so far, I've been wrong. And you know what? You're going to continue being wrong until the very <laughs> end of that arc. And at the very end, we wanted to see that future sons and uh, you know the future family of the Justice League things. So yeah, we, we kind of like that. But how right now, if I really just sit and think, does that not seem like that was like seven years ago? It seems About like seven, so yeah. long ago. Holy moly. Superman number seven is my actual pick. I'm telling you, I'm thinking back to like, I, I, I really enjoyed those characters. And the only one I can remember off the top of my head right now is Cube. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember much either. I remember that the kind of Superman kid guy. Yeah. Superman number seven is my actual pick of the week. After an arc of constant fighting, this issue was all about quality fun. Tad. That was the combo that we thought it was Wonder Woman and Superman's like love child, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, remember, From people even lost reborn. Their- dun, dun, yeah, dun. Pe- people even like were upset. 
Like, oh my God, what about Lois? We haven't had anything. And then he's like, just hang, hang loose. John is ecstatic when not only will his mom be going to the fair, but so will his dad. Clark promises just for the night to leave the superhero business behind and enjoy the time with Best the family. But his, mom, but his mouth writes a check he can't cash. This is funny that he says this, which ends the night on a roller coaster with Clark sweating as Lois's anger builds when she finds out that he's been sneaking off to be a superhero. And the problem <laughs> is that wasn't supposed to happen. Tomasi wanted that issue to be fully John, yes. Clark, and Lois, and they would not allow that. So he had to do some superheroing, and that was way against what Tomasi wanted. Tomasi, it's funny too, because what John loves. In, or not John, uh, Rick. Rick loves in this of him kind of sneaking off was not supposed to be. John is bursting with excitement as the role. I'm telling you, the editorial the may have been right in that moment because while I love that low-key issue, the idea that he does have to sneak and then his mother, uh, that Lois finds out at the end, his mother. I think makes it just <laughs> that much more. Yeah, it does. It's one of those, like, I mean, this happens all the time. And in fact, we've been watching a lot of American Dad lately. It's exactly the episode where they go on vacation and Fran says no killing. And then he has to kill the guy because the one guy ends up being a terrorist um, assassin guy. A final panel with Clark and John shouting with excitement and Lois boiling with anger made this issue well (laughs) worth reading. Remember that when they're going down and Lois is so mad. Uh, Yes, Eric. During the review of Trinity Rebirth Number One, you mentioned that when it comes to color, you like to have a bright book with your comics. Oh my, look at that bright guy! However, you you really enjoyed the art in this. I agree with you. I just meant that your eyes were bright. Hey, bright eyes! What is bright eyes writing in the sand? (laughs) He does not write. He's an animal. Is that how it goes? No. Is that is that pretty spot on for Doctor Zayas? I don't know why Uh, Doctor Zayas can't say animal. Because he's never had to really say the word. He's a scientist, Eric. You know, zoologist. Hey there. I don't think that these are thinking cry chairs. So, so, so you're telling me that scientists who aren't zoologists can't say animal. That's right. It's it's something that you wouldn't know. You're not in the biz. Uh, that is a blind spot for any scientist. <laughs> any what, scientist what do they would know? not know. They study zoology. How? What is going on with this human? See, that's how it worked. I, I That's how I remember. Thank God they're I, good I, in their field, though. I remember though. The hell yeah, yeah. Uh, up in the field, yo. I, I ended what? up. Uh, I ended up watching the last time I tried to watch Planet of the Apes because you, you talk up a good game. I do. I'll give you that. You, you talk a good game with it, so you get me fired up. And what you did was you talked a good game for the you know Return of the Planet of the Apes, the Battlefield, all of these. So you were getting me fired Return, up to watch that's a the TV whole series. show, Jim. Uh, whatever so, the hell it was, you were talking about <laughs> something that I was like, that sounds pretty conquest cool. for the Battle of the Apes. I'm uh-huh, sure I man. always talk up. I don't know. That sounds like nonsense. But yeah, so I'm like, then I'm like, I'll go back. I'll I'll watch these. And I put on Planet of the Apes, and it's beyond dated. That that movie beyond dated and beyond exciting. I fall you. asleep every time. And the last time I remember, I'm, my you eyes fall are drooping. Every movie. My eyes are drooping, and I'm just like, Brad, He's the tired boy. just write that in the sand again, please. Nothing's stopping you. It, it it drives me insane. His plan gets thwarted one second by the woman, Nova. She she ends up, uh, and now it's like all of a sudden he can never do it again. He He's not a guy who likes to do a plan twice. Oh, ridiculous. He says, I agree with you. I, and I, I think he agrees about Bright Eyes. I think that might be partly why I enjoy Green Lanterns, because of the color. Oh, my. Yeah. Eric Shea sat there at one point and said the dream job of any colorist was the Green Lantern's New Guardians book. He kept going Bright on. You, you can use every color of the palette. You guys keep doing what you do. Thanks for bearing with me. 
See you in 70. Ends trying to piss he me off. He agrees with me, but I should use your trigger words. Mission accomplished. No, he knows the trigger is agreeing with you as well. <laughs> the next one is Manship. Manship, he's in a different timey-wimey frame of mind here because Manship's in the says, future. Congratulations on reaching episode 200. Now, now Manship, if you've Maybe been listening like he so knows far. he's not going to be able to mail in the future. I just wanted to get it out there he, in case he forgot. He didn't say anything like, hey, uh, make sure you don't read this till then. Uh, this is for episode 200. That's still a month away. Like, we think Manship has the problem here. But in Manship's mind, like, these idiots, I've seen on episode 200. Why would they read it early? No, yeah, but then Manship <laughs> emails me this morning and oh. says, congrats on rec- – I hope that episode 200 recorded well. I hope so, too. Congratulations on reaching episode 200. I'm sure that I speak for many listeners. Our passion for comics would have been disappeared had it not been for you guys and your awesome nonsense. To celebrate this very special occasion, I will share one of my favorite stripper stories. Please keep okay. in mind that this was many years ago before the wife and I got hitched in Las Vegas, yeah, I actually, gotcha. which was amazing. But that's sure. a story for another time. Before, I think you just met her there. Just in she case she's girl. listening. She gotcha. was a showgirl. She met manship. That's the whole. I'm, I'm going to sing the song of the wedding of manship he was gambling his life away and he had a strip ad. warning this story oh. contains foul language going oh. to a strip club or gentleman's club as all is always entertaining but going with a strip club Says professional you. is on another level that can go from the time of your life to the end of your life very quickly yes it's time for another random story by man strips this one <laughs> night starts at centerfolds a you guessed it, strip club in Lansing, Michigan. Centerfolds there. With my longtime high school and college go Hoosiers buddy that I will refer to as the professional. The okay. professional knows where to be, what times to go, and will throw out their real names because he can. We had a guy that was my buddy Pete and Jay's uh, stepbrother, and he was the kind of guy like that. I didn't call him the professional. I called him the loser who had nothing better to do than hang out at strip clubs because that's where you're going to get this info. After a couple of drinks and crotch grabs by karma... <laughs> I, what am I doing? I'm not spending all my money uh, with women pretending they like me. I begin to notice. I, I do it here. Nobody pretends. Say, you only got married to one. They don't pretend. <laughs> I begin. They don't fake the funk. I begin to notice. Here's some commotion in the private party room, which the professional goes to investigate because you know he's the man, hot, hot man on campus here. Is he in the I champagne just room? See him. Now, he's like a guy who would be at the centerfold, and somehow one of the girls would get, you know, sick or something. He'd be tending bar and, and set, weird. And so soon motions for me to join him. Turns out the owner of the place is celebrating his birthday by taking body shot after body shot in the bellies of his fully nude employees. Excited right. to see the professional, the owner offers us turns for naked body shots. And of course, my turn involves karma. Who, if she wasn't already in my now focus, she is now the focus of the night. The owner has started to get wasted and violent. So we just got violent. I don't know that the strip club owners are known to be great guys, like legitimately, right? They're, they're usually. I don't end think up I've having, ever known a strip club owner. And I thought you were. That's why I said it. That's what I was going with. They're so violent, they quickly return to the stage area so I could continue stalking karma and the professional can continue his work on our 20 year old, incredibly hot waitress who couldn't serve alcohol or dance yet. So she had not earned a what nickname. So I will just. She's, she's just in a strip there. club. What is she really doing it, there? Eric. It, that is the minor leaks. This this strip club owner has realized he he's cultivating the next round here of famous strippers. He's grabbed her early. I, I, probably I'm just has her walk though, around. I'm just thinking to myself of, of all the women I ever saw 
in a strip club, they were either A, giving me alcohol, or B, dancing. Yeah. And I well, just, she's not what old do you enough do? to do either. Yeah, she's probably serving food. They, they have food at strip that. clubs and things. To her, I know, it seems like you, you wouldn't want food there, right? And <laughs> Ever. be like, oh, man, and you got to try those wings is, there. I say that. I've actually never gone to a strip club that served food because there are little rinky-dink ones around here. Yeah. I've only been to two strip clubs ever, and they were both at bachelor parties, and I hated every second of it oh, yeah, because I told you, I go through an emotional roller coaster where I go there and I feel bad for these girls who are stripping. I'm like, oh man, look at them. What, what happened? What it's happened? Somebody's daughter. Baby? And then I realize within an hour that I should feel bad for the guys there that are wasting all their money with these women pretending they like them. So I, I, it is. I end up like, I love you, I hate you, I, I got to get out of here. I, I stopped I, I going to them once. You know, I went to the same place twice and the same dancer um, almost got into a fight with me like both nice. times at once. So after that, I'm like, yeah. I got to change she my life. She didn't like your jerk off face? No, she's trying to dance up on me and I don't want it. You didn't it. want to. And then she's trying to swivel my chair around so she can get on really? me. And when I do, I've been drinking, you know, I was day drinking that day. Yeah. So I was, I was a little drink. loaded. At that point, I lost my bounce bit and my foot came down so I didn't fall and it stepped on her, t- oh. on her foot. So she got oh all my. pissed off this fucking so, uh, and then so, one so of the So Jess got with mad me. and then you had to start dating her to get it over with? Is that no, what happened? No, that's that, how you met Lady that was, Jessica. That, that, that's not Jessica. <laughs> this was Diamond. Oh, and, Diamond. Uh, the her other given time name. was this, uh, her this Catholic other, name, Eric. Her, yeah, yeah, her given name. <laughs> Diamond. Um, her Christian name. Yeah. The other mm-hmm. time was she came up to catechism. me. What's that? I, I like to say it was two separate times, but this might have been the same time. The other time she came up to me like at some point and demanded that I owed her $100. Really? And probably I'm like, for what that the foot. Hell? I'm like, what the hell are you talking you're gonna about? Feet. You probably and broke I, her toe. She was out. She was out of shift. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So the, that happened again. Did you say, "Oh, diamond"? Was she still diamond? Then I would love it oh, if yeah, she, she was, was now diamond. sapphire. Maybe uh, you know, Goldie. I hated like her so much, and at that point, I realized I got to stop. I got to change Next my on life the around. Staging what area, give it up for Diamond. Woo wee! And the the places, the one place that I went, uh, I can only call uh, a, a shithole. And it, it was it was trouble. It really was trouble. Uh, actually, I've been to three because I was in one in Toronto when we went on that whole hockey trip to the Hockey right. Hall of Fame and stuff like that. And that, that was crazy. So which, I will which just two refer did you go to? to? What's that? The, the other which two, two I went to uh, Susie's Lounge oh, and then uh, the Delilah's Den. Yeah, uh, yeah I never went to Delilah's. Rockefeller's. That's Rockefeller time. So I will just refer to her as Trouble. Yeah. Trouble's the 20-year-old, Trouble. not Diamond. Closing time and everyone was headed to Deja Vu Gentlemen's Club. Deja Vu. An all-nude strip club that doesn't serve alcohol but is open till 4 a.m. Plus, Karma was meeting us there. On the way to the view. <laughs> the view. That's what he calls the Deja Vu. That's when you know that you've gone too many times. If, yeah. if somebody says you go into the view and you know what's going on. Trouble whips out a joint calling it Alabama Creeper Bean or some shit like that. But the time I realized that it wasn't Alabama Creeper Bean, it was too late and I was tweaking the fuck out. Having no time for this nonsense, that left me in the back of the professional's Jeep. I'm guessing that they have done whatever this is before. I felt just like Smokey being caged in Debo's chicken coop, Eric. There you go. <laughs> to make matters worse, a strip club parking lot is not the place uh, that you want to be when you're tripping balls, tripping balls, as Trip all balls. I can hear are violent and disturbing conversations for what seem like hours. Oh, all God. of a sudden, I hear yelling, that's what you get, motherfucker, fighting, right. and then, you want some too, bitch? But I bought more you fighting. a hamburger and some meth and shit. Yeah, more fighting. Hey, what's up, motherfucker? What should we do with the bitch? So uh, this is the problem. Oh, God. Is you got, yeah, you got... 
hey, motherfucker, you want some too, bitch? And then what are we going to do with this bitch's body? <laughs> and somebody's yelling, get the lime and a shovel is what they're yelling. Of course, the only conclusion my twisted mind can come up was that the professional just got his ass kicked and they were debating on what to do with trouble. Right then, someone opens the driver door, gets in and takes off with me lying in the back and now really freaking out as I try to keep hidden and silent. There are no <laughs> words for how I felt at the moment as I laid there thinking about what the hell is just happening. I'm Where's the professional? Die. What happened to trouble? And what happens if the driver finds me back here tripping balls? After an eternity, the driver reaches his destination, gets out and throws open the door of the Jeep that exposes me. And <laughs> holy shit eric it's the professional it's the professional right. himself so i'm realizing who it is i instantly started crying like a baby <laughs> as he drags me inside his house laughing his answer i never oh, did see karma night. later that night which i swear to god karma was in another story he seems to like this karma and ever ever again he said and i no longer share drugs with strangers actually never do any drugs with other Agreed. people period he says he or just, just does don't that. do drugs he, all, all he ends up doing now is eating these uh, random brownies that his <laughs> wife makes and leaves around the house with that medical marijuana <laughs> she has. Yeah, that's all he does. Edibles. Looking forward to episode 300, which I'm sure he'll email us about in 10 weeks. Sincerely, Angel Dust Man Strips. There you go. Angel Dust Man Strips. That, that's why all these stories now make sense. He's brain damaged is what happens. And that's why he likes Convergence. He ends up buying the Dark Side War special when it's way obvious that this is not what he thought he was and thinks that this is episode 200. And now, I you love still you, like Manship, Manship, don't Manship you, after this whole story, don't you? What's that? You still like no, Manship? No, no, he now? did drugs. He's out. He did, he's, he's out, out now. Yeah, Is that like I me when I told you I did coke that one time? It's funny. Yeah, I don't I actually, need you to be doing I, I the remember, heroin. I don't remember when we're talking about if it was this <laughs> podcast or not. Or if it's even later in this podcast, I have no idea. I just know the story came up. And when we got done recording, I went out for a walk and I said to myself, yeah, that was just one of the times. I said I only did it once. Yeah, I was just see, there you the go. first time. You are now out again. You <laughs> are banned. Because there was, a, there was a long stretch there where me and cocaine were friends. Yeah, you're banned now oh. for the first time. Every time. But yeah, that is manship. Uh, I don't like either of you, you druggies. But we're going to go off now to more books. Jim rings the bell. This means Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. Jim rings the bell. Eric Shea's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. And if Shea's recaps are read without a single misstep, ring the bell. All right, and here we are, Eric Shea. Here we are. Uh, you're only going to have to ring one bell, I guess, uh, because I'm hoping that you wrote you a blurb I'm going to have to ring a bell. When do I well, ever get to ring the bell? I'm going to ring your bell if you don't shut your head, goddamn mouth. This Better is what find I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to come over. I, I will. I'll get a stool. I, I, I will. will come over. <laughs> I'll go up there. I'll punch you right in your pretty little face, and, and then I'll kick you. And I'll keep doing it. And then there you go. And then I'll, I'll probably get that stool and then smash it over your head. How about that? You like that? You like that? You better cookies? hold on to the stool until I open the door because if you're standing on that stool, no. I might actually see you through the peephole then, and I don't no, want to open the door. No. I don't want you to, to see me through the peephole. Exactly. So don't be standing on that all, stool right away. All you're going to be doing is, is seeing your death. 
and your demise. <laughs> uh, but first, I'd probably have to come in and, and go to the bathroom. Yes. Uh, that's a long trip over there. I've had some diarrhea You're an old issues man. You drink a lot. Lately. Happens, yeah. no, it's, it's wings, Eric. Uh, at the buffet, we ate wings the other day. I needed an escape plan. Uh, to get home. And the escape plan was, as I'm driving, I called Tanya Head and I said, listen, clear out the bathroom. Clear out my schedule and anybody in the bathroom schedule. I need a direct route to it. Rafe was yelling at me, oh, my God, you're going to poop yourself. And all that. I've and I said, never I'm understood that. I'm telling you, I, you know, I'm a 36-year-old man. I've gone out and about. I've eaten yeah. freaking food places. I've never understood, like, oh, my These God. These are crazy I wings. Better, they go right to me. I give myself enough time so I can go home and use the bathroom because it's going to yeah. happen quick. I've never had it. Like, my buddy, you know, I was telling you the other day, where yeah. we would have, like, you know, go out to Taco Bell. Where it wasn't in town before, so we'd have to go to a couple of towns over to get to it. And he would have to make sure that, like, all right, we eat the food. And he has to drive straight there. Because he did you may go not south? make it back. Did you go south of the boner? Is that no, what no, I did not go south. I went yeah, he might border. not make it back because that's something he loves, that. but it, it, it goes through him. As Rafe says, it went through him like a dog. That's what he said to me the one day. But like a uh, dog. when we go to when we go to the buffet, they make these hot wings and they they're a little peculiar. Uh, sometimes I don't believe they're wings. I think they're, I actually just think that, that, you know, you might have some chicken knuckles there. You you might have an elbow, a beak. I don't know. I don't know. They do here. Maybe they're not chicken. I don't know. They're very odd. They're like chicken pieces. You remember how people always talk about how KFC, they genetically, you know, grow their chicken and stuff like that. Just like, do you think these are just like the rejected mutants? Maybe. But really, then it would be a delicious. It's like poultry I don't care geist how they grow it. Yeah, it's poultry geist. You love that movie. That's coming up. Your Thanksgiving movie viewing, that analysis restaurant. Isn't that I'm not what you allowed watch? to watch that movie anymore. And no. I think you're also thinking of Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe. I actually used to watch with my buddy Jay. We used to watch the WKRP in Cincinnati episode where they have the flying turkeys and they all just crash and die because they don't fly. And that is uh, that's hilarious to me. There, there are but exactly two that movies that you have to watch for Thanksgiving in my mind that are made for the Thanksgiving holidays. Plane, trains and automobiles is the given in my no. mind. And also you- Dutch. Oh, you're not going to go with Alice's Restaurant based specifically I, I on Thanksgiving? I don't even know what that you're is. You keep go saying Alice's Restaurant. With I'm like, Arlo that sounds Guthrie. like a nice place to go. You're not going with Arlo Guthrie. You're I not going to go with Arlo Guthrie is. How dare you? You know what? What's this old-timey stuff are giving me here? <laughs> what what do you think Arlo, Arlo Guthrie shows up? I think he, he is. I think he's actually on concert for the last time performing <laughs> Alice's Restaurant, which you will see. You look it up. You'll see Alice's Restaurant. The It's like a seven-hour song uh, that some of even the Philadelphia stations end up uh, doing. Here we go Not with Alice's Restaurant. And it does sound very old-timey. Here we go with he's the Eric Shane. Old, that Arlo Guthrie. Yeah, yeah, Arlo Guthrie. You see, we're going it's to get Eric Shane. Can't trust that. Here he is. He's on an old-time bicycle. Hey, ba, ba, do, ba, but, but you know, his spouse, you spouse, Jackie Guthrie, she died in 2012. Oh, God rest her soul. It did come up with Alice's Restaurant, though, right away, right? You probably have a link to the actual song. I looked up Arlo song. Guthrie, and oh, I just see a bunch me. of stuff on Arlo Guthrie. That's yeah, it. Yeah, Arlo Guthrie. That's what you get when you, right, you start on, messing stories. with me. stories. Arlo Guthrie on Alice's Restaurant, Thanksgiving, and Trump <laughs> before fall tour. Boom. I, don't I told know what's going you. On there, but it's an don't you mess Park with press. me. Yeah, don't mess with me. Asbury no, Park Press, playing strains, automobiles, all the way. Man, Asbury Park Press, they they calm down. We're going to talk about Bruce November now that we're doing this. They're now. Bruce Springsteen deal. I don't know. This is how it goes. You brought it up. You brought Did up I? the Thanksgiving. Yeah, you said the Thanksgiving. I said poultry guys. Like, all right. Yeah, because we were talking about things, you know, and then I'm talking about uh, chicken, uh, you know, yourself. chicken knuckles. 
chicken beaks. I've had chicken feet. They were not very exciting. And also to the point. What kind of meat is there on chicken feet? There's none. That's the problem, though. You can, you know, kind of pick your teeth with the nails. <laughs> I don't know. There was no, there so was no meat whatsoever on it. it. It was nonsense is what it was. Please don't get me started with it. Eric. I did have another story with Cleve Chicken where I, I my buddy the fact Jay. Too, this place that you went is like there's two of these same buffets. It's like little grocery yeah. store buffet places. And yep. you went to the nicer one of them? No, no. I went to the, we went to the worst of them. Okay. Uh, I we went re- because. I, The worst one is the one that actually has extra bonuses, but I don't like the actual thing. Like the wings, you can't get at the nice one. The nice one, you you get what you get and you don't get upset. Yeah, I don't know. The guy, the one guy, the guy who works there is very nice, though, and he knows me, Eric, because I go up and I'm like, and not that he knows me like I'm saying I go all the time because we don't. Yeah. yeah, Oh, my God. I go up and I'm like, hey, I'll have one of those hamburgers because you can go up and get like the special from the grill deal. Right. Uh, right. And hey, I'll have one of those hamburgers. He goes, made to order. Now, you could go for three. I'm like, you know what? You You are right, my man. You got my number, man. Then he went up and uh, you had Rafe and Logan go up. And this is the problem where Logan will not go. Like if we go to Yum Yum to get donuts and right. Logan wants a donut, I try to force him to order it because he will not do it. He's going to end up leaving this house and just die because he won't talk to anybody. So I say, listen, this guy's really, really nice. Just go up. He's like, I want to get wings. Uh, just go up and go and ask for wings. It's fine. This is part of the deal. Just go. The so he finally, he finally gets his nerve up and he goes up and he says to the guy, yeah, and I'm telling you, it was probably like this because I'm watching him from, from, but it's probably like this. That's how loud. What's, it would what, be. what's that, champ? Yeah. No, but what he said is, yeah, I'll have tw- I'll have twelve wings. And the guy said to him, "No, you won't." And Logan got so upset. <laughs> oh, no, it's it was happening. The, the guy, it was the joke <laughs> because the, the roundabout joke was right that's the him. thing. The roundabout joke for this guy was he was going to make him twenty. So, he, but he, this is the this guy is there. He is the scourge of anybody trying to watch their waistline. So he's like, "No, you won't." Yeah, you know, all Logan's those people like, who are trying to watch their waistlines who are going to a buffet. Hey, I don't care what you say. There is a fully out huge part of that buffet that's a salad bar. Now that that's the forbidden zone. Have I have never seen that side. I've seen it I from a distance. There. I'm telling you, that's like uh, there's the wall there. I'm not crossing the border. I'm not crossing the border over there. I don't need that nonsense. Even though now I'm things are greater uh, now, on the other side, they can stay that way. That's right. I'm up in the ante. I, I'm now going on the whole uh, the uh, what whole is it? 30. Whole Foods uh, Tom Brady. The, the diet. whole thirty. You told me, I believe. Yeah, the whole thirty. It's called. So I'm going whole thirty. I, I can eat some of those greens. I ain't gonna touch them. I'm not here for it, the greens. There's the major that's part nonsense. of your diet. Well, it could be. It's, it's up to me. To be. It's my diet, Eric. My no, major it's Tom part, Brady's diet. My major part is steaks and eggs. That's what I'm going with. I'm going 1950s style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw how those people say, look. It does say to eat a lot of greens and things like that. I got to force myself, I guess. But you can have potatoes as well. But you can't have like if I have greens or anything, I can't have dressing. Potatoes without butter. Can't have dressing. Can't have butter. Can't have milk. Can't. Have, I, I'm drinking right now black coffee for the first time in my goddamn life and it, it actually makes my tongue numb is this yeah. normal that's is this fine. normals for is the this how it goes that? yeah that's fine yeah really i got it from the dunkin donuts tanya won't go to the yum yum now because she says that they leave the coffee out all day but i see people going in i i, I don't agree with her but why they have to make more coffee 
Yeah, they have to make it. It's a busy place. I went in the other day. We were at Wawa. You were laughing at me because I'm there. They're out of the goddamn coffee. I say to the lady, we're out of coffee here. Hey, lady, we need some coffee. And I love okay. it too because I didn't see this part. I saw yeah. you standing there waiting Just for something to happen. Waiting. Like you're huh? trying to give her eye signals that you I are was, waiting for something. Because I thought was, she forgot about me in two seconds. Did. Yeah, she did. And then I was going to change the coffee myself, but that's not my place, Eric. Listen, I'm not there. I'm not wah wah. How are you changing the here. coffee yourself? Because they I'm had you- the thing the other side. I could have lifted they? it up, but I, I, I would have. Yeah. Sometimes they'll do, and what happens is they end up where if it's getting low, they'll get that next canister and put it behind, so then they can pick the one off, put the new one in. I was afraid I might pull my my rotator cuff though. Not, I don't no, need I'll to be you out on the afraid DL. of hurting yourself at all. You were afraid of causing some kind of ridiculous Maybe. nonsense, like you're not. I'm telling you, I do over. that. All Next thing you know, I'm arrested. Everywhere. I'm arrested yeah. <laughs> because I overplayed my deal. They'd say, again, I'm not Wawa Willie. Hey there, buddy. Yeah, it's dollar coffee. Tomorrow, I believe it's coffee day and it's free coffee. And that is wasted on me for a weekend. Why is September I don't really 29th go, from yeah, where we're recording now know. tomorrow? Free coffee day. What makes that I don't free know. It's coffee either, day? It's either the 29th or the 30th. Whatever it is, it's free coffee. I need that free coffee day to be during the week when I'm working, not on the weekend. I don't need to go and get the – I can make my own coffee. I, I'm sure we have said this many a times on the podcast, but it really is something that you everybody needs to see where it's free coffee, Jay. So Jim has to get – like four <laughs> coffees and walk up there like he doesn't oh, yeah. know he's oh, about yeah. to pull money oh, this out is because me. he doesn't I, look oh, like yeah. he's exploiting the whole I, thing. I have, I have the seven coffees and the best is a lot of people will use this day to to pseudo buy their coworkers, like, hey guys, look at yeah. me, I'm so nice. No, these seven are for me. Nobody's touching these coffees. So I've said, I'm, I'm telling you, I might as well be juggling them. The the amount of oh, yeah, coffees I have and they're falling. So I put them down there. I'm so bad with it. They're like, okay, well, okay, that's it. This is free. Free, you say? Oh, my goodness. What a world we live in. Really? I guess I'll put my wallet away because I was certainly going to buy these seven coffees. Yeah, no, no. And then they're like, oh, well, actually, sir, we have a three coffee limit. You'll have to pay for those one. You say that I'm only getting three any. coffees now. <laughs> actually, I would have been like, you, oh, you know what? Happens, they are staying right there. No, you be, know what? I don't this, want any. This you is what happens. It wouldn't even be that. No, you, you're not playing the game right. <laughs> oh, I thought it was. Wait a minute. I'm going to go get my wallet. It's in my car. <laughs> you hear me just going, I'm running over old ladies to get out of there. And sir, then I but, don't go to sir, that you, Wawa you to- for six months. <laughs> so you told me that you <laughs> plan on buying these originally. What do you mean you need to go get your wallet? Well, you see, I <laughs> forgot my wallet. And my, I, I, you know, this is how scatterbrained I am. Where's there. that Lobo I have, space a, I have, yeah, I, yeah, I have a remote starter going somehow that actually I jump into the car as it drives. I'm, I'm a Dukes of Hazard now as I get the hell out of town. <laughs> I, I told you the one day I was in line. And my card failed. Remember when my card <laughs> failed? And the lady's like, the lady's like, listen, uh, you can go over to the uh, the ATM and get it. And scumbag. I was so angry at that point. And I'm like, forget <laughs> it. She, no matter what she said or not, you heard now, scumbag at the end of that. Yeah, really. I said, forget it. I don't need anything here, you stupid machines. <laughs> and then I leave. And then I couldn't use. And this is a lady who's so overly positive. I couldn't use her anymore. As they tell her. So you'd have the thing where I'm in line. I'm nine people back. She opens up her register. I'll take the next person. And uh-uh. not, not me. Well, finally, I've gone back to oh, having her. She and, and every time. 
good thing your chip works now. I'm like, listen, oh, lady, God, you you're pushing it. You're pushing it. Yeah, she always if says. Only you want a cartoon character. Nice. You wear the same thing all the time. Yeah, really? All I know <laughs> is she seems to remember you too. There, stretch. Uh. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, look at you, gray beard. Oh my God, here he is, the 90 year old who eats seven hot dogs in a sitting. How you doing, Two buddy? Hot I'm dogs. Gonna, How dare you? Have you found out they called you uh, Johnny Hot Dog? Would you stop going there, or would you just stop buying hot dogs? No, Johnny I'm, I don't give a fuck dog. what the hell they say. I'm going to go Johnny there. I'm going to get more hot dogs. Johnny Hot Dog. I, my my computer screen them. is is coming towards me at the moment, and I don't know what's going on. I did. I see the cat. The cat is now pushing. My whole computer towards me. What what the cat's saying is, enough of this Wawa talk. I agree, cat. Whatever your name is. I don't know what that. It might be Decky D. It might be Decky D or Phineas J. I don't know which one it is. It oh, might be the dog. I don't know how the dog would get up on, on this deal. It might be a ghost girl uh, that you thought was in the attic at one point. It might be. It might be Ghost Dog, Eric, the movie. It might be Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. He showed That's up. Even more terrifying. And he's look, the weird thing is, is he's looking at me and the exit, just like all my dates did, Eric. But he can do it That's in an you easy to see way. Ghost Dog. That's right. And a lot of people like that movie. That's a very popular movie, though. When my one buddy, who's big on martial arts, he's actually uh, does he teaches jujitsu. Uh, but oh. back in the day then yeah really he's fancy <laughs> he's one of them gracie fellas uh they ended up where uh he heard that forrest whitaker played like a ninja he's like what the hell is going on that's here? what i thought uh eric the flash number 55 now now the cat is now using my leg as a scratching post <laughs> I that's what you must get. be decky d the flash number 55 we do have books we're going to be talking about her Written by Joshua Williamson, art by Scott Collins, Luis Guerrero, and Steve Wands. We continue with Flash, and while I want info, we find out Iris is a front-runner fan, Barry is a cock-blocker, and one of the new forces seemed to be a pissed-off girlfriend. And Commander Cold needs to practice doing the hippie-hippie shake, Eric. That's that's a cocktail reference. Cuisine. Yeah, <laughs> cuisine. Then we get to the Sage Force. Yeah. It affects Heatwave. It gives him nightmares. Then it gives him voices in his head. And then it turns the book into a horror movie just in time for October. I don't get it. And I should say that. Where where, where we have it? It didn't say it. What, I what? don't know. There we go. I don't get it. And Joshua <laughs> Williams' track record points to maybe never getting it. But somehow I did have a bit of fun with this issue. You did not. I had a little bit of fun, but the fun is made up it's fun of my head. It's faster than thought. I'm telling you, this whole thing where we start out. you know, the flash, we, we, He's the I'm fastest you, no, man alive. We're starting out with they're like, okay, we, we desperately, Joshua Williams, he's a, he's a horror guy. He needs to write something horror for October's coming up. He it's is a horror out, guy. It's, it's not October yet, but for he's some reason we need to gun. have October right now. Yeah. And we're moving past the strength force to move on to the stage force. And by the end of this issue, I can't even tell you that's what we got. I know. Well, I saw some people on got Twitter. Some fire Man, demons I love around. this Flash. I love the Flash because we really find out a lot about the Sage Force. Well, hey, I we? wonder what happened since the last time we saw it because we did see it. This is not the debut. We did no. see it. And what the Sage Force was, was the combination where you had Zoom reading minds with it. It was the Sage Force seemed to be able to read minds and maybe even control people control a little minds, but, yeah. And so it. at that point, he was kind of the super duper deal and because all he had. Strength Force seems to be all about giving you rock arms. Yeah, he had rock arms, <laughs> and that? he could read your minds. I mean, yeah. to me, the sexiest two powers I've ever heard of in my life. And so when you go into this and you think the Sage Force, okay, we're going to get it. You're, you're waiting for mind reading and things like that. 
it, it maybe has a little bit of it. Maybe that is the little bit of a hint where you do have Heatwave at the one point. Yeah, how about about James Jesse? Maybe that was part of the reading of the minds, Eric. It could be, but no, it wasn't set not. up very well. It wasn't we set up saw, very well. Everybody saw the trickster break into into Iron Heights last you. issue. And how at dare point, you? I, I think that's how Golden Glider got away. Went over yeah, the Teen Titans. Maybe. Well, we start off here, and you're gonna get you're gonna start off with the idea. Oh my God! Everybody's having Halloween parties. I mean, is this month long celebration of Halloween? Uh, no, but they're even, there. Even this whole thing where it's a whole, you know, you know. I used to like like my first time I went out for Halloween. This is Barry talking. I dressed as an astronaut, but then after my mom died, I didn't like to go out. But now that I'm with Iris, I love Halloween again. We always give out trouble, but always in comic book time. How long has Iris and Barry been together yeah. in this continuity? Yeah, uh, because uh, they were together for like a second, broken yeah. up, and they have just gotten back together. I'm like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Like if we go back and think of this whole entire run of Rebirth and even go – like I don't know how many seasons have been passing us here. Seriously. And so, yeah, it seems like that that doesn't make sense and it's kind of hinting towards – that would be something where – you reverse it. You switch it reverse like old Willy Wonka said or whatever. And uh, it would be Iris saying it. You know, I always love Halloween. I always love – and you know, I can remember me and Barry giving out. That would make sense. See, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. This doesn't, doesn't make sense. Barry said, I, I think Barry like, just likes making up, you know, resi- like, you know, yeah, <laughs> what's that called? This is what like he- a new history to talk about yeah, how great yeah. his relationship is. And even though, like, wasn't it like a couple issues ago where he, like, it was just getting pissed off at Iris? It was last issue. Had, I know I'm saying, though, he had just moved in. They had just yeah. moved in together. And I'm like, I, I don't understand this relationship that Barry has built up in his I'm mind. You, all we these just seasons. had the idea of, hey, uh, what's going on there? What do you remember? Uh, nothing. Tim, shame you're not going to tell me. I'm getting out of here. Keeping well, stuff from me. Hey, what? What's this Commander Colts? What's his real name? Uh, he's from the future. I don't know. Funny name, buddy. <laughs> they, they, they've been they, and so it starts here. I'll well, you see do you get home. a little. Maybe. Yeah, really? Maybe <laughs> you're on the couch. You think that freaking Commander Colts on the couch of your old apartment? You're on the couch of your new apartment. You like the old? You ain't going to get the new. Why is he still got yeah, that new go. apartment? That old apartment. I don't know. He's there. He's, he's got money to burn. I mean, really, he, he he ends up, I mean, really, he clocks in and usually works at least a hour and a half shift a week. I mean, we I never see him work. So I guess he yeah, can. Yeah, really. That is true. You stopped smoking. Maybe he did as well. Uh, so you have this. And then now he runs into the JLD. And I don't know why. We fight I, Solomon I really Grundy. don't know why. I, yeah, they're fighting Solomon Grundy. Why, why are we doing this? Is this the whole idea of, because well, you have, something you have Halloween. something going on in Central City. Yeah, you have Halloween, so you got to get the JLD. Is this the beginning of what will end up being, say, like a March crossover where we have all the Justice Leagues kind of coming together? And th- I don't know, uh, but you have them and there. let's say we do. Let's hope there's a better artist on that crossover. Because- yeah, I, I know that people uh, go, you know, they like Scott Collins' art. And I they don't. like it to the point where he is one of the, you know, he's like a legacy type flash, oh, yeah. uh, you know, artist. Uh, I, you can see that him and Howard Porter have a very similar style to the most part, but I don't Howard like Porter, Howard Porter. hundred times damn, better. Do I, I love Howard, Howard Porter. Porter. And uh, yeah, me and you are not Scott Collins fans. He was on the Blue Beetle book, which we hated the art in that. And, and he, people right here, hated when Brett Booth was on as the yeah, Flash I, I artist. Like I don't, yeah. I don't understand how you can hate that compared to what we're getting here with this. I'm like, yeah. it's ridiculous because everything looks like so rushed to me. Even this part where I'm, I'm, just on a, I'm on a random page right now, where Barry is you know running out of the Flash costume into his normal clothes. 
He no. looks like a big-headed monster. I don't even yeah. know what the proportions are on this, but it's ridiculous. I'm just saying at one point, it looks like Heat Wave's, uh, you know, what is he, double uh, X? He's two people, it looks like at one point. I don't understand. But uh, as they go on here, you have Barry. They fight off Solomon Grundy. They like, hey, you killed him. How could you do that? You're a hero. Come on now. I like Barry's like... Wonder Woman, you know better than that. Like, what are you talking about? You know that this doesn't kill him. Just stop it. And well, see, it's hey, one, I'm I, at one point, it's like this. It's like, yeah, so you surprised me, Flash. Never took you for one to give a final death blow like that. Oh, Barry doesn't say anything. No. It's a ton of, oh, he'll be yeah, fine. It's a Barry didn't says, know that's your woman. But that's funny. It's like, <laughs> Wonder Woman, why do you why do you even bring that up? And he's like, yeah, so I'm not wrong to think it's weird. And the weird, I'm like, really? So they, they skip that And we that just keep all. saying things are weird in Central City. Yeah, the weird, forces weird, and weird. And Grundy. Yep. And it is yeah. weird. I, I it don't know weird. the reason for Solomon Grundy to come stomping in from what we get here. I like the way Solomon Grundy looks when he yells Solomon Grundy. I hate the the skinny looking swamp thing. I don't like it. Uh, he looks exactly to me like Alan Moore, and I he it does freaks look me exactly out. like Alan yeah. Moore. Yeah, doesn't he? It's like a little tribute to him, but I don't need that tribute at all. Uh, so you go, and there might even be Swamp Thing Peni there eric a little penile deal going on maybe we just didn't see batman penis we see swamp thing now because something's going on there but they they end up stopping them they go and in the meantime iris is meeting up with Kristen burns and morrow because she wants to get to know the people that work with barry uh and you you have the craziest thing where this dialogue where morrow shows up he has the gotham knight sweatshirt on uh and and iris is like hey yeah right you're a gotham knights fan morrow He's like, hell yeah, you? No, I like teams that win. I'm like, just imagine this Oh, this is gonna be a fun night. Yeah, like, oh, this is this is great. Why did you set me up like that? I hate your face. Are there any humans out there? She set him up for the fall there. And it's just funny. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not a front runner, you jerk. And and we did look. It doesn't seem like Central City has a hockey team uh, as far as we can see. Uh, So, you know, he likes the Knights. He's he's a hockey fan. There you go. Whatever. So you go on. They're going to go to a bar while this fight with Grundy. What's the Gotham's football team now? The Knights. It, that's it's the, almost the everything's the, the nights. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. For some yeah, reason, yeah. I, I was looking at the, the uh, sweatshirt here earlier when I read it. I didn't even see the hockey stick. So I actually thought yeah. we were talking about this whole thing. It's because no, Campbell's hockey. a quarterback. And I'm like, you know, it's the hockey. You're yeah. right. Yeah. No, it's more of the night. Like, hey, I don't like the Knights, but how about that death? Huh? Is there still hockey going on after that Seriously. death on the ice? Was and it by Taylor the way, died? why, why is Taylor yeah. kill Schuster? Yeah, they're one of them, and uh, and they're in the Western Conference, Eric. Plus, they got in a fight with a, a minute left in a tie game, and then the, it's a fucking game <laughs> it seven. Doesn't matter. You, you want me to get angry conference. again? Thanks for thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I don't need to lose my mind again with that. Uh, why the goons were out there with a minute left in a tie game, game seven? Nonsense. Every coach should get fired. Uh, but yeah, you go and you have the whole joke where I was just like, yeah, you know, just think that Barry won't show up, and that's the only time he ever does. You know, you kind of get that joke. They're going to get to know each other. She, he does end up showing up as the uh, Justice League Dark just flies away. <laughs> they, yeah, they they're going to go off. do Solomon Grundy things and slaughter swamp. Yep, yeah, and they're going to go, so, uh, yeah, slaughter swamp. So they, they, they're there, and, and you know, there's some making on, out. Wave. He's having himself some problems over there in Iron yeah. Heights. Yeah, he's, he's having he's nightmares. Going therapy. He's he's hearing yeah. voices ever since, you know, the whole like, you know, that whole break in with the trickster before stuff like yep. that. And he's having flashbacks to the people he has killed over the years through his pyromania. Yep. And it's just the weirdest thing. And so like he starts throwing shade about, you know, James Jesse getting away. Warden Wolf's going to lose his mind. I'm like, why are you going to do it about James Jesse, who you believe died for one thing? Yeah. You know what? 
How about you bring up Golden Glider, who has escaped and showed up in Teen Titans? There's another thing for you, because for some reason, all you rogues, except for, you know, um, except for McRory here, they're yeah. all locked up together. Why is he going to yeah, own they're separate locked up cell, it seems again. like? It's weird. It's just there to force I don't him, understand yeah. how this prison works. Or you how Wood still has a job. And, and and while this is going on, you have this bar scene. The bar scene's only there to set up the deal that Captain Cole, or Commander, Commander Cole has a job. He has a job. He's working bar. We, we needed to know that Commander Cole is working at a bartender, as a bartender. At the bar they just happened to go to. Chires well, Pubs. You know, CP Chires. there. Oh, yeah, CP. He's there. He had that Really, the sweatshirt he's wearing really reminded me of something that would be like a Saved by the Bell sweatshirt for some reason. That's he's like, hey there, buddy. What's going on? Barry's like, oh, geez. And Barry's even like, hey, buddy. Like, I want a water. And he's like, hey, how about I put you something extra? What? Commander Cole, what are you doing? He's like, I got to pay the bill. You know, even though you let me live for free, I still have to eat. Like, you aren't coming by. And you don't with bring food. anything home within your refrigerator. Yeah, yeah you're, always sleeping on, you're, you're always over at Iris's now. So he's there. So you have this thing. And with that, you have Burns it just constantly. Like, she might as well just be drooling every bit that she's on there that she wants. And I think that she will hook up with Commander Cold. But Commander Cold's like, I, I love it too. He's like, I, I got to, you know, have this job because you and Iris got me stuck. He keeps throwing that out there. And in the meantime, time barry does say iris has been upset with me because i'm not working with commander cold and doing this and that but is, it's is just she still me, upset it's about weird. that yeah that's what she says no, uh, and that's what he says i don't think so i'm telling you she, I, I thought we kind of got she over wants that his last name. issue yeah. yeah, the whole thing is to me, though, this is a number one, you know, it's part one of a new arc. Uh, and you have this where this is where a lot of times where we say these books are treading water and where you're not progressing a story. It's because a lot of times you play catch up to and recap till you get to the 15th you know, page. And this is only to me. For everybody, because he even explains it. There he is. He's from the 21st, 5th century. I mean, really, please, DC, just wise up and have a recap page at the beginning. Have it as the credits page. Have a recap page so we don't have to go and see this over and over. And then by the time me and you, we don't need a recap page, so I skip it. But somebody who jumps on, do it. It's so much easier. Then you can go. sometimes when you read stuff like Raven, Daughter of Darkness, it might help. You just have arrows. You have arrows. <laughs> but even with this, though, you have it. And so you have the JLD at the beginning. You kind of have to explain a little of that and all this stuff. I don't need – and really what happens at the end, you're still good, Joshua Williamson, of explaining who Commander Cold is. Well, do a little bit of explaining about these forces Please. that are what your whole story We've is based on. even on the past the strength yeah. force now to move on to the stage. I don't know what the strength force is. And, and we have an issue. Entity yeah. that looks well, for we a have an host. issue with this. We have an issue with this book now that is something that you're supposed to let go. And you do occasionally. Like if you have a Justice League book and we see that Batman is in his crazy-ass wheelchair in that book, I'm not going to throw shade at Tom King because no, not Batman's not in the wheelchair book. there. No. I don't go back and forth with that. But the problem is in this book, you just have this thing that nothing is explained. And so what happens to me in this book and what I was getting at is the idea that Barry says – there's these two really messed up forces. I don't know who has them. I don't know where they are. 
And then he goes out to the bar. I, I get upset because we had Wally West get sent to the sanctuary because he would not stop at anything. You know, Barry's until, a lot like me dealing with my problems in my yeah. mid-20s. You, you well, just got, go to the I got bar. a lot of stuff going on in my life this week. Oh, my God. I don't yeah. know how I'm going to make it through. This is crazy. So, yeah. Well, better go the, to the, the bar. The weird thing about these, because we don't know about these forces, and Barry seems to know about them somewhat, but he doesn't know where they are. But we never see him really are. looking into it. Barry no. sits there. I think that Barry basically you remember his when Barry idea. And Batman were going to look into that button. And yeah. what was going on with time? Mm, really? You know, what really happened with the that? Button. Hey, well, you know, he had Thomas Wayne, and then I don't know. Then Jay Garrick's yelling, "Please remember my name!" And he's like, "What Who? was your name again? Who are you? You Wally West?" Yeah, so with Barry there, I think Barry's whole way of dealing with it and how it comes out, and it's not the way it's supposed to, but it's kind of goofy to me, is Barry says to himself, yeah, I could waste a lot of time searching out for these people, but you know what? They always just attack me when they get it, so I'll just hang loose. I'll, I'll hang loose. I'm the I'm the trouble magnet. I'll wait till it comes. In the meantime, give me some water and get some drinks from my buddies. And uh, so they they have that. I don't mind like the idea of them sitting there and drinking and things like that. We've seen Burns tomorrow. They like to hang out in the bars. We've seen them in bars before. But I like that. But you don't get enough of it because while this you, and is the happening, the only thing that makes the story progress is while they're all hanging out at the bar, while Bar, like you know, uh, Commander Cole is just eyeballing yeah. Barry. It seems like Barry yeah. happens to see a weird orange mist by the yeah. men's room and excuse himself. Yeah. And the one part of the book that I actually like the most is the idea that Barry and Iris have worked out codes. Oh, I think I saw someone. Yeah, someone from your old track team, and that is the code. Yeah. Like, there might be some flash stuff going on. Maybe I need you to cover for me here. I like that part, but. This weird orange mist by the men's room where we go in and then I, I got to stop. <laughs> There's the I, one thing because me and, me and Eric had code where Eric used to go out to the bar sometimes and he didn't want Jeff. He didn't want Jess to go to the bar. Yes. So that's the thing because you have your friends and things like that. So you don't want Jess to go to the bar. So you would you would say like, oh, I'm going to go to the bar, but I'm not going to tell Jess that's where I'm going because she's going to want to go. And then I don't have any fun. So me and you had the code and it was just between me and yeah. you. But we'd be at work. So the code is the worst because you'd go. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're going out drunk driving tonight, huh? And and we thought that was code. It's the worst code ever. Yeah. People like look at us like. The fuck pieces of shit. Did we decide this is the code for me like, going out, out of nowhere. Home. And this would be at 1030 in the deal. And this was and that the whole deal of this was at, at that point, we had also started the site. We hadn't had the podcast yet. And when you would walk to the bar, because yeah. you don't drive, Eric, you no. don't have a license. You're not no. a man. You, you would no. go and you'd drop the zip drive off in my mailbox of your reviews. Right. So that was why you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go drunk driving tonight. Then I'd know the reviews. So, okay, well, have fun that drunk driving. And the funny thing is it was code. Jess wasn't there. No. We didn't need a secret code. But we had that. It was always funny. And then we realized that that was not the greatest of codes. It really was. Hey, you want to go get in a van and pick up kids? That, that was my code for I'm going to go to the doctor. I don't like your codes. You, codes. you make up the worst codes ever. But yeah, this whole yeah. thing with the codes, I really enjoy that yeah, aspect. I like too. Besides for what he tries to say that he did this because Superman told him that him and Lois have a code. And what is his code? Superman's it code. Is, uh, it's the like, I want to have the uh, – the Dejeuners on I, I I'm not at that page, but I'm that's it. With, with I'm ketchup. at that page. I don't know how to say this word. Yeah, I, I it's, was hoping you were a little bit more educated steak. than I am. Educated. Because I look at this. I, it's Borgigrinon with ketchup. It's, uh, yeah, it's Borgnon. I think is actually how you say it with ketchup. And I am You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to Double A Run. He was a chef, Eric. He'll know the beef Borgnon. 
Who's like, what did you just say? What a year. <laughs> you t- you say that we have the worst codes. This is the worst oh, yeah. code. Somebody starts saying no, this. No, I'm telling you. She starts saying it. Is there a doctor in the house? This lady's having a stroke. Please save her with ketchup. Yeah. So you have that. And he goes into the bathroom and he does see the freaked out death version of Wally. Wally is now, you know, you get the idea that this is a connection in with the Heroes in Crisis. So at least we can give them credit even on the same day that they came out. And it's funny because Wally, this ghost Wally, says, why did you let them take me, Flash? I think the real thing should be, why did you have them come and take me? Because it's all Barry's fault. Barry and and Iris were the ones who called to get him just because he didn't want to calm down because he couldn't find his kids. And then, yeah, you have this whole deal where Barry freaks out and then just assumes it's Mirror Master. (laughs) And then it comes out again, and he freaks out, and then it goes, and then he just goes out. This is the and weirdest like, issue, dealing. I'm telling you, I just want to know about the Sage Force. I don't need all this nonsense. I know. And for some reason, to tie it into another rogue where it's heatwave well, it explodes here's the thing. into two people, but that's never referenced again. But you and do like, have Heatwave saying that he had these visions and things like that. Well, maybe this is more of that. So the voices itself, and maybe but even this by is the something. End where you know, because he explodes, and for some reason it looks like two people, which, like I said, yeah. is never brought up again. He's in a coma of some sort, but he's talking yeah. a little bit. But then there's these skeletons, these flaming skeletons, yeah. walking throughout Iron Heights, and yeah. then it becomes. God freaking heat wave. And then you the have end. the, you, like, you even have the why? female looking flame lady. I, the female just, flame gets, lady. What is that? Yeah, it gets so crazy. And yeah, it ends up blowing up. And they sit there. And while this is going on, they're like, I don't know. There wasn't a bomb there. And I'm like, really? It's heat wave. I well, and even really, that whole I know thing, that too. Like, you know, that, like but, when he initially spontane- spontaneously combusts, it seems like. But they like, won't even say that for like a page. I'm yeah. like, that's what you but think then, that you would say. When he and explodes you know, again, when he's in a coma. And it seems like everybody has been burned alive in the prison, yeah. except except for Flash and freaking Morrow. Like, I have yeah. no idea what you're trying to tell me. You, you did all well, this stuff to set up this horror Halloween thing because it has it's, to be Halloween. It's, it's such have this a horror weird thing. horror thing. And it's I have so no weird. idea how this plays into anything with the mind. Like, you know, a well, power and, that anybody well, would have. And, a and here's what power. happens, though. And you even have this, like, of the mind deal. And I think, yeah, that's what they went. They, they're not dead. They went off to this of the mind kind of thing. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you just have – it's a horror theme. And even at that point, you even have where Iris and Commander Cold – Barry's like, I hate to leave Iris with Commander Cold, but what am I going to do? And it's not like Commander Cold's a bad guy. You, you know what I mean? I Maybe it's because he looks pretty sexy with those shades and stuff. He's afraid he's going to lose his lady. But, so he's uh, a douchebag. He's wearing sunglasses at night in a bar. Yeah. Look at him. He's got something that looks like he's got the Saved by the Bell shirt on, Eric. That's how I, I, I don't mean. know what the Saved by the Bell shirt they keep talking about. I don't know. It, it's just that GP, the way that seems like GP. a very 90s. No, it just reminds me of a very 90s sweatshirt with a logo on it like that. I think but, it's like uh, a Calvin Klein sweatshirt, don't I'm you? I'm telling you. It all, no, it just all goes with the combo of that and the glasses. It really looks 90s to me. Uh, but they're there. And she's like, hey, what's going on, Commander Cole? Nah, it's okay. You know, what's up with you? You remember some 
some things, don't you? Yeah, I do. And then she's like, she's of the mind looking off. It's almost like Bruce the looking in pearls. This is the wedding, things like that. But it's everything of that is recap again. But well, even that Barry feels does so go. weird. And it's like, you know, like, uh, what about these forces kind of thing? And you don't know about them in your time? No, but maybe we don't, for so things like this, we don't, we can't look towards the future. We have to look towards yeah. the past. What do you remember with your weird past life recollection yeah. you have? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and she's just, what, oh, what, what are you it's always about? the just married. But they go to Iron Heights and there's these, you know, demon flaming skull monsters there. We saw what happened. Uh, yeah, we saw Zoom using the Sage Force. What is happening here? It wasn't even like you could say, "Well, the Sage Force gets in you. You project what you think is your most powerful thing, or whatever." Because that didn't happen before either. So you have this. I don't know what it does. Does it make well, a even when the Firewoman went to party? Wave of the Mind and it seemed to give him this power? But this yeah. flaming woman figure, like I, I, I don't know what you're trying to tell me. And because you already tried to set something either. up to some degree, to some degree. With the uh, strength yeah. force. This is yeah. so alien to anything else we have seen. And it, I can't even it, think it's, it's, it's the it's Sage so Force. It's weird because he seems to, because we finally got a little bit about the strength force by the time we got done with it, with the whole, it's not the strength, it's the, the weight and it's the mass times oh the angle of the dangle to the heat of the meat. You had all that, which I didn't know. What it, I'm not no. good at maths. And so you have this, but I'm like, what is this going on? Like, why all of a sudden are you theming this into a holiday thing with Halloween? You are telling a story that you started months and months ago. What, the Sage Force just comes out once a year? What is it, like me? And comes once a year? I don't know what's going on. And with that, it's just nonsense. Really, really (laughs) lucky. But yeah, and then at the end, it's like all of a sudden. I'll never be normal again. This is my world. I'm humongous blue heat wave. I'm a I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea what's going on in this book. How is it that the Flash, a a character that should always be fun and something that I always want to be a fan of. I had a little bit of fun with things like this. I mean, seeing a deteriorating Wally West, I mean, I have not heard of things (laughs) more fun than that ever. Uh, No, it's just... I don't understand why he doesn't just say, I know that he wants to go with the idea that Barry might not know these forces, but it always seems like Barry seems does. Like Barry knows more than I like do. See, that's what I'm out. saying. We should know as much. Especially in Justice League. Show us the roundabout thing that maybe worked the story of us knowing a little more than Barry as he works out things. You see that in some story progressions as well. Well, you know, you see a little aside with these bad guys and whatnot. Talking, I imagine it's going to be this weird thing where we have, we have the strength force out and about looking for a host. And then we're going to have the sage force out and about looking for a host. And it's going to end up being this whole thing like in Ghostbusters with the gatekeeper and the key master. And once they have sex with each other, bam, now we get the still force. Yeah, well, I, I get, really, I get the idea that, you know, if I'm going to go with this, I'm going to say that the Sage Force does, obviously, we know that it's a mind-type power, but Do we? don't forget, don't lose, yeah, <laughs> well, they knew. said that, they said I it was kind of, but this is the problem is, this is all coming out of the Speed Force, so where is the connection, it, no, like I said? The speed, it's coming from beyond the Speed well, Force barrier. still, but it's still I part know. of that barrier was doing that, so tie it in a little. I actually thought it was going to be back to, in the New 52, Barry had hyper-thinking that we Which thought was, awesome. was 
was pretty cool. Yeah. We thought that it was really neat because it made you sense. You would need that kind of think, mind hey, in order to go I super fast it. like that. Uh, so I thought maybe it was that with included, you know, powers that you can maybe read maybe minds. Like maybe, you can even, maybe you can even, uh, you know, see three seconds in the future. Uh, you know, have yeah. something that goes. But all of a sudden, yeah. and if you tell me that it's one of those where, okay, heat wave is infected by the sage force now. And because he's wonky, because it's heat wave, because he's a little crazy. Because he's got himself some like, you know, fire PTSD going It's reacting that way and doing that. But the problem with that is it also seems at a point that it may have affected Barry a little and he sees a whacked out Wally West. And that's fine for you to tell me that, well, he might feel guilty. I don't think he knows Wally died at this point. Not at this point, no. But if he's guilty about Wally being taken away, Way, and if he does, you need to set that up. You need to set that up. So then not having set up so and now that, Iris is the worst because I'm telling you, well, while he's dead, yeah. let's go out to the bar and hang out with some yeah, friends. Yeah. So when you're when you're going through this, the thing that throws me off is if the sage force is something that if you're bad, it reacts bad. And if you're good, you're good. That it reacts bad with, with Barry. So I, I, I can't why are these grab what it Santa is. Claus all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I. I really don't know. Where's wrong? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just. I'm confused. I Me really want to like this. And I'm I not really, having fun because of this confusion. But I because I haven't got a little bit anything from any yeah. of these forces yet. I had some fun. I don't even know what the, like, the, the reverse for, like, you know, speed forces. I don't either. Not really. I mean, we're saying this. Well, I'm not. I'm sorry. Is, not the reverse. The negative yeah, speed ne- force. Really. The strength uh, you, force. You the same force. And the still force. The fuck's the speed force? It's we, magic. The, the speed force basically ends up where anybody goes into it, and you're going to get where we get the Phantom Zone, where everybody just uses it for whatever the hell they want. So y- you have the main thing. And then even the idea of the, well, this isn't part of it. It's where the barrier went. And I'm like, really? So basically, what this book ended up in and really, you know, drives me nuts is the speed force kind of became its own little source wall that broke down. We have the dark path. Really? I, I want to end this thing or give me info so I can have some Please. fun and go forward because Captain or Commander Cold, I keep wanting to say Captain Cold, Commander Cold and Barry, there's your solid gold deal there. Have them and, and really have at one point where Barry has to make some extra money. He's suspended because of something. He didn't show up for work and have him work at that bar with Commander Cold. Now we have cocktail, Eric, and now we're having some fun. They're doing some poetry. Who's the Brian and- Brown? Poetry slam, that would be Commander Cold. There's now, no now way that, that Barry the isn't Tom Cruise. Yeah, he would be showing them how it goes. They're doing all this stuff. Gina Gashan shows up. You got all of them. Then he ends up in the And then Jennifer Caribbean. Tilly shows up. Now it's bound. Yeah. And now it's bound. We don't need that. Joey Pant shows up. We got a lot of problems going on now. Oh, my. Joey but Pant shows you... up. Eric's pants disappear. Yeah, he's there. Eric's pants are gone. Weird that that's the progression there. Not <laughs> the Gina Gashan or Jennifer Tilly. But, <laughs> hey, I'll go with it. Um, uh, yeah. Well, what would you give this? Oh, I'd give this issue a four point five out of ten. I really, really don't like the That's art. Low. And I'm, I'm telling you, I wanted to. I thought this would be an awesome thing. I look forward to the Flash whenever it comes out because I'm always looking to give it the benefit of the doubt. Like I want it yeah. to come out and I want it to wow me. And it's just been this thing where 
I'm not getting wowed to the point where I'm reading a Halloween like story in September yeah. and it's not it's doing the weirdest thing where I want to know what the stage four says. It's giving me ghosts and goblins and tell me things yeah. are weird. I don't know yeah, what this I, is. I don't I I can't get a grip on what's going on. And, and I don't, I don't like think we ever will. And this is where I said where, you know, you'll have some fans of this book and fans of Joshua Williamson. Oh, just wait. He'll he's never told us anything. No. They just keep on passing by. And that's what worries me the most. Uh but yeah, with that, I'm gonna give it a five five. I did have some fun. Now, my fun was seeing that Iris was a front runner, you know, probably like I would say that. Well, now she would probably be a Penguins fan, unfortunately. Uh, But she, you know, any any team, you know, Iris's favorite team, because that's the now it's the Capitals since they won last year. She's a big Capitals fan. Uh, But that made me laugh. I like at one point I didn't even mention where Barry's like, yeah, there's all these new these forces. I don't know what they are. The strength force. Iris not telling me what she knows. I'm like, is that one of the forces? <laughs> Iris being a jerk. But uh, I had weird. some fun with it. Uh, I want to see what's going on. It just seemed very odd to push it towards a themed Halloween thing. I don't know what's going on with that. But yeah, 5.5. But we're going to move on to the next book, Eric, which you probably loved. And these are weird because these are books that we used to review. And yeah. now Dan on the For site years. reviews them. So as we go, we come into these pretty raw because usually we had already I'm talked you, about these. I used to feel such a connection to, you know, at least Titans. I'm sure you had a, felt like a connection to yeah, Flash. Yeah, I don't about. have that connection. I, I am so now. disconnected from both yeah. of these books now. It's weird. It's like they, we shouldn't even be talking. Like they're almost new books that have been away and have come yeah. back. And so I what you're alien. telling me is we're done talking about it. Is that what you're saying? We're done you know what? talking At this point, I really not. don't see a reason until like Kyle well, like shows up I read, in Titans. I read for this. Some, well, here's the thing. I, read, I did read something and it makes sense because you have these books going now. Now, you can tell me the Nightwing deal is what ties it in, but they do have Nightwing at twice a month now, yeah. as well as this book. Out of nowhere, they went, and it's a weird deal. Titans was monthly, monthly, month now, but Nightwing went from bi monthly to monthly back to bi monthly. But I did hear that the big rumor is, and this is some of these like huge rumors, where a lot of the rumors that this uh, place spouted out have come true especially weird stuff and this isn't anything like a, a bleeding cold this is deeper right. this might be worm is is telling me these things this is deep net uh actually You're trying to tell every- me you got worms no, I'm yeah, maybe. If I had a tapeworm, maybe that would be good for both of us. Uh, I ended up like this is a place that ended up pretty much spoiling Heroes in Crisis three months ago, and we're dead on with everything right. that happened. So they said, though, that at point, hey, Titans is going to end up going twice a month. They were right yeah. because Dan, uh, Dan Abnett had already written a bunch of issues. They were done. They were in the can. They want to get rid of these quick to get them the hell out so that they can change the creative team. I hope that happens Me too. because this book is stale it, with a new team. It's such a weird it's idea because, you know, it was gone. It was coming back with this new direction, with this new team that DC had to go. They you know, should have okay, changed I, creative I'm saying teams. though, DC went with this because this whole tie into the Just League with the Source Wall energy, they yeah. okayed this. For, so for it to come back and say, you know what? We got to change everything up. It's such a weird yeah. thing because you initially okayed it. And we're not that far you know, into this whole new run. With Dan Abnett continuing his series, yeah. with this whole new yep. idea of the new team, so it's such a weird idea. It's like, all right, let's get these people out of the like this whole story out of the way so we can move on. Yeah. Because that's what I don't it know seems why like they're saying. I don't know if it's true. I don't know that that's true. Um, well, you but said they it, said, so I believe it. All right, there you go. I am a very trustworthy guy. Uh, no, do you not. have a blurb for this in the credits? Is, is that something you did? You do. I do. Yeah, I got stuff for this. I figured you did. Okay, you hit that, and then we'll talk about it. 
Titans number 26, written by Dan Abnett with art by Brett Peebles, Matt Santarelli, and Hi-Fi with Dave Sharp on letters. For some reason, I, <laughs> I was all messed up the way I was. The Code of Blood is using the source wall energy to spring a trap on our Titans, and in the long run, this issue is only here to show anyone that doesn't know that Miss Martian is a white Martian, and she's hiding this fact from everybody, except for Ben Rubel. He knows for some reason not to. He's going to die. There's no limitations. There is no limitations. I'll, I'll no tell you right away, though. There's no reason for him to die. He's keeping a secret. Yeah. He's going to die, Eric. You, you can't know that secret and live. Uh, I, and uh, the, here's the deal, though. I don't know. I'm not necessarily saying that it's going to be Miss Martian that kills either. I think that maybe the knowledge of that, Eric, it's going to kill him. It's going to kill him. I, I really uh, hope that Miss Martian though, doesn't become a killer out of nowhere. Yeah, no, no, I think it's something other than that. But do you like the art in this? Because I, oh, I, I like the, the art, art enough. This. You know what the best is? It's the best thing it about this me. issue. I don't know if this is uh, something that will uh, – I, I think that this will jive with you. Uh, when you see Nightwing out in his uh, winter outfit, Nightwing costume, <laughs> it reminds me of when you'd get all the different Luke Skywalkers. I got off Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that's so this cool. Is this, it's it, like a weird combination of Jedi, Night Luke Skywalker, and Hoth Luke Skywalker. You, it just reminded me of Star Wars figures that they had all those outfits for the different thing just to sell more figures. I, I like the art. I did like the art. I also like at the beginning where you go back. Like You're going to recap some things. One of the recap is that... Uh, Freaking down a choice of drunk. She's there just drinking there. Here we go. And I wanted somebody like, man, you, you smell like a brewery there. She's just like, oh, we, we got an alert. She All likes right, tequila. Drink here. Yeah, yeah, she drank it. Uh, but you're going. And the other thing that I, and I don't really like this issue. This it's issue is one a, of those, it just you know takes what? forever. I'm going back it for goes some reason. On I, forever. I, I read this earlier. And you're you're talking about the whole drinking thing. I forgot about it. I just went yeah. back to it. I'm like, yeah, you don't have a connection, do you? It's like and me and you on this podcast. No I'm looking connection. at this, and I'm just wondering why are we just setting that we're continuing this thing because I, I don't want this to be a thing because no. you know Roy died now, so Troy, Donna Troy I know. has to become yeah. an alcoholic that we're going to have to deal with this bullshit. And I the weird thing is, is that this, like little if drama. You have that, is this the drama that they're setting up for when she finds out Roy and Wally are dead so that you already know that again, that we've, this has been something we've seen, but it was, we saw this and it was the reaction of her being afraid of what she'd be in the, you know, Troy and the justice league being against her and all this. So she kind of hit the bottle. I thought we were over this. I actually thought so that Roy I, kind of, you know, now. And I got she her there like, and she okay. has stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so when they go, you have the team and it did throw me off. Uh, the thing that gets me, there's just weird things in this book. And, and it took me so long to get through this issue. One of the things is you have the mind meld, right? You have the mind meld. The number link, one, yeah. for the most part, before they actually show it, I didn't even know why they did it because it looked like everybody was three feet away. But you do have, you know, Raven, Natasha, and Ben Rubel back at headquarters. So they are using this. But they They're have back in comms. the boom room and they're little, and they're they little like, you know, shut comms. up. They yeah. even do this when you end up, they're only doing it so that Ben Rubel can see the White Martian deal and get that. That's the only reason. And well, it's as so you saw forced. In, as we saw in last issue the mental link went down and then like the comm system went down as well yeah yeah but this time it died they're like hey switch Gotta to comms I'm like why well, why yeah there you go now in the meantime while they go out to you know research this other anomaly trying to do you have a brother blood uh type you know the cult of blood behind yeah. the scenes they're making all these things nonsense. to mother man yeah so you're having that nonsense now in the meantime though i don't know if another thing that i got that maybe you did as well was that ben and the Tasha are making this 
machine and it's completely ghostbusters to me where they're just talking about how they have this machine that's going to suck that's the anomaly energy about was that's the, all it was the ghostbusters, the ghostbusters stuff going on and the yeah, whole idea was, too that like you know we have this machine where they're calling it the irons ruble capacitor and stuff like that mm-hmm. like, no no I, I don't care what you did ben ruble built this in the last <laughs> issue this is the ruble capacitor yeah, you can't take credit for this yeah, and it's Ghostbusters, but it's yeah. Ghostbusters in a weird way that doesn't leave headquarters, well, this, and it, this, it just this doesn't make thing sense. Is such a weird idea. It's like, all right, we, we brought the the Irons Ruble capacitor here. We're gonna have it. This, we're gonna turn it on. We're gonna start sucking all the source wall energy out of the air, no. so nothing happens. It's not working. Oh my yeah. god! Better cross the yeah. streams. Just put it in reverse, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it is. Blast it's, it's all the these things the away. I'm like, I don't know how any of the source wall energy and, works. And the, they the, can do yeah. anything, and they say they can make it make well, sense. Well, the weird you thing can say about it. The weird thing about it, I thought we were progressing somehow where they do go to this town. They go to a town that they end up finding out that uh, the blood cult has killed everybody in this village. Yeah. So they, they go there. They're using source wall energy and their blood cult and fucking nonsense weird to, like, carved in their the chest thing, to make them into yeah, blood monsters. The thing that I wish and the thing that I thought, because as this is going on, you do have Ben Robel, He's like, and it, you know, you have to have him. He's almost, he might as well have been a time traveler yelling, how are these people in this box? And oh my God, the horseless carriage. So he's there. He's like, why am I seeing these things? And like, we, we told you there's the a mental link, link. all messing and, him and up. And really, this is the thing. Why does he need like to me? They have now scrambled his brains forever because this is not something you just throw out to a guy who just shows up. But they're going. And I really thought this progression was how we were going to progress this book. And I like the idea in my head was that there was anomaly energy. You have these, you know, the the stuff going. Ben Rubel is using the machine that he's allowing Natasha Irons to have a little bit of the patent as well. I don't know why he's doing this. This will cause problems later when he wants the money. But it's going and the energy's getting, you know, they're sucking the energy. Yeah. And so he's there, man, we're sucking the energy. Why aren't they, these things, they should be gone. These things aren't even getting smaller. And I thought that this was going to be the finally the deal where, okay, we're not really always dealing with anomaly. We thought this was an anomaly. But this is not. actually blood cult magic. It's not the source wall stuff. This is totally different. We're pushing it towards brother blood, mother ma'am. We're all this. It made total sense to me. And then it, they end up putting it back. And it's and a weird thing because you could kind of say it, it is like, to that. Really? De- you could kind of say it is to that degree, just because it's like you got that. There's more blood something stuff. else going on. Like, yeah, I, I just don't understand. Like when, like you know, Miss Martian gets hurt, and like the connection's starting to go down. She's like, yep. the menace. Like, how did I get hurt? The menace I felt on arrival. Yep. It's real, palpable, and anger, a malice in the very air. Yeah. No, don't let like it's a thing in the air that's affecting her outside of the source yep. wall. Like I don't even know if it is outside of the whole you know yeah. source wall energy or not, but. All I know by the end is that the the, the cult of blood is using the source wall energy as a weapon, and yeah, they're they're shooting using it, it back just, at them. Yeah. Breaks the connection and kills all of these freaking yep. monsters. Yeah, but- I wish that in and I just wish that this was kind of their deal because they were trying to get the machine. Yeah, ben- suck it all. So off. I thought that maybe what's going on is they're like, okay, that didn't work, but. Let's just go old fashioned. Let's go back to the blood cult magic. We could do this and we're going to trick them because they don't know. They're going to think it's an like, Let's kind of give them a little, you know, side deal and, and we'll do it. But no, you just go back. And while this is going on, like you said, Miss Martian kind of gets 
separated her whole mind deal and you see the whole white martian deal uh and she cuts off the link and that's where nightwing's like oh the link's down let's go to the comms it's such a Uh, weird thing though we have this whole mental link for everybody not only can you hear each other but you can see images and stuff like that ben rubble's talking all about it just so you get to know this at the beginning of the issue and at the end everybody hears a scream that really bothers them and like oh it all everything went white and we heard the scream in our minds but for some reason, Ben Rubel, he saw her turn into a white he Martian. Saw Nobody else did. I'm like, her turn into a white Martian. Nobody else did. And and with that, too, there's such a forced deal where you have Miss Martian come out. Hey, Nightwing, what's going on? I don't know. I heard that scream. Are you okay? Is that all you heard? Did you see anything? No, just no. Why? Just ask. No him. reason. It goes on. I'm like, yeah, really? <laughs> you put her in a prison cell right now before you figure some things out because something's wrong. But the, the big thing, too, in this book is you have a lot of characters. I don't think Dan Abnett knows what to do with a lot of them. Even Especially Raven. Thing, though. Well, and, and Beast Boy, he shows up and he's like, oh, no, I'm raging out. It's like almost supposed to be there to show us that this anomaly energy for source wall energy is so strong here that he freaks out. But I don't, I, I need don't even to know, know what's that. Up with and Beast Boy he, he just, and Beast Boy, all Beast Boy has to do is fight. I mean, you can have people just fighting, but he goes all, you know, crazy. He's all feral. Yeah. And then he apologizes yeah. later. Uh, but yeah, with that, they Since just when does reversed Beast Boy the deal. Just go feral like that. Though? I, I know he got well, angry because, and reverted and, well, back to his like thing. his new form before. But the weird I've never thing seen about him go this freaking is, Beast Boy mad and start attacking his own yeah, friends. Well, the weird thing about this is, is they set up the idea that the source wall deal when he was out in the no justice and all this that this this source wall energy does make him so i can't get you know i can't control how i i morph i can't do this but in this you do it for a joke uh, hey you want to bear with me i'm like wait a second it, it, next panel you go nuts and I want to go just back and think about no justice there. and the idea of you know this energies and stuff like that the thing that you know the, all these characters are up against do you remember Beast Boy doing more than anybody else for a reason that his powers would get wonky and nobody else's work? Yeah, yeah, he's just there. He's and just it's there. just weird. And they were trying to tie it into his beastie old powers. But they, they you go back to headquarters, Titans Command Center, and I don't mind this scene a little. I I like the idea that Meanwhile, Beast Boy says to Nightwing, yeah, yeah, and Beast Boy says to Nightwing, which I do don't mind because it kind of gets rid of something that you could bring up, where he's like, hey, you know, we're the ones dealing with the shit here that just like they're out and about they're off world whatever so i don't mind that but then it's like the it's not your fault where you have nightwing then he's like you know what we like to to follow you you're a good leader yeah nice try buddy you're you're starting to get and i will let everybody know here's a little bit of a a tidbit that's a not a spoiler for next week but nightwing number 50 this gets to be a little inkling of how the douchebag uh, Dick Grayson is going to be. <laughs> he is a douche. And he's I, I just like it where Beast Boy's just like, hey, buddy, you know what? You were you're right. doing good. Yeah, you're doing good. And almost going to tie it around to what we had before because we don't get any of it here of the idea that Miss Martian and Nightwing are fighting for who's in, in charge. It does seem like Nightwing is fully in charge. Now. Yeah. It seems like they have worked out their deal. Miss Martian kind of does her, you know, she's almost her like liaise. the field general kind of there with her. And then Nightwing kind of gets the whole deal. So, yeah, Beast Boy, hey, you know what? You're pretty good, buddy. You're doing real good. Nice try. 
And then he says, it's just true. how it is. And I'm just saying, I, I just like, nice yeah. try. <laughs> it, it, it's now somebody yelling at you on a message board when they're like, I love Heroes in Crisis. And you're like, I don't know. It's a little grim for me. Nice, nice try, try buddy. buddy. Yeah, it's just weird. Uh, why can't he say, he does say, and thanks, but why is he a dick? I don't know. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is actually the, the most amount of anything like friendship wise that you know, like, you know, we used to have no. out of the Titans book that you'll get out of this because it's just Beast Boy and Nightwing sitting down and having no. a nice discussion, you know, making well, sure that Nightwing knows and, he's and, in the right yeah. here. But this is the most amount of feelings you're going to get besides for, you know, Ben Rubel and, and, you know, they try to get Ben little yeah. romantic tryst thing. going. Yep. Like they this. try to force that in the idea of the, okay, the, the lovers hate each other before they become yeah. best friends. And even if they're not lovers, they are going to become best friends. They're very intrigued with really just what each other ben knows. Rubel on this team, it seems like, because yeah. not only do I like her, so but we have weird. a team together. And, and now he's going to know die. your secret. He's going to die, Eric, because, yeah, uh, this is where I think that you have a Ben Robo, right? He's there. I'm Ben Robo, Eric. Hey, look at me, Ben Robo. Yeah, All right, pleased you're Ben to Robo. Meet you. I got you. Useless All character. Right. I, I see Miss Martian. She's pretty scary. I am just a normal guy. Yes, I throw out the, all the time that I knew Supergirl, but yeah, yeah. this this Martian Name has mind life. powers. I ended up being able to see things from far away. It looks like she is scary. She so basically, I know the secret. She I know she doesn't want anybody to know, and I tell her. Why does he open his mouth? Why would he ever say this? Why does he? She, hey, did you hear anything? Yeah, I heard it was awful scream. And by the way, I saw it too. He's Don't worry, dumbest, I won't tell anyone. What you is, really are. I'm like, really, even, you even are Even if done. he kept it a secret, she'd be able to read his mind and know that he saw it. I know. Well, that's the thing is, why doesn't she just do that with everybody else anyway? And you could have the deal because you did have where she did try to read Nightwing's mind at one point. He did have the way that he could keep it out a little, whatever. Ben Robo's not going to have that. No. And so it's just so weird the way he just says it with a smirk on his. I think he is going to blackmail her in the, I don't know I better stay on this here Titans, Miss Martian, if you know what's good for you. Yeah, really. You know what's good for you there. W-M. I'm done with cat, you know catco. This is the life over here. I'm a no, hero. No, I, I can just I can just see like they're the like Ruble hey cube. Uh, hey everybody, uh, what type of drink do you like? My favorite white Russian. Ooh, you see what I'm doing? I'm looking at you, baby. Hey, who wants a uh, a cookie? Do you have any black and white cookies? He's just you know what, say the, that what you're the doing whole right time. now is actually what my buddy Jay did to me. You know, when my girlfriend was around, we'd always hanging out after yeah. I did cocaine and, and like, a, back yeah. in my early twenties oh, and didn't want her cocaine. to know about it. Hey Eric, yeah. you want some coke? A yeah, cola? yeah, yeah that, that sort of thing doesn't work. Shut your fucking here. mouth over there. Eventually, eventually people catch on. Hey, no, yeah, no, luckily at, my girlfriend was a goddamn idiot at the time, so she never caught oh, there on. You, well, she was dating you. I mean, yeah, really. Agreed. She, at least we knew she didn't make good decisions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you end with that. Yeah, yeah, really, really. Uh, you end with that with Ben Robo. Like, huh, looks like I have all the power here, you Martian. And I'm like, this is somebody who could just snap your neck right now and not even care. Uh, You don't know anything about this team. They're not your friends. So why do you think that you could just throw this out there uh, with a smirk? Really? Next thing he's going to be on the The Cat Co on you, Ben Rubel. Yeah, he he learned a lot from uh, Cat Grant. He's got some balls. He's a real bitch, that guy. Uh, But what would you give this? I'd give this issue a 5.5 out of 10. And honestly, I could go lower. I went as high as I did because I do enjoy the art. I like the characters, Mm. but there's no reason for any of these stories to take place because it's just here. And I'm telling you, this entire issue is just for Ben Rubel to freaking, you know, and not even Ben Rubel, just for the audience who doesn't know that Miss Martian is a white Martian to know. 
That's the only reason it's yeah. here because this whole, you know, uh, source wall energy, it is just a um, stupid goddamn ideas can be anything you want to make a story, whether it's cool or not. And I'm telling you, it's always a slog to get through it. And I don't enjoy reading this book anymore, but I do yeah. like the art and I do like the characters. And there is something that could happen here. It's just not happening. Yeah, I, I just want Ben Rule to succeed because Steve Orlando, Eric. Uh, I have to admit, like, because yeah, he's the Ben Rubel guy. I want Ben Rubel to succeed because you know Steve Orlando. Steve Orlando, what Eric, is that? You, you know, I think he did create him, right? I don't think he's Possibly. a legacy character that I know of. I think he created him, and he might be one of the better characters that he actually created. If he did, he was in the Supergirl book, obviously. But I think it just, you know, that was yeah. his character. At least he's not an extremist, Eric, and or he's not, you know, somebody from uh, the Silver. Age no, no, that used to be this and he, me. he just he went toe to toe with a Martian yeah, black man. Extremely <laughs> stupid is what he is at the end. But I'm going to give it. I probably will go with your five five. I was going to go six because I really do like the art and I love so I. that there's the uh, you know Nightwing Hoth figure. Yeah, ben I Ruben really was really by like Steve that. Orlando and Brian yeah. Ching. See, there you go. I w- I wasn't just talking nonsense. It's no, not no, like I know. You it's wanted, just this, yeah. you know, because Steve Orlando. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, the next, the next breaker, you want to get a Coke? Oh, no. There you go. I'm telling you, you realize at one point in my life, that story you just told me would have banned you from any existence in my life. I would have banned you completely because you did Coke once. Because I did Coke I would, once I would, 16 I would years have ago? Not, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't have fucking dealt with that. None of my watch, buddy. <laughs> nice try, I'd say, because I, I did no have limitations. limitations. I would have thought that you are somebody that I did not want to deal with. At least no, I was just a like, guy who didn't have any limitations. Yeah, well, you you had like 80 friends that died of heroin overdose. At least you didn't go down that route. You Never did heroin. A little bit smarter. Yeah, and it's, at least you were good there. You used to drunk drive all the time, though, right? You, you do that there. Are, are we talking code or what? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm not sure if, if we yes. even have code anymore. Uh, I'm looking. Yeah, Dan gave it a six. I figured that he'd be right around the the deal with us. He said it's pretty much along a fight sequence. Uh, I agree. It's not horrible. He says it's not horrible. It's just nothing. And it kind of is. I'm getting sick of it. I, I really think that this needs some something fresh needs blood. to change. I'm telling you, I shame. can't wait for Kyle Rayner to show up just to do something different. Yeah. And I'm afraid yeah, this is going to be something. I'm afraid it's going to be the same thing with Kyle Rayner, though. If he's alive, Eric, maybe that Shut was your a mouth. bit of a uh, that was a bit of a, a side swipe for you. Swipe right, you know what that as means, they a say. Side swipe. You know the side swipe, Eric. It was a little, uh, you know, got you there. I'll get you here. It's what that is. A little bit what of the old rabbit. A little bit of a rabbit in the hat type of type of situation. If you know what I'm saying, yeah, you, you know the Kyle Rayner no. and those solicits in that picture might have been a little bit of the old bulldozer in a china shop. I, you know what I'm talking about here. Right? You, you can't lead a horse to water when he's got a sweater on there, boy. There you go. That was my uh, uh, confused man and the deliverance. I, I'm on a porch just yelling shit. Well, I know mm. I'm confused, so that makes two yes, of us. Yes, you are. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's kind of the sideswiper. <laughs> sideswipe. Uh, yeah, I, maybe it was like they're trying to you know fool us, where they're going to throw some people out in solicits and, and covers and things like no, that. No, they're not. Kyle Rand is going to show up, and it's going to be amazing. You shut your mouth. Yeah, we were talking today. There is a Green Lantern dead in the end. We're going to be going to talk about that in a little bit, uh, but we don't get into it. We were talking today, though, maybe who it would be. I mean, you have some theories 
Uh, I say it's oh. Penelops, Eric. I, I was saying, we, say. we never get into it because I didn't put a lot of thought because I didn't realize that Green Lantern was there. No, like, but we were talking, talking about here's But I really do yeah. think if it is going to like be anything, if it wasn't just there as like, you know, a shock little moment because you don't see, like, you think Superman would have gone to that person if it was somebody, you know, important, but yeah. I think it would be Simon Baz if anybody. Yeah. It's funny because later I say that it looks like uh, the uh, cheetah was there. And then somebody said online that they're like, uh, I think that that's uh, Vixen. I'm like, you know what? That would make sense too. More than cheetah because cheetahs and just like so. Uh, we're going to be going off but that Vixen's in a little bit. Vixen's at the Future Foundation. Isn't that what they call it? Exactly. That's why she's got PTSD. She ain't going to take that. She, I don't know what Is they that call what it. That's that another now? Steve Orlando deal. Yeah, I think that that's what because they're Because the Future Foundation is what Reed Richards calls his deal. Yeah, it's something like that. The JL Foundation, JL, at one point, it was pretty much seemed to be called Sanctuary, Sanctuary. when you couldn't call it that anymore. But we're we're talking ahead of ourselves, right. Right? because now we're going to go off. Uh, Jeremy is going to talk about Wonder Woman now, and it is the last issue that he'll be talking about. It is the end of Steve Orlando's little mini run. Uh, so Jeremy will finish it up with a bang and tell you what he thought about Steve Orlando and Wonder Woman. You know. Because Steve Orlando. <laughs> Steve Orlando. So, so, swipe sides there, Eric. Swipe <laughs> sides. Hello and welcome to a new segment on the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. This is a strange place, a place full of nonsense and non-sequiturs, full of strange dialogue, a place where the weeds of crime bear bitter fruit, and where characters talk to one another as if they're performing in a 19th century melodrama. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am, of course, referring to the Orlando Zone. Ah, yes, the Orlando Zone. Uh, Less a place, more of a state of mind, I think. I'd like to think that the Orlando Zone is is all around us. Sort of an ethereal place, ethereal presence, sort of hovering on the very periphery of our vision. Mm. Sometimes I think that my students have visited, or some of them at any rate, have visited the Orlando Zone, perhaps in their dreams. Perhaps, perhaps while they are asleep, they have sailed the seas of nonsense and landed on the shores of poorly plotted stories that seem to have forgotten what they started out as halfway through. A very weird place, the Orlando Zone. But it's entertaining and interesting, and I think this is the main thing that we need to take away from the Orlando Zone, that it is a place where one can have fun, provided one doesn't take it too seriously, of course. This week, the Orlando Zone has landed. The Orlando Zone has landed. The Orlando Zone has landed uh, in the world of Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman issue number 55, to be precise. 
there's interesting things going on there. Uh, this, of course, is uh, is the end of Steve Orlando's run on Wonder Woman. Uh, this is obviously uh, greatly upsetting for everybody. Uh, people in the Get Fresh crew uh, were wearing black armbands for most of Wednesday, I think, largely as a result of that. Or maybe it was because, I don't know, somebody died in Heroes in Crisis or something. I, I don't know. I get confused about these things. But anyway... Let's talk about Wonder Woman issue number 55. It is written, of course, by the maestro himself, Mr. Steve Orlando. The art is by Raoul Allen and Patricia Martin. The colours I by Borgia Pindado, with letters by Saida Temafonte. The cover price is $3.99, and it is published by, of course, DC Comics, who have been publishing Wonder Woman comics for an awfully long time. Here is... My introductory paragraph. I must confess that Steve Orlando's short run, which ends this issue on this title, has been less terrible than I'd expected. While a number of problems that are pronounced enough in the writer's work to earn the adjective Orlando-esque have persisted, there has nevertheless been a thematic coherency to the five issues that has been very welcome, namely a clear focus on Wonder Woman's compassion and peacemaking, on her dignity and moral strength. This continues with the current issue, which, while by no means perfect, manages to leave this reader at least with a rather pleasant feeling of satisfaction. Hmm. Um, I'm just going to say, uh, I'm going get, to get the get the score out of the way first. Uh, I gave this issue 6 out of 10. I, I, it's interesting because I, I think... Hmm, how can I put this? In my First of all, let, let, let's be really clear about this. Uh, my reviews tend to be higher scores than Jim, Eric, and sometimes Reggie. Um, I, 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 I haven't. I've, tr- I've tried my best to kind of, to kind of, sort of fit in with with kind of the scoring standard uh, for for weird science. I, I don't think I, I still don't think I've quite got it right. I still think I'm a little bit higher uh, than Jim and Eric. When I review a book. Um, I'm not saying this to to diss anybody else, and I, and I know Jim and Eric have this this and Reggie uh, have this philosophy too. I think most reviews on the site do. Um, I try to to evaluate what's in front of me. Um, I think in, in footballing parlance, that would be uh, playing the ball and not the man. Um, it's very easy. Uh, to come to a comic book with preconceptions about what you're going to get. Uh, and if you do that, sometimes you can overlook stuff that actually is perhaps worthy of either criticism on the one hand or praise on the other. I'm trying not to do that with Orlando. I'm trying to be fair to him, if, if that makes sense. It could be that I'm being too fair. Um, and I, I, that 6 out of 10 uh, that I gave on the site I, am I am I sure about that number don't know don't know let's have a talk about the issue and then we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see what we think it's got two really good covers I, I was I, I felt moved actually to to comment on Reggie Reggie does a kind of say Reggie does a fantastic job of uh of his co- on his covers of the week post um because um not only does he display the covers but he kind of he's he's very he, he he's very clear about what he likes about them and 
um it, it's it's a really it's a really interesting read actually i recommend that you that you read it he picked this cover as cover of the week now he he made the point of saying that jenny frisson's covers uh have been sort of blowing him away and they have been um they they are excellent covers and there's there's a fantastic variant cover for this this issue as well that said a i don't think it's as good as last time's variant cover and b the david yardin cover is that how you spell it? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yardin? Yardin? I don't know. Anyway, the David Yardin cover uh, is freaking great. Uh, the reason it is great is because... Well, for, 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 for a number of reasons. First of all, uh, his his art is just fantastic. Um, it, it's, it's really, really good. Um, the character expressions are great. Um, the... Uh, the 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 figure work the, the the kind of placing of of the uh of the characters on the page is is all fantastic so that that that's the first thing to say is as an artist he is tremendously good the the second thing to say is that he's drawn here a a a picture of of Diana and Artemis both uh, sort of tied to stakes with the, with their kind of arms above their heads um and obviously they're, they're kind of captured by Faruka, who is the, the queen of Barna Migdala, who we met last issue. And she's got a knife to Diana's throat with Artemis kind of in the background behind her. Behind Faruka are two guards and also Rustam, who's kind of got his arms crossed in front of his uh, chest and, and is kind of... Uh, looking kind of grim he's not looking at either Diana or Artemis which is a really interesting kind of thing he's almost like he's kind of lost in his own thoughts kind of thing um, and what what is great about this is is the perspective is kind of weird it, it's like Diana we're focusing on Diana but the the stakes are kind of uh, a kind of slightly curved um, and the perspective is almost as if we're kind of slightly above her and looking down on the scene. So it's a really odd perspective, but it does mean that you get not just the um, the platform with the stakes kind of kind of on them. Uh, sorry, the platform with the stakes on it, but you also get to see uh, the ordinary sort of Barna Migdali women kind of grouped around watching what's going on. So that that's really cool. The second thing is you get speech bubbles and you've got Faruka kind of snarling and, and staring up at Wonder Woman saying, as traitors to the only true Amazons, Wonder Woman and Artemis must die, which is which is which is a great cover. The problem, of course, is that this scene doesn't actually occur in the comic. Because of course it doesn't. Um, so you do get uh, you do get sort of Faruka uh, sort of uttering the opinion that Diana and Artemis should die, but they never get captured by it. So that's a shame. But it is a really nice cover. Uh, the Frisson cover is another one of Diana with uh, Rustam's swords. And she's uh, she's kind of staring directly at the reader with a kind of glowing fire in her eyes reflected from the swords. That's quite a nice image with pennants flying behind her. That's pretty good. Uh, anywho, we get straight into the action. Uh, if you remember at the end of last issue, 
uh, Rustam was advising Faruka uh, to attack uh, the Karaki army uh, in her quest to force Karak to allow her to form a Bana Migdali state, nation state, um, and allow uh, allow them to kind of settle in Karak. Uh, for fairly obvious reasons, the Karakis weren't very happy about that, and so they sent an army to kind of uh, to kind of deal with the Barna Migdali threat. Um, Artemis, for reasons that are never well, it's not that they're not properly explained. It's just that her motivation is is problematic uh, because um, she's come to uh, Barna Migdal with Atalanta, who's a Barna Migdali hero, and uh, she's somebody that uh, that Artemis really looks up to, and yet Faruka. Uh, shoots Atalanta and imprisons her and Artemis with some very, very muted protest, uh, nevertheless agrees to fight on Faruka's side alongside Rustam. And and there is a there's a major, major issues there, um, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a minute. But anyway, you get the obligatory fight between uh, Artemis and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is there, she's not taking sides. She is uh, trying to broker peace. She is, uh, and this is this is something that I like about Orlando's presentation of Wonder Woman. His his characterization of her is that he really pushes the uh, the peacemaker aspect of Wonder Woman. It's not that she, you know, she's not shy, retiring. She's not a uh, a shrinking violet kind of thing. But she is prepared to kick ass, and she is prepared to uh, to fight for what she believes in. But what she believes in is peace. What she believes in is bringing people together, not fighting them. And and that is what she's doing here. She's, she's making a stand uh, to try and get Artemis to see reason and stop this ridiculous kind of confrontation between... Uh, well, it is no, it's, it's a battle, a, a proper battle between uh, the Barna Migdali Amazons and the Karaki army. So we get some fighting. Uh, the artwork's pretty good here. Um, I will just say this: I, I think uh, Raoul Allen's artwork is great. Um, he's uh, he he stints a little bit on backgrounds, and, and I think there's 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 real issues here because this is meant to be. Uh, these first couple of pages are meant to be in the middle of a battle. Uh, Artemis is meant to have been uh, either fighting or about to fight. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Karaki soldiers. Rustam certainly has been fighting Karaki soldiers. The, there should be plenty of people around. There should be some kind of maybe wreckage or whatever. Uh, and you don't get anything. You get you get just sort of fairly blank kind of generic backgrounds. I think that is a major problem. The other thing... The other thing is that some of these uh, backgrounds are black, and that is a problem for reasons which I will get into in a moment. Wonder Woman is fighting Artemis, who fires her bow uh, at Wonder Woman. This, I, I presume, is the bow of Ra. I, 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 missed, I mean, I, I should have read some, <laughs> should have read some Red Hood and the Atlas. Um, I'm assuming that it's the Bow of Ra. I'm assuming that the Bow of Ra has essentially two settings. Uh, It can function as a normal bow, sort of firing kind of vaguely luminous magic-looking arrows at people, or or it can be used in its kind of super-weapon mode, which we saw being used against uh, 
the Aztec god at the end of issue 53. In any case, uh, she's firing arrows at Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman is, of course, blocking her with uh, blocking them with her uh, her bracelets. Um, they're kind of arguing with one another, and halfway through the argument, it, or towards the end, actually, of the argument, it turns out that Wonder Woman has uh, bound uh, Artemis's hands with her golden lasso, and it means that she. Uh, is able to kind of speak to her within uh, what Orlando calls the golden perfect, which is the lasso. And it's almost sort of presented like a... uh, uh, It's almost presented like a a separate sort of pocket dimension that, that, you know, that the... And I'm not, I'm not convinced that it is. I'm not convinced that it's meant to be. I think it's, it's, it's more a sort of visual representation of being compelled to tell the truth and having to focus completely on, on the person who's holding the lasso and is asking you the question. And I, I, I kind of like that up to a point, but it does present problems, which we will get to in a moment. Before we get though to the, to that moment of being inside the lasso, you get uh, Rustum sort of cutting through tanks and generally killing people he's not a nice chap Uh, he's got some terrible dialogue as well you fools allow your masters to pillage your bodies and minds but rejoice be it by death or liberation every prisoner will be free there's this weird kind of thing i i I don't know whether this was a thing that that rustum already had as part of his as part of his character background this thing about him being the champion of all prisoners which is this seems ridiculous really um you fools allow your masters to pillage your bodies and minds okay pillage minds is that the right word i don't think it is i don't think it is i think i think it's a it's a moment of orlando-esque not particularly appropriate dialogue Allows to pillage your bodies and minds. So it just means use, doesn't it? Use your bodies and minds. I don't let him have utilize. Utilize your bodies and minds. That's all right. Sounds suitably grand and is appropriate and accurate. But pillage? I don't know. I don't know. He 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 does this from time to time. He gets carried away. I I think he's I think he's one of those writers who. Uh, has particular words they really like they get excited about you know so so he wakes up one morning oh the word pillage yeah oh yes woke up with the word pillage on my in my brain I, I must use that today somewhere and they just do and they don't really care too much about whether it fits or not anyway uh Faruka Faruka goes and sees Atalanta Atalanta is still in her cell uh, which isn't gilded. <laughs> and I'm a little bit disappointed in that. Could could have done that for us. Come on. And then you could have turned around, Stevie boy, and you could have said, see, it wasn't a metaphor. It literally is a gilded cell. But no, it's just a normal iron cell. Um, and Faruka's kind of... Uh, she's kind of trash-talking a bit. Um do, do, do you hear that out there, Atalanta? I do, Faruka. It's called Conquest. Oh, dear. <laughs> Nobody talks sense in this comic. Nobody. Birth. That's, ah, oh, that's Faruka. It's not Conquest, it's Birth. 
You are a great leader, but we've evolved beyond your nomadic ways. Uh, and she gets a transmission from Rustum. Uh, Faruka, I've thinned the Karaki forces, and if Wonder Woman sways Artemis, I promise you I can cut them both down. And Faruka's quite happy about that. And she says, I do not take pleasure in pitting Amazon against Amazon, even if one is Themyscirin. But for Abana Migdal State, blood is an expected price. And Raoul Allen actually does quite a good job here of, uh, well, Raoul Allen and Patricia Martin do a good job here of, of kind of showing Faruka looking really quite demented, actually, at that point. It's, a, it's not a pleasant look, I'll be honest with you. Anyway, we're back to Artemis and Wonder Woman, and they're in a dark place. Yes, they're inside the lasso. Don't expect me to exp explain exactly what's going on here, because I don't really know. Okay, but we get this sense of um, them being together, um, and Artemis quite rightly says, "What? What? Where the hell am I?" Uh, and the, the, see, this is this is the kind of thing we could do without, right? We can do without this. Diana says, "Your soul, Artemis, you are in my lasso." Well, okay, what? Wh which one is it? Okay, uh, does being bound by the? See, I, 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 I'm probably overthinking this. I am. I'm overthinking this. But I like to think that at least I am thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? You're, so, where, where, where am I? You're, we're in your soul. You're in my lasso, right? So, what? Your, your lasso has has Artemis's soul in it. Is that is that what you're saying? Here, only the truth survives. Okay, fine. So they, they start talking. What's interesting is the uh, the art uh, shows. Artemis and Wonder Woman together, uh, but also you get sort of close-ups on the on, on uh, Artemis's eyes, and the background behind her isn't black uh, at that point. This is at the bottom of the page, so you, so there's a sense that yes, there is there is a disconnect. Uh, well, well, okay, this is this is how I am. This is how I'm interpreting it. There's a there there is a there is her mind is somewhere else and her body is outside although having uh, her body is her body is 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 still in our reality okay her mind is somewhere else her mind is in the, the lasso okay the problem with that of course is there's a battle raging around them and gosh i hope she doesn't get hit by a tank or something because that would be quite embarrassing and messy actually to be fair. Um, Wonder Woman is talking. She kind of gets Artemis to see that the Barna McDally warriors are being manipulated and Artemis recognises that. And then uh, she comes out of her... She comes out of the lasso and they kind of join forces now and and the problem the, the real problem is, i mean it's kind of on the one hand it's kind of nice and i like it but on the other hand um the the transitions are not done particularly well here that the panel progression isn't isn't terribly good so 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 you get this kind of sense of right we're going to join together and uh diana says there should be no war here take the perfect artemis and together we will make no war which is silly. It's a silly thing to say. There's no war is peace. So 
why why just not say we will make peace? Why 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 can she not say just you know we will we will let peace prevail or we is this something better than we will make no war? I don't know. Am, am I being overly picky here? It just feels. You see, this is what I'm talking about. You see, you see when when you get to 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 read somebody's work over and over again, and you get you get used to some of their quirks and 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 uh, foibles. That's a good word, foibles. You get used to their their their, their kind of their, their little things that they do, and. Um, Maybe, maybe this is fine. Actually, I, I don't know. Make no more. There should be no war here. Take the perfect Artemis, and together we will make no war. That just seems weird to me. Am I the only one? Please tell me I'm not the only one. I, I, I feel like I feel like my my ability to read is on trial here. That's 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 what that's what reading and reviewing Steve Orlando books does to you. You come away thinking. I, I don't know how to read anymore. <laughs> it's not good. It's like when, when, when I, I when I became a teacher, my spelling was amazing. <laughs> now it's crap. Because <laughs> I keep on being exposed to kids who can't spell. It's terrible. Anyway, right. So uh, what you get is you get a panel of them uh, sort of back-to-back, kind of facing presumably a bunch of enemies. The only problem is you can't see them. You don't know what's happening. Uh, there's a bunch of lines coming in, but we don't know what that they represent. Do they represent bullets? Do they represent arrows? Who knows? You hear some clang, bang, clank, kahing. So it's all kind of... It's all very kind of vague and um, not terribly clear. But you do then see the next panel is uh, a bunch of weapons being dropped on the floor. Why? Okay, can I just say, right, it's it's really difficult to stop people from fighting. Um, trust me, I've done it. I've done it. In my professional capacity, I've done it. You've got to be really careful. Um, and I just don't buy this. I, I don't buy that it's that easy. I understand that it's like a big symbolic moment. I get that. But I, I just don't buy it that it's that this easy. And, I, and, and, and it doesn't sell it to me. The, the, the comic book doesn't sell this moment to me. It, it, it assumes that I will take this on trust, and I'm not sure that I can. Anyway, Rustum comes for them. Well, you weren't expecting him just to stand by, were you? Uh, anyway, he's coming. He's coming at them with his plasma swords, and so Wonder Woman draws her sword. Artemis has just got her fists up because uh, Wonder Woman destroyed her axe earlier. This is kind of to be fair. Orlando raises some interesting kind of points here, uh, because Wonder Woman says you've manipulated enough innocent people, Rustum. Can I just say and killed them? <laughs> there are lots of dead bodies on the ground at this point. There have to be. Rustum has been has been loose for about at least five or ten minutes with his plasma swords, and he's been carving through tanks and clearly people. So manipulated is kind of, eh, you've manipulated enough innocent people. Um, I, I, I just want to, you know, there should be some, some kind of poor sort of Karaki soldier in the background with his guts hanging out going, and eh, no, I don't feel so good either, you know. Um, Rustum, and if I had a magic lariat to change their minds, that would be fine. I kind of like that line. Um, and of course, Diana says, no, no, it's, it's the truth that sways them. Not not me. 
Uh, Rustam's not having any of it. Uh, only a fool would believe that. If malice is all you can see, I'm sorry for you. Where power lies, there is only malice. You have no idea of what Karak did to my body, what Amanda Waller and your government did to my mind. Can I just say, neither do I. <laughs> because you haven't told us, Steve. You, you you think you have, and then this this is this is a problem. Oh, this is such a problem with Orlando, right? Um, he summarizes and gives you these like little potted kind of um, histories of characters, and then he assumes that because you have read those things, you understand everything that that character has gone through and everything that that character is feeling, and it's just not true. You have to work harder than that. You, you you have to give us an insight. I, I, you see, Rustam, Rustam being dead and being brought back to life is actually kind of interesting to me. I'd, I'd, I'd like to know a little bit more about that. So so when when he says here, uh, you have no idea of what Karak did to my body, what Amanda Waller and your government did to my mind, I, I'm not going to go, well, tell me. Tell me what's going on. Because because I'd, I'd quite like to know. I'd quite like to know how how the whole you know just saying okay it was like uh, what was it it was vitamin X two and uh, and the psycho redactor that's not that's not an explanation that's bullshit that that, that 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 that's just a that's just a bunch of meaningless words tell me what's happened to him it's early on in the review for this. I, I, I was I was saying to myself earlier, I, I'm not going to lose it much this review because because to be honest with you, I actually quite like this issue in some respects. You know, so um, I'm thinking to myself, I, I can be fairly calm. But actually, you know, this is annoying. This is really annoying. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's not just Orlando that does this. Lots of writers do this. They they, they they think they, they think they've explained something to you and they haven't. All they've done is they've thrown techno babble at you. They they they've they've thrown they've thrown the potted highlights at you. And there's no depth to that at all. And and, and you've got an opportunity. This guy has come back from the dead. He has uh, he somebody has attempted to to control his mind and program his mind to serve the Karaki military, and he has somehow shaken shaken that off, and you're not exploring that. Okay. Don't don't throw that at don't don't throw the whole you know you have no idea of what Karak did to my body what Amanda Waller and your government did to my mind as if we know, because we don't know. All right, there you go. I'll calm down then. Right, actually, no, I won't calm down because the next bad thing is going to happen, isn't it? Um, so Rustam goes, Karak will be only the first to fall. Uh, okay, so Rustam kind of... I, is Rustam bent on world domination? Probably. He wants to free prisoners everywhere. Well, there's prisoners in most countries, so okay. Uh, and then he kicks the sword out of Diana's uh, hand which uh, I don't really think he should be able to, but anyway, not to worry. You know, he he kind of makes this quip about Artemis and Diana both being unarmed, and um, Artemis, you know, materialises the Bow of Ra. And they're about to fire it. They do fire it, and... um, Rustam uses his plasma swords to not only destroy the arrow he kind of 
Um, he splits it into two. But he also destroys the Bow of Ra, and, and this is a problem. And, and it's a problem for me, and I don't even read Red Hood. Okay, so I, I do know from having listened to the podcast that Artemis uh, has spent a lot of time going through a certain amount of, of tribulation and trial and testing to earn the Bow of Ra, and now it's been destroyed by Rustam. By Rustam. I will say that again. The Bow of Ra has been destroyed by Rustam. Okay. Now, the Bow of Ra, my understanding is the Bow of Ra actually literally belongs to the god Ra, that it it, it is therefore a magical and presumably... Well, and I know it is a hugely powerful magical weapon. Rustam's plasma blades are plasma... So they they are they are powerful. I'm I'm absolutely sure that they are. But should they be able to to destroy the Bovar so easily? Should they? I don't know. I don't know. Artemis says no. Nothing could destroy it. It's and then <laughs> then uh, Rustam says butter to the size scimitar. There's something sort of crass about that. Isn't there really? I mean, I, I mean, I, I like I said, I am not a, I, I'm not a Red Hood and the Outlaws reader, but I, I can't imagine for one moment that if you are a, a Red Hood and the Outlaws reader, you are happy with this. I know that Anthony Jackson is certainly not happy. He posted a mini review of his own just below mine. It's worth checking out uh, on the website uh, in the comments section, and he made it pretty clear that he's not happy about that, and I can't say I blame him. Okay. So Wonder Woman flies into the attack. She defends Artemis. And it's actually, you know, to be fair, it's actually quite touching. I, I like, kind of like this. You know, she says, you will not touch her. And Rustam, uh, Rustam, they, they fight. Uh, and basically, exactly the same thing that happened to Artemis happens to Rustam. He's bound by the lasso this time around his, uh, around his legs. And he's inside the perfect and uh basically wonder woman saves the day by getting rustam to realize he's been a bit of a twit basically um do you want some dialogue let's have some dialogue the golden perfect shows me why you fight despite what you think i respect you mm. diana Sometimes there is such a thing as being too nice, Diana. I've sometimes wished for the clarity you have in my own mission. Yeah, he's a complete lunatic. You do know that, Diana. His clarity is the clarity of madness. You do understand that, don't you? Your mission, you protect the status quo. I protect people. I like that. I said this in the, in the, uh, in the review. That is a nice bit of dialogue. I really like that. Um, her her reply to him accusing her of protecting the status quo. I protect people. And then she says this, I would have protected you had you not chosen blood as a first resort. No, your kind will always stand in my way. Uh, okay, so we just we just get this back and forth. And then basically that's it. He he kind of he kind of sinks to his knees, he admits that, you know, He's been a terrible person. 
And that's it. It's it's all. Ha everybody's happy. Everything's fine. And um, Artemis comes for Faruka, and it looks to me like she's about to kill her. Uh, Diana, of course, kind of intervenes and sort of argues with her that that would be a bad thing to do, uh, which I guess it would. Um, and Artemis concedes that she is correct, and they end up with a situation where Diana basically says, look, you know, if you you can't just depose Faruka by, by the sword, it's got to be a kind of... I guess a, a democratic thing. I, I don't know whether you see. You don't vote for queens, do you? Generally, I mean that's that's like the whole point. But but presumably they have because because it they come to some arrangement whereby Faruka is still queen, but Atalanta is her chief advisor. Um. So okay. So everything's fine. Great. Everything's fine. That's that's I think the main takeaway from this. And so they they talk. Uh, Diana and and again the art's really good here. Um, you know you you get to see sort of Artemis and Diana standing atop the walls, looking down on the the throng around the Queen and her new advisor. And uh, Artemis is doing this whole thing of kind of like oh, I feel so alone now. I can't really be a part of this and blah blah blah. Uh, and Wonder Woman kind of goes, oh, you're being silly again. Uh, and she gives her a parting gift, and the parting gift she gives her is. Uh, Superwoman's Lasso of Submission. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. There you go. So you've... Is that a trade-up? Trade-down? I don't know. You lose the bow of Ra, but you get the Lasso of Submission instead. Uh, I don't know. Is that good? I, I don't know. Probably not. I, I'm, I'm thinking I'd rather have the bow of Ra myself. Uh... But 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 Orlando's going for the kind. It's a symbolic thing, isn't it? So basically, it it sort of what he's doing is he's kind of saying, oh yes, Artemis has become a little bit more like Wonder Woman, and she's on a path to redemption. Blah blah blah. Which again, if I was a fan of Red Hood and the Outlaws and a fan of the character of Artemis, I'd probably find quite offensive because I think, to be honest with you, and, and actually, if I was the uh, if I was Scott Lobdell, I would probably be a bit pissed off about that as well because I think. That kind of thing is is uh, is up to him as the main writer to kind of to kind of set out. I'm I'm assuming he's okay with it. I mean, I don't know. DC editorial seems completely completely useless. So I have I have no idea whether whether there's been any kind of conversation between Lobdell and Orlando about this. But anywho, uh, in terms of the in terms of the story, it's it's a uh, it's a reasonably kind of decent progression of the character. The the the, the problem is you you I'm talking about Artemis. The, the the problem is is that you have to, um, you have to buy into this thing where she worships Atalanta, but is more or less okay with her being imprisoned, sides with Rustam against the Karaki army and basically doesn't seem to think very much you know she 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 acts on impulse all the time and she needs what she needs diana to kind of come to uh the right conclusions about 
about Faruka and what have you, which 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 arguably diminishes the character somewhat. I I, I think that the the character that comes out best in this is definitely Diana. I think Diana. I mean, which is fair enough. It's her book. I think I think Diana is is great in this story. I I, I really do. I, I I genuinely think that. I I, I think um, whatever you say about Orlando, um, and you can say a lot. I, I, I think his understanding of the character of Wonder Woman and the kind of Wonder Woman he wants to to to, to portray, I, I don't have a problem with. I I, I I really don't. Anyway, we we have a uh, a last page. No, we don't. We have a last double page. Sorry, uh, of the two together with the different lassos kind of twirling around them, looking wonderfully great and dynamic. And feminine, and then you've got a tie-in to next month's uh, to next month's uh, the Witching Hour, and there's a nice little kind of. I'm not really going to talk about that too much, to be honest with you. It it, it it's a nice it it. I kind of say it, it, it's a really nicely laid out page. Actually, is what it is, and uh, it's got a, a suitably kind of weird and disturbing. Uh, image at the bottom uh, I can't wait for the witching hour but I don't think I'm going to be reviewing it so that's great uh, that's me done I guess for, for Wonder Woman uh, it's been a lot of fun though I've enjoyed it um, as I said before 6 out of 10 I think I, I really want to give it a little bit higher but but the way the the rough treatment that Orlando gives Artemis here, and, and, I, and I think it is. I, I, I think you know the the destruction of the Bow of Ra, the the the, the continual kind of subservience to I, not uh, subservience is probably the wrong word, but no subordination is a better word. The subordination of her to Diana. Uh, there's attempts to make them appear as equals. Uh, but sort of opposites. But I think it's one of those things that is kind of just a little bit overplayed in this in this issue, um, where you've got this kind of Diana's all sort of reason. Uh, Diana's, I, I'm like I said, I like that. I like Diana in this, but but there is a kind of an element of, of she's just uh, maybe just a little bit too perfect. But Artemis, I, I think, comes off nowhere near as well as as she should. I think Atalanta's role. Uh, I think Orlando clearly didn't really know what to do with her she 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 acts as a as an example to artemis of of how to uh how to take into account the will of the barna migdali people uh the problem with with that of course is that is it that sort of monarchies are not generally democratic so not really sure how that how that works i i, I think he mentioned something in the first issue that the Barna Migdali kind of choose their queens. So there is presumably is some kind of democratic process or something. I don't know, but anyway, um, it, it's all a bit vague. The, the 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 disappointing thing for me is apart from the Artemis thing, is just the fact that once you once you get to uh, the confrontation between first Diana and Artemis and then Diana, Artemis, and Rustam everything else kind of fades away so the the, the barney mcdali warriors might as well not exist in this issue uh ditto the karaki warriors so i mean i mean there's no indication of uh what the karaki government feel about things about what karaki generals 
wanted to achieve on the battlefield or any, or any of that. It, it, it's all very kind of uh, narrowly focused and a little bit like the art, actually. The, 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 the detail uh, on the main characters is, is kind of great. Uh, but what's going on in the background is is much less so, and I, and I and I think you know the the story suffers a little bit because of that. Anyway, six out of ten. Um, Orlando's dialogue, I, I've had a bit of a go at it, but to be absolutely honest with you, there's not that much here that that strikes me as being as being terrible. It, it, it's certainly not up to sort of or down to uh, the unexpected standards. I mean, I mean, it, it's it's. I, I think he's he's put a lot of effort in to to making the the dialogue kind of work, and I think generally it it does. Um, there is a, as I said, there's a little bit of um, using dialogue a little bit sort of inappropriately, and and everybody does talk in this kind of pseudo grand kind of style, but given the book that it is, I I, I kind of don't mind that so much. Anyway, six out of ten. Um, thank you for listening. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, I hope you have a good week. Uh, I've had a. I'll be absolutely honest with you. I, I, my week has been insane. It, it feels like it's lasted forever. It's it's just been ridiculous this week. Uh, thankfully, the weekend is upon us. I'm recording this on Friday night, so hooray for that. Um, I hope you have a fantastic week next week. Um, I hope you're well. Um, I hope that your comics are great and exciting and interesting. And uh, I'm going to hand you back to Jim and Eric, uh, who I'm sure are doing yet another fantastic job on this amazing podcast. If you haven't done so already, check out the Patreon. It's just, there's just so many good, good episodes and so many good good different podcasts on there just worth checking out uh if you want to follow me you can do at door jeremy on twitter at www.jdunsani.wordpress.com um i'm trying to update the website a little bit more regularly I'm, i'm behind actually i need to catch up on just reposting uh the stuff that i've done for weird science uh on their website uh, and doing it and putting it up on on the blog which which i will do soon hopefully get get some more up so uh keep your eye out for that and i will try and put some original content up there as well i've I, I, taken a, a bit of a leaf out of reggie's book actually and i started putting some cover posts up there because i, I just do like art i i, I like cover art uh, it, there's some nice stuff out there so uh I'm, I'm working my way through through the decades with uh, some 80s stuff at the moment so that's always worth checking out anyway thank you very much i've waffled on long enough you take care uh have a great week bye bye yo it's mail call it is the best podcast of no shame, you're such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First, I'll hear mail with Jim, now, mail with Jim. Jim. 
right, we're back with the mail, mail section number two. We're going to start with Adam, and Adam Ooh. is a Philadelphia sports guy, Eric. He Truth. hates the fact that I love the Penguins. <laughs> uh, Adam says, dog. sup, dogs? Yeah, Sidney Crosby doesn't hate it, Eric. He loves it. He he loves it so he much. He hates you. Hope all is well. I, I heard the other day because I listened to 97.5, the, one of the sports stations in town here. And uh, I end up listening the other day and they always have this idea of, and this happens not just with the Eagles or the, you know, even Philadelphia fans. It happens everywhere where you have a team or players that you're, you're, city hates and you always have this idea like some guys like uh, recently uh you could have like hey what would you do if Sidney crosby was traded to the penguin or traded to the flyers and these flyer fans are calling in i wouldn't even look i've never watched the flyers again i'm like are you kidding Are, are you kidding me Really, that that's what you think. Uh, you can hate him all you want, but yeah, you, you would like it when he gets it. Some people, maybe Adam's like, I wouldn't want that motherfucker on my That cry <laughs> baby. Cindy Crosby. Cindy. That's what he'd say. Hope all is well. I have a miter of random topics to bring up in this email. First, Doomsday Clock, JLD and JLO were amazing this week, Eric. Amazing. Uh, I'll two say three, two of the bet. three. Uh, yeah. Who are you, Meatloaf? Right. You know, you know what the else? I look, I you know what else is amazing, Eric? These nuts. I got you. See, it took me on. <laughs> the other day I said that. Race like nobody said that in 10 years. <laughs> also, we saw a commercial today on the NFL Network that they ended up where the big thing was a guy dabbing at the end. I said, is that still a thing? Dabbing? No. They're going to whip a nay-nay next turn? I had such a fun time reading them. I also read Heroes in Crisis, and it was something. The art was phenomenal. Sure was. But I agree with you that guys always criticize about Tom King's writing style. He only cares about those shocking moments and selfishly manipulates his characters, personalities, and voices to fit his story. Is it one of those things that eventually I'm going to be able to sit back and this will be my Burnside, my Batgirl of Burnside? I thought you just had one you said about Justice League. I did. No, I'm saying with Tom King, maybe his Batman run especially might be one that I can grip on And why would it just be you? Why can't it be ours? Because I gave it up during the jokes and riddles to you then – because of all this nonsense. So it's me. Uh-huh. I started and I, it. And I continued because no, I, I didn't care about getting you hate. Told and I gave me, the low You views. told me that the Jokes and Riddles was the best story arc you have read since the one and, before and if, that if, if you I, told if me. If I remember correctly, you gave it to me because you were tired of people giving you hate. No, I like, said, I it, no, remember though, it was that I hated that first issue of Jokes yeah. and Riddles. And I just said, I can't take it anymore. I hate this so much and thought you liked it I'm more. I'm so afraid of people yeah. yelling at me no, online. I better give it to Eric O'Shea. That was how I got it back. From you, people are calling you miserable and say, Eric Shea, that guy sings a tune and that's the only tune he sings. Misery. I listened to an interview with Tom King the other day and he described how the idea for this event started. He said Dan DiDio walked up to him one day and told him to create an event where these certain characters die and these ones live. Everything else would be up to King. King then went on to brag in an interview that he could do whatever he wanted in the story because he could simply blame the publisher. I can't stand both of them. And that's what I said. Everybody's giving the shit to Dan DiDio. You still have to be the writer who's doing it. And like we said, and we said this uh, at work, a lot of people throw shade at all different types of writers, but there was a point. What were they going to call Metal Eric? Are you there? They, they were going to. <laughs> Are you there? I, I tell you, I, I just was about to take a drink. Or they? No. I muted my mic. I couldn't push the button to turn it back what on. What were they going to call it? 
They were going to call it Dark Crisis. They were going to call call Metal Dark Crisis. Scott Snyder stepped up and said, no, this is not a crisis. This is not a story that should be considered a crisis. Crisis should be something important, something bigger. And he didn't metal want it to is be more of a crisis. Dark. He wanted to yeah. be a hopeful yeah, he was, story. And that was the thing they called it dark, you know, metal, and that he didn't dark want dark nice metal. Yeah. yeah, he didn't want that dark. And I give him kudos because, yes, Heroes in Crisis is more along the idea of identity crisis, but people aren't going with that fully. They're like, oh, a crisis is important, and it really doesn't seem it. And right there, you just see why. If you're a writer, you're going to do this where, okay, you have to kill this guy, this guy, and this guy and go. What really gets me and what I really get upset about is he pushed it as a personal story to deal with PTSD, the horrors of war pretty much, and mental health of people because these superheroes do see some pretty bad things. And I remember the way I said right away, I hope that he sticks with that. Once he came out, and this was specific, he came out and said, you know what? I went to a bunch of real crisis centers, and then I thought, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I want to tell a story of my own. And I'm like, really? You went to talk to veterans and people who worked at crisis centers and then just brushed it off and said, eh, I'm just going to write my own story because I guarantee you what he was seeing did not fit what his story was going to be. So he can't do that anymore, and all he can do is force shit to be what he wants at the end. And yes, you can say that's what a writer does, but things like, like you have Adam right here say, he ends up making characters not right. You had Booster Gold, who has an idea for the story of the gift that involves Booster Gold, and it doesn't make sense for Booster Gold. Not at all. Doesn't make sense in but the he still story does he's it. telling. He still does it. He doesn't he's think of a, a better writer. way. He doesn't get a different character. He ends up because he needs Booster to kind of be stranded places. So all of a sudden, Skeets is a goddamn time machine in this Heroes in Crisis, which we kind of hinted at before, you know, while we already talked about it. But when we when we did, the idea that Booster has a force shield but doesn't work for knives when it doesn't want to. Well, even even if you go back and look at the gift, the first time he got shot at, yeah, the Tom King didn't have him have a force field. Later on in the story, when it seemed like he like somebody gave him shit and he was able to like you know correct his mistake, yeah. he gave him a force field. Yeah, but and it's because the first time he, he needed it. to get shot, so yeah. it wasn't there. You have Booster who knows the he knows the concept of time travel. He knows the consequences of changing some things and what, and he ends up going back to do a story where he's changing it for a gift, and that is flawed from the beginning because the gift that he changed, the guy who ends up being Bruce there doesn't know what happened. There was no Batman, and Batman no. wouldn't see what happened anyway. And for some reason, Dick Grayson was Batman. Yeah, and, and, and also, either. just imagine that. Those, you want to hear wow moments? Dick Grayson is Batman. Uh, Jason Todd selling I tires. I it made sense, so I don't know what's so Tim great Drake about Tim Drake typing at a, at a, you know, doing computer desk, work, yeah. and nothing happened from it. Nothing. Speaking of the deal, also, while this is going on, pretty sure that he knew that that wedding by them wasn't coming anyway. So all that stuff was just nonsense. Speaking of the deal, I also heard a story that he tried to kill Nightwing during Infinite Crisis. He's tried sure to kill did. him all, all in all. Key uh, wrong turn. I like the killing. I don't have that. So you get, you get this. <laughs> you get a little take there because that's what you get. I, I don't think that's a very <laughs> that's good. kind of wrong term. What, what is wrong with this guy? I don't have the full soundboard right now. I think he should be on some kind of I like the killing, uh, some kind of watch list. Both Tom King and Dan DiDio are ruining the most important books in DC, and they don't care how others see it. Now, here's the other thing. 
I, I, I yell and scream about it, so I'm not going to go fully in. But you can blame Dan DiDio. But when you have a guy like a Tom King, Tom King, why he's getting all these things and doing these things for Dan DiDio, because obviously he thinks the same way. He also has the same way. Dan DiDio said at points, uh, you know, you can't have a crisis without killing a flesh. He, uh, that's the big thing people throw around. But I've also heard him say that having, uh, you know, superheroes have a great day. That's not good storytelling. You always have to have tragedy, 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 pain, suffering. Yeah, that's usually and always says most of the superheroes. That's how they got their origins. That's true. But they're working to, to get that better. You know, you, you need some hope. And this rebirth obviously God, has nothing to hope. do. Dan DiDio hated the idea. He has made this into the New 52, but worse. Because me and you like the New 52 because of variety. That was one yeah. of the things. We have a New 52 podcast because we love that the New 52. they were doing something different. Yes, it was yeah. weird that Batman and Green Lanterns had to keep their own company yeah, that they had because they had established because of that. so yeah. many loved characters at that point. But, you know, okay, we can go. We can start fresh. We can do new things yep. with these characters we haven't seen before. It was an exciting time to be a fan. And once you got past the fact that, oh, my God, I've been reading for all these years and none of it matters. Yeah, yeah. And, and a guy like me, that, I got past be that fun. because I wasn't reading that, all that yeah. other stuff. So I jump in and if, say, I thought and, – and really you go and everybody, dark New 52. Oh, the New 52 was so dark. It was so dark. really wasn't. there. It just – it had a different tone to it. And yes, we hear now, even Gail Simone, the last couple of days has talked about her Firestorm book with Ethan Van Skyver, that they had all these ideas, but the editors and the head, you know, probably Didio, has to be darker, has to was. be darker. So, but you still had this variety. Now we're stuck with darker stories, just as, or if not more, I don't remember as many suicides and murders as we're getting now than in the New 52, but also the idea that you just have no place to go if you don't like them yes i could go to adventures of super sons that to me is a book that is based on some fun and some hope and stuff like that but every other book either is treading water or it's just dismal and it's just it, it gets very depressing uh but he says both tom king and dendity are ruining the most important books in dc and they don't care how others see it i think they both have enough fanboys who tell them they are doing a good job that they refuse to hear the majority of fans who criticize their work i also think that they think that any sort of attention is good attention if me you eric get mad and start screaming and yelling they don't care because we're talking about their product and batman the big book that we talk about here is still their best-selling book so they're just like and eh, all these people can talk but this is what people want and you know we talked about it being a sports team not buying tickets things like that that's the only way that things get changed anyway moving on to more positive things i signed up for the dc universe app and i've been enjoying it so far i'm new to nice. comics and there is a plethora of comics on there to read says you <laughs> i said on the patreon thing that me and brandon did it, there's a sparse offering i read identity crisis last week and loved it and i liked it too that too. seems like the more appropriate way heroes in crisis should be written i am currently I was reading some stuff Jones. up on my desk the other day and i came across the uh, actually it was yesterday and i came across the trade i'm like oh dear friend it's funny Maybe too to because we like that and a lot of people look at that like all of a sudden now that and the killing joke are the worst things ever and we like those but it's yeah. it's not exactly i don't need part two is what no. Heroes in Crisis seems. I, I read Identity Crisis. I loved it, but that's that's then. I need something new. And with this whole idea, and, and I know that people said, and we said, oh, the promise of Rebirth's gone or whatever. It's not that people are like, oh, get over it, whatever. It's like, it's a promise that just never seemed to be real. It's not that, oh, they tried something and it didn't work. It's to me like they said that and laughed in our face. 
I'm currently reading the Jeff Johns JSA run, which is enjoyable. People love that. It is. You like that as well. As for sure football, do. the birds look solid this year. Eric Carson's return last week gave us a boost, but you could tell he needs a couple weeks to adjust. That is true. I, I and actually, did, did, did you see the OT? Yeah, score? I see. They lost. They <laughs> lost to the Titans. I, we were just doing this, and they just lost uh, because we had to get this done. That's how much yeah. this thing kills me. But uh, yeah, they lost. But uh, Al, yeah. our Carson looks. Uh, he still looks like he doesn't have his full step back. He, he's getting caught from behind at points when he wasn't. And, and I don't know. They got to they got to shore some things up. Uh, but his last week, it was Boos Alshon Jeffrey and Jay Ajayi are expected back this week to improve the offense. We should be able to grab that W against Dancing Mike's Titans in Tennessee Sunday. And that is a misnomer. Dancing Mike no. is from Tennessee. He is a Steelers, Steelers fan and said the to him, the Titans are still the Houston. They're still in Houston. He doesn't care. He doesn't want any Houston team in his neck of the woods. He still probably calls them the Oilers. Eric, he doesn't want that. Last thing, Gritty is fucking hilarious. Gritty. Uh, I'm going to tell Goddamn Adam, go monster. online and look up and look what Justin Jordan looks like. He's gritty. I'm, I'm not sure who greenlit this thing to be the Flyers mascot, but they seem to know how to get everyone's attention. Now, you're saying this, Adam, and this is what I was talking about, D.C. Gritty caused a massive sensation because everybody hated it. But people started talking about it. I hope he well, wrecks the, the shit out too, of everyone. He said, "I'm telling you, I, I read a story where you know the NHL was forcing the Flyers to have a mascot so they can do like you know merchandise and stuff like that. Yeah, and because they were forced, they picked the most horrible abomination they possibly could for their mm, mascot. They don't still have Peter Puck. I remember watching the Flyers as a kid with my uncle, and they had Peter Puck segments. So come on, it was just a talking Peter clock. Puck. Peter Puck. I hope he wrecks the shit out of everyone at the rink and on social media <laughs> like he has already started. Ah, uh, Gritty. Remember the other day? I'm like, oh, that grimy. That's all right. I was <laughs> grimy. calling him Critter. Yeah, Critter. Grimy and Gritty. <laughs> now, I would think that one of those, like, it's almost like you're saying the Flyers went about the same route of the of Marvel not having a Fantastic Four book. Like, you, you're yeah. killing yourself because you want to prove a point. But calling them gritty, though the Flyers are known as a gritty team. So I could see that. I could see gritty well, he going. He like a bully. Yeah, the, well, like the, uh, the friggin' mascot. Oh, it would have been funny. Just some vaping asshole with like a wife beaner. Yo! For he some just reason, talked, I picture Popeye for whatever pal, reason. Not on my watch! That's their new thing. I would tell you right now. He's got, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mascot with his sleeves rolled up, a pack of smokes in there for some smokes. reason. Friggin' ready for hey. a fight at all times. The fuck's your problem? Actually, I'm. What you looking at, bro? That's all that happens. You're not even looking his way. Maybe wearing a beanie that's, too. That's bully. Yeah. Fucking vaping. Like a, a real manly flavor, uh, like cotton candy. You're about to get wrecked, buddy. Bully still smokes. He's, uh, he's a bully. bully. He's not a douchebag. Oh, bully. No, he's still <laughs> a douchebag. I imagine uh. that. I, I look at Gritty. It looks just like Justin Jordan. But I imagine that Gritty would be 100% if he saw a guy with cerebral palsy and he went into the corner for a puck, Gritty's going and giving him the business. Gritty's not holding back. Gritty is giving him an elbow to that goddamn, I don't like Gritty anymore. goddamn face is what he's going to give He's a monster. Him. Yeah, now he's a bully, isn't he? Anyway, Turns fella, out he's a monster on the outside and the inside is. now. Ah, uh, Gritty. They, they just end up just calling him piece of shit. Hey, POS. That's the best I'm telling you. My favorite thing about Gritty was saying that's like, you know, Gritty, what Sesame Street would look like if it was in Kensington. Yeah. Yeah, Gritty. <laughs> you ever, how, when was the last time you were in Kensington? There's some trouble. for a then. long time. Just, as long, I'm telling you. Gritty, There's a reason for that. Gritty might be in Kensington. Not even Gritty goes to freaking Chester. <laughs> Nobody's going there, Eric. Not even Gritty. 
Maybe if he was grimy, though. Anyway, fellas, just wanted to bring up some discussion topics. I hope it wasn't too long. Please keep doing what you're doing because you easily brighten my day. Love you both. Stay golden and laters on the MJ. And that is Adam, and thank you. And I love you as well. And I said, every time Adam uh, mails or or mentions something, it does make my week, just like everybody else. I love hearing from people, and I love when they throw shade at Eric Shea. Though I I think he he still, I just love that when he, yeah, you know, I never thought a guy would, uh, you know, I'd listen to a guy who likes the Penguins. It's it's one of those things, too, because I have a problem now where Rafe is now turned into a full-out Browns fan in a very specific way that resembles me becoming a penguins fan at his age so i i, I don't want him to be no just that you end up getting sick and tired of people yelling about things so you pick a team that you think isn't going to win so that nobody bothers you and then all of a sudden the they get good what kind of thing is that that's what happens the penguins were terrible and then all of a sudden they got a guy by the name of mario lemieux eric and things change in, in, in my mind it was you know you were a flyers fan then the penguins no, started winning i was then never a flyers a fan, fan. I, and I played hockey all my life and I did not like, especially the Broad Street Bullies, I don't like that style of play. I like a skillful hockey oh. myself. And uh, I just didn't like that thug mentality of everybody. And then when you'd play hockey, like anytime around the cerebral palsy, I'm, I'm not you, watching that. When, when you have, yeah, that's skill. When you have a team, though, any team around this area, any, as you're growing up and you're on peewee hockey, you're doing all these things, even street hockey. There has to be this idea where if you saw a snapshot of any other place around the country, around the world, just pick up games, there would be brawls constantly here because that was just the hockey that we saw. So you thought that hockey meant that by the middle of the game, you had to have at least three bench clearing brawls just so people could beat the shit out of each other. I wanted to hone my skills is what I wanted to do. Listen, that's the thing. I'll get in the fights, too, but really. I like the the dual deal. I like somebody who can trash talk, lay lay a check and score three goals and have five assists. There you go, Eric. There you go. uh, That is not the Gordie Howe hat trick. That is the cool guy hat trick. Brandon's next. I don't know where I'm going with this. (laughs) What's up, fellas? I was going to say the Jim Werner hat trick, but I didn't want to sound like a pretentious prick. What's up, fellas? First things first, I think Jim's boys over at Big Bang Comics have slipped something into the paper of Dear Andrew's books. Is Big Bang Comics the guys who hate us, or is that another one? Yes. They have him thinking they, they blocked our ass. What the hell? Stupid jerks. They have him thinking unreasonably as of late. Either that or their Star Wars nonsense finally broke the man. There is no other explanation for his simultaneously liking both Tom King's Batman and Nick Spencer's Spider-Man work lately. If the man chimes in now with an email this week stating that Heroes in Crisis is class work or something fancy along those ideas, that's Brandon, you know, getting his inner Brit out there, you know, inner (laughs) UK class work. Uh, Maybe he thinks it's pants. We all need to reach out and send them into sanctuary type place immediately. Isn't Andrew, if you're bad? listening, what's that? He he thinks it's is, pants. It stinks. Andrew, uh, if you're listening, pants bad. Yeah, it is. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I think maybe he thinks sure. it's pants. Just making sure. That's a Luke Hollywood term. Andrew, if you're listening, put the cucumber sandwich down slowly and walk away, my friend. If Eric wanted to start a old fashioned game name feud, he should come with fire. And instead of going with lame brandy game the tried and true furry murray which used to cut deep when i had a mexican mustache (laughs) and nobody had to teach me how to shave it off in the seventh grade daddy anyway uh, would you go with furry murray would, would you no, do that? I would never go with that. The thing is, I didn't think I was really trying to go with the name yeah, blame game so. or whatever it is. 
Uh, I, I thought so. I'd probably go with like such things as uh, ass wipe. Is is that good? Is that clever? Is this on? Does this rhyme? I, for, furry Murray, I'm telling you, in order for me to come up with Furry Murray, there's a lot of backstory I need to know oh, in for, order for this just, to pop no, out. Just anything that it's like when people, I'm not going to say it because it's hate speech, what they would say to you. You just get something that rhymes. With me, you I'll tell you. I mean, face. my name's Werner. They're, they're going to go wiener immediately. No, they go on Pizza Face. Well, that that was because they saw me and knew how to cut deep. And they, they say that, and the next thing, they kind of looks like Pizza Face because their whole face is covered in blood that looks like marinara sauce. There. Oh, God. There I go. Yeah. Extra knuckles. Anyway, if you're doing this, <laughs> like uh, we're pizza. doing this, and Eric should henceforth be known as Erica. Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast with Mae West, Erica, and Brandy. How did I get in with this? That'll Quite get all damn, the man. clicks. I'll be uh, Jimmy Jam. Actually, I told you, my dad. They thought I was going to be a girl, and they were going to call me Sally. Books. Sally. Heroes in Crisis. What the heck was that? That was not bad butt at all. Bad butter. Justice League Dark. Holy butt! Did this issue grab you by the stones? I, I like to. Anytime he does these words that he doesn't use bad words, they're capital. I don't know James Tintinian had that in him after just reviewing six issues of The Immortal Men. I think that that you know New Age of stuff was just forced on people about? that didn't even this have is stories. exactly the same. They're both great. How dare you? I was just on this podcast grandstanding last week about tie-ins and how they're bull poo, but Mr. Tynan almost has <laughs> me changing my mind. Then I see DC tries to hook me in with weekly miniseries, then starts it at four ninety nine. I decided I'd rather read review copies. Damn you, boogeyman Dan DeDeal. Either way, I thought this was a hell of an issue, but if Detective Chimp stayed a pile of goo, let's just say that's, that's some monkey business I wouldn't stand for, Eric. Monkey business. He's going to go ape. He's going to get bananas. Especially during a week Heroes in Crisis came out. Detective, well, this issue uh, kind of had me glad James Robinson's only on for a short period of time. Although I have to I say, like I do it. love the art, and DC needs to keep using whatever paper I keep getting in this book for all the comics. Other than that, I'll see People this talk about that throw. paper all the time. I haven't held an actual that. new comic in a long time. Yeah, you, you freaking freeloader. But I'm just biding my time. You're, you're part you? of the review community. How about you, Hoping Jeff? to get at least, I have some. I got Heroes in Crisis this week. It's right there. It's right on my desk there. Oh, yeah? Buddy boy. Yeah, well, I didn't buy it. Sent they sent it to me. doesn't matter. <laughs> I still have it. And I'm paying for it in, uh, I don't know, in, in my soul. Hoping <laughs> to get at least, I have the uh, Heroes in Crisis pin right here. Listen. I just dropped you it. You can send merchandise too, huh? Yeah. I, I actually lost it at one point and then found it again. I'm like, oh, there it is, the UNICEF pin. That's what it looks like. And I'm not very impressed with that either. I'm going to wear it around. But I'm just, should I come in with it tomorrow wearing it? Ethan I, I today, wear a pin on my shirts. Ethan has, has, gets these pins from Loot Crate. So he has them on his jean jacket. He has a jean jacket with a bunch of pins on it. I said, well, what the heck? Where are you from? What, what time frame? And so he says, uh, oh, man, everybody at school likes it. Everybody wants to try it. I'm like, I don't believe this. I don't believe no. anything you're saying. Then after we got done recording a bit earlier today, uh, we get a call. Ethan needs a social security number because he sliced his hand at work. And I don't know what's going on. I think a Nigerian prince got hold of him or something and he needs a social security number. <laughs> We're playing that game. If you're associated with one of those where you, you give him the social security number and if the, if the numbers match up or something, you win. In. But I'm just by, and what you win is a lifetime of, of no, pain no, no, and look, agony. Let's get, to, let's get to the real question of Ethan's work, though. Are there any new toys in? No, he's not in that. He's uh, now, he stocks like the coffee section. I, I so don't care where know. he's at. He can just walk over and He's going to walk you. over there. He's not yeah. walking over there. What do, you, what do you think he is? He's not a, a, a man. A man child. with legs? 
No, he's not a man child. He's not going to walk. What is he going to freaking walk over? So then I say, oh, yeah, he said there were. Now what? Because this is going to be a string of questions and, and texts. Next thing I know, he's going to have to start sending pictures. I don't need that you know, nonsense. That's not a bad idea either. Start yeah, sending pictures. This is what I'm saying. You, you would end up with, if I said, oh, yeah, he said there's a bunch of toys. You would say, well, which ones? Oh, I don't know. Well, ask him if this is there. Then I text, is that there? He won't know what that yeah, is. You're so right, then he'll you're have right. to go let's back. Buy, you're right. Let's just bypass all this. Have no, what you should do is just go get a job at Walmart. Go get a job right, at Walmart. Fine, I will. You can stock it up. You off. can have my but job. I'm just buying, no, I'm going to work at Walmart too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go there. But I'm just biding my time hoping to get at least a half decent Batman story before Tomasi takes over. And with Two Face showing up at the end, I still have hope that it happens. Doomsday Clock. Well, this book got me excited to read the next issue for once. And also, it finally too. feels like the type of event it was built for as at the beginning. I'll ride this out as well now that I'm that far in. And it finally feels like we're heading somewhere I'd enjoy. Batman Damned Update. After not totally enjoying the first issue, I popped that sucker up on eBay after seeing the Batwang was such a big deal. And then People three days later, Wang. left at the time of writing this issue, is currently going for $50 plus shipping. If I can end nice. by getting all these issues at my store for cover pricing and flip them for 100 times the price I paid, sign me up for every single one that comes out ever, regardless of quality. Overall, the size of the book just makes them a little too cumbersome. I told you that. I said the actual size of the book, and he's not talking page count. He's talking the dimensions of it. It's not very good to collect. It's not very good to collect. Uh, He says it's too cumbersome to collect and store somewhere for me. So I'm curious. and want to see what the size of the trade will be. Oh, you're right. I'm I'm thinking about what you're saying. I'm like, is that magazine size, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's bigger. I told you. It's really weird. Like those ElfQuest I I just got, those original ElfQuest that are the bigger size. Yeah, that's what it's like. I I have it. And it's really good quality. Like the uh, the cover and the page uh, paper, really good. But I have it. I see it over on my desk. I'm sitting there. Everybody's he's selling it for all this money. And I realized that I had a coffee and a uh, a cup of soda on well, every it. Every comic that, that you touch it. gets destroyed instantly. Right now, these Heroes in Crisis, I'm moving one, two, three cups. Clean your room. And some trash. Some trash, Eric. Trash. Uh, where am I? Quick bucket. I'll probably be Trash. digital only title for me because I don't know what to do with them otherwise. Oh, last thing I could like, I would like to apologize to double a run for the embarrassment. He suffered at the hands of the best crew and the Buffalo bills last week. It was a really <laughs> weird game. Bills got crushed today. And for the record, Anthony Barr should retire from the sport of American football after Josh Allen rested his nuts ever so gently on the crown of his helmet last week while leaping over the I man, effectively making him his bitch forever. I'd fellas. That's Brandon. And that is you, it. Brady. That is it for the mail. Thank furry you, Erica. Murray. Thank you, Furry Murray. Murray Murray. How about that? Would that be good? No. Murray Murray. How about this? Gurry Murray. Would that be good? What, why is What's he brand, angry uh, all the time? He's brand, always Brand don't. How about that? Is that a good one? Hey, Brand no. don't. His name isn't Brandu. Oh, it isn't. I thought he was the great Brandu. How about if I called him that? Hey, great Brandu. How about that? Would you oh, like okay that? With it. Yeah. How about this? Hey, Jimmy Jamag. You like that? Hey, jerk off. You that's can't give I away say. your nicknames like that. No, that's just things that I, I go with. That's what my kids call me. That's what basically they say. Nice house. Uh, you're lucky you're not here. I dab on your ass right now. I'd show you. I'd show you how kids don't do know it. What nowadays. that means? You know what a dab is, right? When you put well, your how hand are you down. dab on my ass. Yeah, because your ass is going to be out because you, you can never keep those pants on. You're always taking them off. And then it I dab right on your ass. Dab on your ass. And then I'm doing the whipping nay nay and the, the thing. I'm doing the Dougie. I'm doing all the things. Doing I'm doing the all Dougie, the things. I'm doing all the things. I get the cabbage patch. I'm doing well, I'm the, the Dougie. 
I'm doing the, the running man. I'm doing the I'm doing the Bart. You like doing that? The, the Urkel. Man? Yeah, I'm doing the Urkel. I got it all going on. There you go. The car. Uh, what's it called? The car. Dance. Doing it all. Oh, yes. Well, we are done with the, the mail. Just do you, baby. And now I believe now you. we're going right into, and with not much ado, going right into Heroes in Crisis. Heroes in Crisis, number one, written by Tom King, art by Clay Mann and Tomu Mori. Tired, worn out, feeling the fatigue after saving reality from successive interdimensional collapses? Then you need Sanctuary, the DC Universe's home away from home for beleaguered superheroes. Our remote climate controlled facilities are attended by the friendliest robots that will help you get back on your feet, ready to reconnect with and serve humanity. We take most major forms of insurance and we can provide financial help where available. Sanctuary for the superhero that's sick of saving the world, not responsible for death or injury caused by mass murdering inpatients. Ah, yes. Yeah, here we are. This is the big book. This is the big book, obviously, for a while. Uh, oh, poor James Day well, Clock. And it's hardly, yeah, well, that's the problem is the delays have caused issues with that. So you can't really count on that. But by the time that ends, I would think that you will go back and say that. But this is a uh, very uh, big thing. Twitter has lost its mind if, if it was a person, <laughs> which I think it is. Uh, yeah. And there are battle lines already being drawn. And, you know, we'll get into all that probably by the end or in the middle of this. But it is a big issue, whether or not you like it, hate it, love it, whatever, you can't deny it. It's a big yeah. issue. It's going to change things. And again, you have to think of how you go into this, what you're looking for. And that really is why you see a lot of people on Twitter, you know, complaining and arguing or saying they love it. It does seem to be one of those. If you were going into this with a certain mindset, uh, you are going to maybe come out of it and pissed off and, well, it's, you know, it's one furious. Of those things, though, too. Like when you go into this a certain mindset, even you know whether it's a good mindset, a bad mindset, whatever you have, the idea of just what we're dealing with now is a lot of that shock and all where people get done and they think like, oh my God, a lot of stuff just happened because heroes have died. But they don't really think about the ramifications of that or the story that leads up to it and whether or not it was a good death or not. It's just the fact that, you know, bam, heroes died. It's even like when Final Crisis started, like, oh my God, Martian Manhunter was found dead. Yeah. And, you know, it's like it's along those lines, but it's not a crisis. It's just a crisis in name only. Yeah, it is a well, crisis in I mean, name they, only. I think they stuck crisis. On, similar to Final Crisis, they just stuck crisis. So it's on like identity, identity crisis. crisis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, just just for the just for the allusion to it. And I do think this is definitely the biggest story they have running. But I got to say, and, you know, we'll get into talking about it. I don't feel like anything from this series is really going to matter at all. I really don't. Well, you know? and that's that. That's where I have a problem is because I, I have a couple issues with this, as people would probably guess. But uh, one of them is there are big deaths here, and that doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. It when really, we, when we were talking, I just don't. I'm not buying it. That's really no. Really, and I, even not even just buying it. I don't mind if a character dies, they die, and if it turns into better stories or things like that, yeah. that's fine. I don't really, you know. And and we'll spoil it right now. Roy Harper, Wally West. Those are the two big deaths here, and it doesn't really bother me per se. Like I'm not sitting there. Ah, oh, no way, DC. Now the part of it that does bother me with that is Wally West. We, we hardly. Knew New Yi again. Mm-hmm. He just showed up to be the, you know, poster child of a rebirth that was hope, love, dreams, legacy, things legacy. like that. Yeah. So yeah. killing him off seems to be almost like, hey guys, look, 
That's over with. Yeah, I'm putting an exclamation on it. But and, and with this, I feel no emotions. By the end of this issue, I just feel like me, as well as the characters in this, don't care about what is going on. Almost as if I said to Eric, to me, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they feel like they're on Zoloft to me. When I was on Zoloft, like it's like, huh. They died. Oh, well, well let's not move only that, on. It's just that when we, we have these big deaths, I'm telling you, you have a bunch of deaths thrown in there that really won't mean a lot to a lot of people. But when you have, you know, Arsenal and you have the Flash Wally West, these are big characters. And Wally West is my Flash. It's the Flash I grew up yeah. with. And by the time I get done this whole thing, I see this character line there. I see them closing his eyes, you know, because he is dead and gone. And I feel like I'm on Zoloft because I don't feel the things that I know. No, I don't feel, feel I it either. Like, and like when and Damian I, Wayne died – I fall my damn eyes down. I, I cried. Kind of feel like, you know, I did even too. Even when, you know, when Ronnie Raymond died in Identity Crisis, it was a really quick thing. It struck me hard. But, like, yeah. I got nothing out of this. Now, yeah, with well, that, those, those yeah. are sacrifices. You know, this is just yeah, this dead is just bodies. There. And I feel, I feel like at this point, and I, I don't know anything, and this maybe this will stick, although I will, I would put money on it that we'll see these characters fly, running around within six months yeah. after the series is done. I don't but, even know that we won't see it by the end of the series. I, I, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, at this point, they could be robots. They could be clones. Yeah. They could be well, that's, that's anything, one of the things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it could be now, a million with, stupid little with things. All this, with all this going on, uh, I think that I, I am in the line of Reggie's deal of – I don't think we're seeing the whole thing. I think a lot of people are saying that. A lot of people are on Twitter even saying, and then Reggie saying, you know, by the end of this, we'll probably see them up and maybe they're not dead. Maybe they're. The thing is, though, is you go into this first issue where you're setting the tone, you're setting the story up, and you're, you're setting. So basically, if they are, and if it goes forward and they are alive, they say, even if there's time travel, timey wimey stuff to bring them back, then this first issue was only here for the shock and all value yeah. and to get people oh, excited without doubt, about without it. Doubt, yeah. And the problem I have with that is at this moment with DC and the DC universe and Tom King and Dan DeDio that they throw in, but everybody, especially Tom King, he does not have the trust of the entire DC fandom because of what happened with the the wedding, what happened with Mr. Miracle. Nobody knows what's going on there. So he is playing this game as if – Everybody out there trusts him 100% that he will always do the right thing, but we saw that he doesn't. And and you can blame anybody for that wedding. He still went out weeks before and told on you know on TV that yeah. they were going to have a wedding. He lied uh, to Seth people. Myers? And, yeah, to yes. Seth Myers. So I don't have I think, any I think trust. I 15 people saw that too. So yeah, it, yeah, it, really. It but it's still, he said it, and I don't <laughs> have any trust for him, and I don't Jim understand. Like this would times. be like anybody who doesn't have – you don't have my trust. If I tell you, he, hey, Reggie. He ain't 2012 Scott Snyder, that's for no. sure. You know what and, I mean? And that's if like, I say I, to you, I'm going to meet you at the diner six times in a row and I don't meet – how am I going to make any sort of impact on you when I say the the 13th time I'll meet you at the diner? Then you're like, oh, no, it's it's just bullshit. So when I read this, because of everything else we've gotten with Tom King and all these other things, I just read it and go, yeah, this is probably a bunch of bullshit that's going to be twisted around. And I'll even throw everybody with the Mr. Miracle because now we're seeing that that was probably a dream. Right. We still have to see, obviously. Like, but it looks like some sort of a you know a he's dream, the king of the switcheroo. And by the end of that, you end up with these moments that happen during a series, 
and you end up realizing that you have been duped. And and really, I, I said to a guy on Twitter today with all this, everybody's, oh, my God, all these deaths, Wally West, whatever. I said, he, Tom King's lucky that there's not a lot of New Gods fans besides you, Reggie, speaking of people who watch <laughs> Seth Meyers. Because, because, yeah, well, think of it, though. He has killed Wally. He has killed Roy in this. And you have the side deals as well. That's correct. You know, it's not just those two. Right, but right. In his Mr. Miracle, he has killed High Father. He's killed Orion. He's killed Granny Goodness. He's killed uh, Dark Side, the last issue. So why is, anybody, why is anybody shocked? <laughs> nope. Why is anybody shocked that this is, this is all he does in his writing? Every story, I, I could go down the whole list, which I will later. I want to get into the issue. But every story and every sort of thing that he writes is always based on a murder, an attempted suicide, uh, a lot of times a kid being murdered, and people are, are shocked at this. And just it's nonsense. It's nonsense to be shocked. And by the end man. of this – and by the end of this, this is where I'm saying that I don't mind this issue per se. I People might be shocked that it, it's not a two for me. No, no. It's higher than that by the time we get. But the concept of it, and if you are going into this with the idea of, oh, I want to see how this you know, DCU is going, and I really like Rebirth. I just, just think of the people who jumped on to DC Comics, which we know a lot of, that jumped on for Rebirth. Oh my god, it's so fun, and the love, and the hope, we're going to get marriage. And not even jumped and on, this is all it. the people that it brought back who bailed yeah. on too because with they were a, promised the legacy and stuff like that. It's darker than that, yeah. Anybody, they said, I see a lot of people like, welcome to Rebirth. Death yeah. <laughs> must be redeath. So, yeah, with this, I think that you're going to have a lot of people. And the, my problem is, and going back to the idea of trust, people read this first issue. There are a lot of people who already are out there and like, I'm done. I'm completely done with this. They're not going to wait for the next issue. They're no, not going to wait for the third issue. There's no trust because, like Eric said, a lot of them bailed on the New 52 because of the darkness, were promised to come back with that, Wally West back. And everything now, that they had worked on for – It's like, you know, almost they, like they're they laughing at them. Their entire lives and all of a sudden, yeah. like, you know, it pissed me off because I bailed at first too because, you know, all the continuity's changed. Then you find out that it doesn't really matter. And then, like, Rebirth yeah. comes on. Oh, we're going to bring all that back. Don't worry. The love, the hope, everything that you liked about, but you know, pre-Flashpoint. And what have you liked about Flash, uh, you know, uh, New 52. It's all coming back, baby. Don't worry. Come on back. It's all good yes. over here. And, and with yeah, that, we'll get it. We're going to get into the issue now. But with that, too, is I'm not just saying that people are upset. And I'm not upset about the content here. Uh, you know, if people die in comics, hey, I see it. Hey, everybody dies in comics. They always come back. It's the actual storytelling that gets to me because there is no emotion. And just think of this issue as a start of this crisis and take out the couple panels of these dead characters you have nothing. You this really have no. You really have no. You have no on fucking the story shock here. of these well, characters well, it's, being it's dead. The, it's the opening chapter of a murder mystery. So you, yeah. you get you get the but murder again, and you meet and, the characters. But but yep. you're to, you're totally right in that. There's essentially two scenes happening here. There there's one with Booster Gold and then Harley Quinn. Uh, that kind of is like throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and then there's the scenes with. Uh, Superman and the Trinity discovering the, the murders over at Sanctuary. Plus there's the interviews to kind of like break it up. Those are the nine panel grids. And I'd yeah. say everything with Booster Gold and Harley is a hundred percent meaningless until the last page. They yeah. might as well have just walked on to the panel at the la on the last page and I'll reveal it and say, Booster say, Harley, why'd you kill all those people? And she says, 
you killed all those people. Yeah, you killed you them. Know, and the spotlight and even that out. reveal where we get that at the end, it makes no sense to me for how we had the build up because, you know, you know, Booster believes that Harley killed everybody. Harley believes that Booster killed everybody. And yet they sit there and have a meal with each other and talk about things. And like they plan. What's like, that Tom King weird fucking bullshit? I hate that shit. Where, like people are just standing around. People that hate each other are just standing around chatting with each other. Like, all the here we have time. Booster Gold, who was a hero. You know, he's been messed up because of Tom. King as of recent, but we have here a hero who is going to let a person he believes who just murdered friends and colleagues of his, he's going to walk, let him walk into a diner and have a piece of yeah. pie next to him with yeah. all these people around him. Like, well, the, are you the man wants to finish his coffee. No, you know he what does. I mean? And I know, buy, I know how important coffee. that is. I love uh, coffee. Now, yeah, I no, just want to mention that one thing, scene, too. All those scenes with that, those two were such yeah. contrived nonsense. And, be, and just to say it now so I don't forget. His writing for those them especially and every character it's was way so off. way off. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like, as far as I'm concerned, it's like it's like Eric said, this is Tom King's Booster Gold. I'm willing to just say this yeah. is a different guy. And, and now, his yeah. was right and, and the worst is, is I see excuses for this, so people are aware of it. Even fans who say, "Well, you have to realize everybody's in shock." Oh, really? That 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 oh. explains the way. Now, also, like you said, Reggie, this is a murder mystery. Uh, deal. The, the problem I have is, is the beginnings of this was pushed as something that was going to explore the healing, was going to explore how the PTSD of characters, that seems to be pushed aside to get to, at least at this beginning. We'll see how yeah, it goes. Probably, but I'm like afraid. I'm afraid, though, I'm afraid, though, all we're going to get, though, are these nine panel videotapes that look like you're You're in Big Brother. You know, it's it's the real world, uh, you know, with Puck there talking about us eating his scabs. (laughs) No, but uh, the problem is, is, though, two weeks ago, there was a interview with Tom King about this. And the quote is that he says, Heroes in Crisis is a murder mystery that begins with a massacre, King said. But it's also an examination and deconstruction of DC's heroes. And that's all he does. He only deconstructs heroes. And, and so where is this idea of the you know mental health side of things? It's just to me in well, one issue. A we prop. don't it's even a know the sanctuary with this point. No. He talks and about that's the one of my biggest problems with this. Death and murder at a place we've yeah. only heard about in yeah. passing by a name. Yeah. There's no like tell me, we have had months and people say, huh, you gotta go to the sanctuary. Hey, did you hear about the sanctuary? I'm going to the sanctuary. Nobody knows what the like. Tell you, yeah. you get more about what the sanctuary is in the solicit than you do in the actual story. And, anything uh, yeah. leading up to the story, and we with know that, it's intended yeah. by Kryptonian. We find Romans. that by the end. And no. the only other thing, though, is is this is where I think that there's a major flaw in the story so far. Again, I'm not gonna. People can sit there and, and yell and scream about what we're saying here. I understand this is the first issue, but I'm trying to talk about it and wrap my head around it. And to me, this sort of story starts out with an idea that we. We get a, a bunch of hints. We get a basis that now we start working the mystery. But the thing is, Tom King, the way he writes and how he writes all the things, even going back to I Am Suicide, all these other things in his run, he doesn't write mysteries. He writes things that in his head he can have the M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end to prove how smart he is instead right. of getting us involved. Because if you started out and you actually showed us a little bit of a concept of what the sanctuary is, again, I think we will get this. But from the very beginning, you show maybe what happens when the guy, even if it's a point of view through Roy, Roy checks in. They talk to him about the different things. Are the heroes depowered somehow? Are they allowed to do this, that? What are the defenses to kind of keep – because you're at a place where you do have some heroes and 
villains even. I mean, Harley is kind of there. Poison Ivy's there. There's a lot of sketchy, you know, you know, gray area things. But what happens right. if Ivy's there and they start doing some sort of uh, thing? She had just come off of pretty much having everybody in the world in her brain. And she goes nuts a little. They tap into something that, and all of a sudden she gets the green and destroys the whole thing. There has to be something set up. So if we saw these parameters, if we saw some of the defenses, I mean, if we th- saw this, what they this do, this is the issue: is that we don't get any of that, so we don't feel the ramifications. No, and of the at the end, here. I want you know, for to. For example, if I, if you're not reading Titans, or you're not reading Red Hood and the Outlaws, or didn't read it, or just are familiar with Wally West and and Roy. There's nothing really no. happened here and, for you. And, you know and what there I mean? Is, like that, yeah. That's the big shocker scene that's yep. supposed to pull at your heartstrings and make you mad, and it did make some people mad. It made them but mad, I'm sure but in, in other not people, a story myself way. sort of included, I was like, gosh, that's a shame. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't really buy it. I don't really care. Like, what's the, like, yeah. what's the frame and, for this? Yeah. And maybe if we had a buildup or some sort of an explanation of what went on in Sanctuary, why this is meaningful. Yeah. We don't really no, get it. You know we, don't. I mean? we, and, we know that all well, they the got killed. The only reason these characters are there is because of a very forced way to get them there. Like, you know, Wally was upset that he couldn't get to his children. They forced him yeah. to the Sanctuary. Just remember Boy, that. And I, I argue know, with a lot of people. Of well, I'm just having some problems. I'm going to go yeah, over here. Wally West right. may be dead here because he was trying to find his kids. Uh, also, yeah. though, you know, I, I hate to say the fun of something like this because it, it's a massacre and death and blood all over the place. But the fun of it Come is on, Todd, uh, your wife the loves fun. Uh, these yeah, kind of really. Stuff I, I, but time. isn't the fun of this sort of story where it's set up a murder mystery? Isn't the fun the debate on? Who's involved? Like, oh, I say, I think it's Despero. And then Reggie's like, no, no, it can't be Despero because of this, that, and the other thing. I think it's Prometheus. And then Eric says, no, no, no. I think it's Reverse Flash coming back. I think it's Zoom. That's the fun of things like that. And after I got done this, I just said, oh, well, I guess it's either Harley and Booster. But And when it isn't, if it isn't, it's more of a twist than a mystery because we don't have clues. We have no clues. Right. We just have dead yeah. bodies laying around. And so when you right go now, we, right now, we have we have two suspects by virtue of them just telling, telling us, us that they're suspects. Yes. We have no and, real uh, clues yeah. at all. And and really, in the, and you're right. In a larger sense, anyone could have done yes. this. You know, any any so, that you yeah. could name. Anyone that isn't do- dead, and even maybe the ones that are dead, yeah. one of them could have yeah. done it. I don't know. I don't know. You know, and, it could and be anything. so the fun of it to me is taken away. And then, so when you go online, if you go on Twitter, the focus isn't on the murder mystery. It's on who was murdered, and it's also on who's next. Not hey, I want to find this. I want to do this. I want to do that. All you see at the most is man, he can't write Booster Gold very well, or it better not be Booster. It better not be Harley. She's my favorite. There's no intrigue or fun to me because the focus is on the the awful tragedy of it, and that's not what it was supposed to be focused on. It was supposed to be focused on the healing, not just the tragedy, and it's it's comes off to me is gimmicky then but whatever let's say you did so let's say you did want to follow the clues and try to be like you know mr detective man and try to put it on it you, there's no way for you to do this because no. the first one you see in the nine panel layout is blue jay who's talking about stuff that happened in justice league europe which in this continuity didn't he's exist not a part yeah. of, he's only been in the microverse just hanging over ray palmer yeah. but he's talking about continuity from freaking 30 years ago that doesn't has yeah, no and, bearing and, on what's and going with that, on blue jay has been in this continuity within the jla book and even then i just sit there and think of okay you're been hanging with Ray Palmer in the microverse. Yeah, you're t- yeah, hanging out, hanging out and helping. 
and now he's just thrown here. And this is the problem is with these, you have Blue Jay there. And while this is going on, we did say there's the whole talk between Harley and Booster where Harley even in her little segments like, I, I think therapy and, and feelings are bullcrap. Uh, you know, oh, all these people doing it. And then by the end, she kind of breaks down. But again, this is to me a forced That's emotional. Tom King yeah, forced it's forced. Breakdown. It's yeah. like, okay, I'm supposed to think she said not anything that I get from the talk or whatever. It's forced to be the emotions. But when you go off from that to her and Booster just sitting there at a diner eating, when one of them you think or they at least think each of them are the murderer, it just comes off as odd and really sta- – the whole issue to me feels very sterile, including the art. And I know, Reggie, you love the art. Uh, the art's great, I but it. I don't think that it lends to any sort of emotions as well as the story. And that might just be the story with me, but there's nothing. I'm going to blame the There's story. nothing in this though yeah, that mean, I, I mean, see. To me, I mean, you said in the beginning, uh, and I do understand you now, you said there was a problem with the storytelling. But going into it, I agree with you in that this is a murder mystery presented with no real clues to follow, no. just things that were told. But as far as I, I, just, I was going to save it to the end, but... The technical aspect of this book, I think, is really impressive. Great use of the nine-panel grids. I, I think don't that like it. Clay Man's art is on another level. The nine-panel grids mean, are all like, to me. You're, you're using the nine-panel grids, and it's just guys being videotaped. I don't see that. That's any sort. And again, that's the telling, not you know, showing, not telling. I don't care for those nine-panel grids of just okay. The nine-panel grids come up. I guess we're going to get emotional again. I, I, I think it's a cheap. I think it's a cheap device to to move the story along. But as far as Clay Man, you know what I mean, Clay Man plotting them the the sequentials of them are just really you know what i mean they're really slight they're really good i think you know that that's it it really comes down to just the technical panel to panel uh work of this i think is excellent and i you know we i mean we'll just disagree about it that i think the faces and the the art in this is unbelievable i think it's really top yeah to me it's (laughs) it just lends to the whole deal that it just doesn't even seem like it's happening i think that you even said it's like man it's almost like you trace things it's so great and i kind of come away with the idea of like eh, it didn't impress me that much i've seen you know booster and, and harley look great before and it's probably more the story uh, that gets me, but I really don't care. I, I also don't know why any sort of uh, diner has what appears to be the sharpest butter knife that you'd ever have. <laughs> I just don't understand that. But uh, even like the how it progresses. How, how many times is a, does does a booster get stabbed? It's, it's so, so ridiculous. ridiculous. Like you know, I, I, so much for that personal force yeah, field until he, until yeah. it means oh, yeah, something. Right. Yeah. He's so right. you, and let's get into you know the bit by bit because you do start off. They are in the diner together. Booster. Harley shows up. She's mad, and it's like, oh, we don't have superheroes a lot. This one lady, and like, is there going to be a fight? Yup, there's going to be a fight, and there's no emotion. I mean, that sets the tone to me right away. Of yeah, you can tell me they're in shock, but show me they're in shock. Show me, I, I, I don't yeah, want to fill in the blanks. The people in the diner be fucking freaking yeah. out. You know what yeah, I mean? I wanna, yeah. Although I do like the fact that Don Knotts yes. is in the diner. You see <laughs> yes, that in the first panel? I, like I just, that. I don't want to fill in the blanks, and all the emotional parts in this. Uh, are either forced or fill in the blanks because you do get Blue Jay. He is talking about a past continuity. He's talking about before Flashpoint of yeah. what happened. We have seen him in this continuity already, and this doesn't match up. This is an older story, but it's again, it's thrown in willy 
willy-nilly because nobody cares anymore about what the He's continuity is. Silver Source was him when on Justice League Europe and he was killed by Dream Slayer taking over somebody's mind or, you know, shot it with an arrow. I'm like, how does this idea of this character – that's the worst part of my mind is Tom King really has doesn't care about any character, what they've been up to. He's just going to write it whatever yeah. way he wants to work for whatever – like Booster Gold, the way he acts in the gift story. And then here it's like, you know, not even, you know, uh, Blue Jay – but the characters that you get as well, like Citizen Steel being dead here, we haven't seen Citizen Steel in this kind of. He yeah. was in Earth Two for a while, but not this version. Well, Goon Boy. The only time we saw him was in Futures and Teen Titans. We don't see any. These are just Hot cannon spot, fodder. Who we because, saw in Sideways? Hot spot. We saw. We saw in one issue of Sideways yeah. within the past couple and, and, of months. That's and it. I think me that the way he's progressing the story and how he's plotted it out is you see those. To be, and, and also to me, anybody who says, oh, it's always crap that these things are, uh, you know, spoiled. No, there was so much spoiled. It was spoiled to me to be part of the storytelling because when then you open and hear, oh, there's deaths, there's deaths, and you go and you see, oh, Blue Jay died. Wait a second. This isn't the, the big characters. I thought we're going to die. And it's plotted in my mind of they are legitimately just props to keep going, to keep going, to let your guard down and say, oh, my God, Roy and Wally, they made it through. We've I've already seen. I heard there was one or two deaths. I've seen five or six people dead. And then you turn the page and see that Wally – and and Roy are dead, and then to me that's like the kick in the teeth. But the kick in the teeth is only set up because it was spoiled before that all these people are going to die, who's going to die, and all this. And it's almost like you see Hotspot die. We're now getting towards the territory of when you see the grappler show up and he's on the suicide <laughs> squad. He is going to die. So yeah. when you see something, and I think that that is Not the grappler. Yeah, grappler. There, there is a, a a disconnect to me where people are reading it, and you want this to have such emotional impact but then you have blue jay die who hardly anybody knows and he's talking about a past i know but they yeah. hardly know so when when blue jay dies you're like oh okay well, and then Spot, like, that's what i'm saying yeah. Hot I mean, shows these... up with his catchphrase just as superman can say yeah. after this whole like nine so he, he has a yeah so hey. my whole deal is instead of building attention instead of building an emotional deal he again builds up what ends up being a shock value twist when you see Roy and Wally dead. And then you're like, oh my god, and that's what you remember. He always ends these stories with these big moments like this, so you remember that. But, you know, like I said, it's building from Hotspot, and you also get... Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman show up because there's been deaths. They they see that, you know, I'm sure the Sanctuary had some things go off. They're going to see it. Superman's faster. He gets there first, and he's looking into it. But with the idea of Commander State, like, you, you're, lose, you're disconnecting me from it because now what I'm really looking at is not the idea of, oh, my God, Hotspot's dead. I am more looking at it as how the Trinity's reacting to these deaths, and they act like they don't care. They act very surgical with it they act very much like i would expect this to be you know some guy on the gcpd who is insane and doesn't care about things this isn't what the trinity is to me batman yes and he's not there but superman's just like looking okay confirmed confirmed and the, the weird deal is is you do see a lot of things and i i actually the most he, i'm telling you he's an alien who's the most yeah, human yeah. out of all of us and he has, he has absolutely no emotion. no emotion behind him at he, all he, he he face palms yeah. guys you notice he face palms <laughs> yeah, he, he face, face palms, palms. And, 
So. I, I just, I'm telling you, maybe we'll get it in the next issue, but I just remember like when well, Sue Dibney yeah. died in Identity Crisis, we're, we're calling in yeah. everybody we can. We this, are freaking, that's a crisis you know, all the detectives, yeah. all like anybody who has a power that can learn themselves to something and like, oh my God, we got to talk to all like, Everybody was so upset and like, you know, just worried about Ralph and everything like that. And you don't no. get that here. It just feels and, so and with sterile. This, you see the first scene where he does go and he's in the field and you have pretty much an unnamed person who's still in the garb of the sanctuary where people are guessing maybe that's Ivy. We're, we have to wait for that. You see Lagoon Boy, Commander Steel. You see Hotspot. You see Blue Jack guessing in the back over the deal. But also there's a Green Lantern there right under his armpit. And they haven't revealed that yet. And I, I, I don't know if that Kyle is that because that's somebody and it's a Green Lantern. So some Green Lantern's dead there. So we're going to have to wait. So there's more shocks. And I don't need the idea of the murder mystery being who's dead next. It, it, I want to be, let's figure out who it is. And that continues from there. And Superman's there, but it's just, they're all gone. And, and even the case, do you think that at this point, like, why are they in their uniforms? Does, is that something that shouldn't be? But we don't know because we never get an idea of what's going on. And then you go to the nine panel hotspot. Hey, I have a catchphrase. I'm, I'm just warming up. You know, it's crazy. I, I was just trying to find where you're talking about. Yeah. I never noticed yeah, that a green, green lantern. lantern symbol underneath There's his you know, lantern, arm like yeah. that before. I'm actually, that's caught yeah. me by surprise now. That's new to yeah, me and I'm scared Kyle. now. And so then you go with this hotspot deal only as a setup. Penelops again. It's only a setup for Superman then in the next page to say, he had a a catchphrase. I can't remember. I'm like, this is now again, this is forced to me and it's very forced emotions. So I don't have the emotions. So then you go back to Harley. Are you, are you saying that when you read that, you didn't call out to the book? It's, I'm just yeah, yeah, warming no. up. I'm just no. getting I'm like, warmed just up. Warming That's up. What it is, you Superman. just get warmed up. We hardly knew you again. And then so, but I, I don't know how the, the sanctuary set up and things. So it, it really does. Then you get back to Harley and the Harley in this is the, Hey, I, I don't think, I, I don't believe in trauma. It's bull crap. Hey, I, I hate pudding. It's, it's too trying to be clever in my mind. You know, the whole thing about, I don't like pudding. That's my secret. I always hate pudding. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then her and, and she just slices booster. I mean, it's away. stupid because pudding pudding is just the name she called. I know, and Joker. I said it's I said like, to yeah. Eric, I, I'm getting that he's. It wasn't like an endorsement no, of pudding. That's the and, thing. You know? I'm getting the idea, and I said to Eric in a hokey way that he's saying that that shows that Harley was strong, that she was always throwing shade at the Joker. It's not that clever. And she's there now. She's singing a nursery rhyme to Booster and slicing him up. And they go to the, you have Superman go to the sanctuary. It's funny too because Batman says, "Listen, I'm on my way." Don't go in. Don't do anything. He doesn't care. <laughs> Superman's like, I'm not listening to you and goes in. And again, there's never a time in this where they say, OK, they're dead. It's always confirmed. And there's blood there. You have them and you do go back and close eyes and things like that. But I don't know why you don't have the idea of, OK, they're dead. What's going on? But at this point, you have Roy and Wally dead and they don't seem to care. They they just are. Yeah, they might be in shock, but these are the Trinity and they better act on what's going on, because in my mind, there may be some other people alive still. I mean, they haven't gone yeah. through. A, we. And that's my other point is we don't know how many people were in the sanctuary at this point. So I don't know that all the bodies we've seen are all the bodies. So if you're going to say Poison Ivy was in the sanctuary and we've seen all the bodies, then, yeah, it looks like she's dead because where would she – but instead, 
you're just with bodies laying around and things like that. They don't hardly look like at some points they put up that much of a fight. I, I just don't get it. And uh, and then you get Roy talking about his addiction. And again, it's supposed to be this big moment. But I just to me, it falls flat. Uh, but tell us more. Actually, we're almost done. But yeah, tell me because you liked well, it more than me. With Roy, it doesn't even feel right because when we saw him last, you know, in Red Hood and the Outlaws, you know, annual – he was going, he knows he's feeling like about the same thing. Like he's going to go back to like, you know, possibly using, there's something wrong with him. He needs to go to get some help. And this whole thing where he's sitting down, he's going to go like, you know, to finally, you know, uh, give his feelings out there, get the help that he needs. And he's making jokes about, you know, superheroes saving things. So he's going to save a kid and he's going to save some money by shooting up some stuff instead of pills. I'm like, you're, you're here to finally get some help. You hopefully get the help you need because you're at the end of your damn story, yeah. you know, the line here. You don't know what you're going to do. It just seems yeah, weird. Yeah, it does. But, yeah, you get Roy, and then after that, Reggie, you take us through the ending because we're almost at the end. Uh, yeah, so Superman goes through. That's where you see the interior of the at least part of the sanctuary. It's essentially, from what I can tell, the Kent's, you know, Clark Kent's childhood home. He's got some Kryptonian. Yeah, yeah. What's that? I'm thinking there's got to be a secret facility. Yeah, you'll go underneath. Like Jim says, yeah. we have we have no idea. That's you know my I mean? problem. We don't know yeah. anything more about it. But uh, we got a, some Kryptonian robots. Looks like Mom, Pa, Kent. I'm not sure who that woman is. If anybody, just another woman, maybe another robot. The sanctuary, like. which no. which strikes me as uh, kind of a shitty therapy yeah. session to have robots take care of. Yeah, it, that's what it seems to be. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe Kryptonian robots are, are more attuned to humans somehow. So that's when they, uh, the, all the trinities together, they close Wally's eyes and Batman says, our hope for redemption is now just another hunt for vengeance. And I get the feeling he's happy about that. <laughs> he does I think he likes, I think, he's, I think he prefers a hunt for yeah. vengeance. Meanwhile, while they were fighting in the sky, Dragon Ball Z sky, because uh, style, because Booster Gold flew them up. Harley stabs Booster Gold in the neck, and it looks like he's bleeding out. They both fall to the ground, but they're alive. Uh, Harley might be battered yeah, or something, and that's when right they're like lying in some meadow, and she says, uh, "He's like, hey, why did you kill all those people?" And she's like, "Oh." You, didn't, you don't know how how deep did you crack? You killed yeah. them all, you know. Da, 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 and then you have Booster. I got a nine panel of Booster, it's, and it's yeah. he's asking for help. Sanctuary, and, to help and it's him. weird too because as what? we went forward with this, again, this is sort of the idea of what was leaked, what was talked about in certain interviews and things like that. So maybe it's you know almost like a too much information has caused problems. But we didn't even know if Booster or Harley were attendants there. Were they therapists? Were they? I thought they were. So I thought, did I. I thought they were That's what I'm saying. There. That's what it seemed to be pointing towards. But now it just seems like they were just patients as well. And, and so you don't know. And with the idea of not knowing who was there, and I understand again, I'll say it one more time, probably not even one more time, but I know this is the first issue, but this is the issue that you're going to try to grab people with. And, and when you're grabbing people with the idea of not really giving you any information about what the actual overall setting and things like that is, and you're just going with these shock Desk. I can't get that behind it. I want to know well, more about what's also, going on so I can try to guess at at the murder mystery that you you know is fun to do. And this is the first issue of a of a limited series that just grew to well, more here's issues. The thing. Implying it grew, implying yeah. that the story is well, so that too. We need, and I know, and I know they're using those two issues to show you like yeah, side they said it's side stories, stories but it is big. But, but if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna bump out a fucking limited series right before it launches, then I would expect every issue to be jam packed with, with info. shit. And, and I know that there. 
I know they're two totally different series. I'm not really comparing them as far as like their merits to each other, but with Doomsday Clock, okay, you do get much more yeah. of a ever you know, most issues. And the delays kill issue, that, most but issues, just to your right. Though. It's like nonstop like nonstop shit. This is not is like there's really one thing yeah. that happened. well, you know, two things that happen. There's two scenes. One of them is so contrived and prolonged yeah. between Booster and, and, and Harley, it's the most fucking yeah. nonsense. And everything else is just try, us trying to glean the barest bit of information about Sanctuary, which we no. don't and get this enough is something of. And, else. And it, it, what I say, and Eric, because you don't really talk to us uh, with the Batman book and a lot of the Tom King stuff with the Mr. Miracle and stuff, but it's it's a phrase that I use often. And it's starting to, I don't know if it makes me look like I'm right or whatever, whatever you may think. But Tom King writes a mystery all the time by keeping info from you. That's not a mystery. A mystery isn't the, I won't give you all the info until I throw it at you at the end to solve the mystery. That doesn't make a mystery. Th- that's just a story with a twist then. And that's what he does. That's a Charlie yeah, He Chan does not give you, yeah, where all of a sudden, minute. you know, Charlie Chan comes out and then explains everything that happened. It's a, it, it ends up being me reading uh, the Encyclopedia Brown because I am a moron and I read and I'm like, I don't know what happened. Uh, Bugs Meany, what the heck is he doing? Uh, so, at the end, though, he writes the mystery by withholding information, and he's doing it again. And that that just it's not it's not fun for me because then I am disconnected from the story. And instead of it being a thing that I want to talk me and me and Eric went through I am suicide where we thought there was all these clues and we were all into it, so excited. Everybody was. They were so excited. It was all. It was and then it ended up being right. nothing because you end up with a uh, Punch and Julie. They were there to chew gum and make. A, a raft there was no ending yeah. that was you know just to have that so don't keep information from us so that later you can make yourself look smart by throwing it at us i i need the best thing is to show all the information and then somehow the twist is something you would never think of that's fun and this mm-hmm. isn't fun to me because a lot of ways to go take take what looks like a small yeah. piece of information and make it like I said if you found out or, that you know, the parameters of the security does not allow this this and this well then we start everybody starts thinking of villains that don't meet those like oh my god like it, it maybe it's uh zoom who's now got the sage force you know stupid stuff like that that you start right, right, you right. start getting ideas and then you have fun arguments and you start and then on twitter everybody has theories that are they're throwing out and everybody's having fun then this is just yeah. boom, death. Take that. Ha! I showed you somebody was gonna die. Yeah, we said a, in a crisis a flash has to die. Well, we ain't lying. Take that, fans. And it seems like it's like them just sitting on their, you know, in their ivory tower, just throwing shit at everyone and seeing who eats oh, it. Oh, that tower. Yeah. How's the weather up there, Eric? It is ivory. How is it? But yeah, it's almost like we say all the time. Eric, it's Eric's all. Yeah, he's always in his ivory tower. You sit there and. <laughs> I just wonder, is this a exercise by DC in general of the idea of like, let's see how much we can screw with these people before they, you know, fight back and these people aren't fighting back in general. But uh, Eric, well, you, were you, anything else you're going to say in, before we go? I'm just the one thing that we didn't really uh, do, like you know, cover is the idea that when they walk in, the, the all yeah. written on the walls were the puddlers are dead, and the one oh, right. tells us that you know, a puddler is a term for those who work in iron who make weapons swords. But the puddlers skim the molten metal and they remove the impurities so the iron can be strong. And I've actually just been sitting here thinking about this most of the day since we got home and read it for the podcast tonight, where it's like, you know. 
the impurities, is that like, you know, in my mind originally, I was thinking that it was like one of those things like, you know, I've removed the people, you know, um, who are like, you know, we're going to send everybody to the sanctuary to remove the impurities of their mind to help them make them better so that we can all be stronger heroes. But, you know, I've reviewed, like these people are dead and they're the puddlers themselves. And like, I'm telling you, this one line, for some reason, I can't wrap my mind around it, and it's really bothering me for what they're trying to say about these puddlers and skimming the molten metal and taking the impurities out. Who so are they're the like, puddlers? You know, and also, like, you know, like, you know, are we making, you know, the heroes stronger by, you know, allowing them to like, now we're going to get rid of the people with mental problems. We're going to make them stronger because they're dead or, you know, I, I, I just can't I, wrap I get my head around it. Is, is the murdering the puddling yeah, I, is what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know. We, since we don't know what it, it entails being in Sanctuary, we can't really say. Although I do have to say, I think it's bullshit that Batman wouldn't yeah, know what a puddler is. Maybe Superman wouldn't, but but Batman fucking knows Carney speak, for yeah, God's I, sake. I just think that at the end, it's going to be that they got killed because they actually admitted that they had a problem. And it's going to be the whole thing that Tom King says all the time of like, I used to think that mental illness was uh, not, a, you know, that was a weakness, admitting that you need help. And I, I just think that's it, that some whoever it is is looking at this of uh, how dare you admit you need help. You guys are impure. That's your impurity of you doing that. So at the end, you can have that hero We're, stance you know, of saying, you know what? The mo- the strongest thing somebody with mental health can do is ask for help. Bah, 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 and that'll be the, his big nice. fan service moment for people to go, I knew it. He, he It is all about that. And I just – I'm doing this individual issues and this. It just does not focus on any sort of things that I wanted to see in this. Uh, but okay. Yeah, we'll see though. And then just even that, the idea that the mysteries – the butlers, you know what I mean? You're like, really? That's what we got here? I can't take. It's just one of those things where I got stuck on because at first I thought maybe it was like one of those death in the family where you know Joker's gonna kill all the other Robins and stuff like that, the Batman yeah. I mean, to make Batman stronger. So we're gonna take out all the people, but the puddlers are the ones who are making everybody stronger. So we're gonna take these people out because they're in the long run, they're gonna make the hero stronger. And I'm telling you, I just go back and yeah. forth of what I think this means. And I don't know if I'm dumb and if I just for some reason I'm getting hung up on a term, but it's not making sense. I think it's I think it's supposed to be interpreted a couple of ways. And this this is where is this gonna be yeah, is this gonna be a situation of us going a whole week wondering if punch is left or right handed in each panel. I mean, is that am am I completely beyond you know the deal that I'm out. Yeah, you, you might, you might by issue seven, we may Tom not even be talking about this because he does seem to throw concepts sudden, and lose you know, them. Why did Bardis yeah, eyes yeah, turn Yeah, the whole color. deal about yeah, all that with Mister Miracle and stuff like that, where it just gets strung along and yeah. then it seems like you lose his track. Uh, but yeah, that, that's it. That's the end where you have Booster talking about what this thing so is. So if the villain, if the if the person that killed all these people is somebody that thinks that admitting yeah. that you need help is weak. Do you think the villain is somebody like uh, never going to the doctor for that, a checkup? That is. Man? That's a new. It's the new deal maybe, of maybe? Yeah, never, Eric Shea. Never yeah, that's what lad. you got. All <laughs> these. It's Shea, funny. All man. these people were part of the Legion of Superheroes at one point. <laughs> Don't use a GPS uh, guy. Yeah. Lad. So we'll see. No. But what'd you give it, Reggie? Um, I, I so like I said before, I wanted to make sure I got that out. I really thought this issue operated on a high technical level. I love the art. If you don't love the art, that's, uh, you know, your, your eyeballs or whatever. But I think that Clay Man is on another level here. I loved all of the panels. I love the, the sequentials. Uh, he did a good job within the nine panels, even though I do agree that those nine panel grids are essentially storytelling gimmicks 
and I think we're just going to see yeah, those throughout the whole series. Uh, I really, I really went between a six point five and a seven, and because I'm a swell guy, I gave it a seven point ten on the site. But frankly, I really yeah. go either uh, way. I think. I'm not as high. I I have gone between from a six up to a seven and whatever, but. I think that because of the idea that we don't get enough of an actual story, that it's just a shock value, and it's the first issue, that's fine. Uh, I'm down to a 5.8. I, I, I understand. The art looks great. It's just, to me, the whole storytelling of this, including the art, just I cannot get invested in what's going on. I feel no emotions at all. Uh, everything looks pretty, but it just maybe looks too pretty. I don't know. But the other thing that I want to bring up before we give Eric's score is the idea that I, I'm kind of irritated with a lot of people on Twitter, which I, I often do get irritated with a lot of people in my normal life and Twitter as well. But I don't like this concept of Mr. Miracle after one issue. I, I was getting, you know, after one or two issues of a 12-issue series, instant classic. It's been proclaimed instant classic by his fans. Oh, my God, this is the best thing I ever read. This is going to be known for the ages, throwing shade at me on the site of that I'm a moron and wait till I'm proved to be that and all this and, and all. And now the same people, though, after this one issue, are, you have to wait for the whole series. But yet they, it goes both ways. And the idea as well is – Everybody who wants to get mad at this, Tom King fans included, who don't like what's going on here, it seems that they just want to blame Dan DiDio, who is the boogeyman. He's the DC Comics <laughs> boogeyman. Tom King wrote this story. Tom King also wrote that wedding issue. Yeah, you may say, but he wasn't allowed to do this, this, and this. He still wrote it. He still wrote it and still told people that there was going to be a wedding on TV, the three people you claim. But he is something yeah. where this is – keeps happening to just him. So I don't want to hear that it's Dan DiDio. If you want to blame Dan DiDio, that's fine. Also blame Tom King because this is the type of story he always writes. And I said, even you go uh, – uh, uh, the and blame Bob, and Bob Harris. Harris. I even said that. Or Jim sake. Lee. Where's Jim Lee in all this? That guy gets out. No, one, and no, no one blame. Wants to blame Jim, Jim Lee. Lee. He's a nice guy, but still, he's a, he's a he's co-publisher. Now you, you sit there and oh my god, Tom King, how did you do this to us? Uh, the whole idea of. Batman, in his Batman run, it started out – now, this is a sketchy thing that some people don't believe, but it kind of started out with him almost committing suicide. You, you, so people can argue with that. But by issue 12 of his Batman run, he redid little Bruce Wayne's origin. He attempted suicide. So there you go. Little kid attempting suicide was what he did in Batman. You have Mr. Miracle, instant classic, started out with an attempted suicide. Totally you have suicide, the, yeah. uh, the Swamp Thing, Brave in the Mold. It starts off with a murder of Swamp Thing's dad and ends with a murder of his murder. So there you go, murder. Then you have the Superman 100-page issue deal where he has all carte blanche to tell any Superman story he wants, not even in continuity, and it involves a kidnapped girl and a murdered girl. Little girls. You end up – Kite Man, the only way he can get emotions and make you care is that Kite Man's son was murdered. It, this is what he does. Omega Men started out with a Kyle Rayner almost a public execution. That that was the gimmick. Right, yeah. These are gimmicks he uses constantly in almost every – you have the vision over at Marvel. It ends up that his whole family uh, – you know, I don't want to spoil everything, but they go completely insane and bonkers, and it ends like that. He does not know how to write anything hope, anything – so basically his stories have forced – the rebirth deal, along with Dan DiDio, who does it, he wants darkness too, but it, it's Tom King as well. He did, you have the Swamp Thing uh, Christmas special, 
A kid dies in that. Even if he's a demon, he's a kid to Swamp Thing. You have the Ace the Bat Hound. Chris, these are Christmas holiday specials. Oh, my God. The glee of the holidays. The Ace the Bat Hound Eisner award-winning Christmas special story was about Ace being an abused dog. Where does it end? Where does it end? I mean, this is all he writes. Maybe Tom King is crying so, out well, for help. He you is. Ever think of that? And, and we're sitting here, and and with that, where in any of these do we ever get? You have a a Batman going through that. You know, little Bruce Wayne tries to kill himself. And when has Batman been happy? Pretty much in his whole run, like he does not end stories with happiness. It usually ends with more tragedy, more downers. He is a downer writer. This is a downer story and rebirth. It is redeath now. And this is in along the veins of a Tom Kinging the DCU, like we saw with the Harleying of the DCU and the New 52, then the Batgirl of Burnside, and that never works out because it ends up making the whole line one thing, and that's not good. I like my stories to be diverse. I like to What's have... What's up with the Jeff Lemire Yeah, where is that? Where was the Charles Soling of it? Where was the Kyle Higgins? Yeah, and even so, you, you do have like a Scott Snydering as well. So, And, and I am more of a fan of Scott Snyder, but I don't like that either. I don't like this whole, let's put all of our eggs in the one basket and let's go, especially when it involves death and trauma and just stuff like that it really really is annoying me and this is besides this issue because again i get what i give it a five eight somewhere around there there are parts where i see the storytelling and things like that but the overall idea and concept i just don't like and people being surprised i don't know how you can be surprised this is what you get i mean the, the biggest book mr miracle like i said involves five deaths and starts with an attempted suicide i mean and this is where he, in an interview, said Mr. Miracle was the beginnings of how he came up with the story. Well, that's a dark a dark story through and through, and it even looks like it might even become a dream sequence, you know, of the, the for the man who had everything type of twist, but I just don't like it. Uh, what about you, Eric? So why couldn't I give my score before all that? Because I, I just... <laughs> that's a weird thing. I was now. giving my score. That's part of my score. I'm explaining why I gave it a 5.8. That was my yeah. That right, was my right. ending. That, that that was a long, long ending for that. But uh, I I'm going to give this a six out of ten. I'm with Reggie. I really did enjoy the art in this uh, this issue. It's just going in. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt too because it, I like to do that with first issues. I don't know where they're going. If he wants to start with the shock value, which that's all it seems to be at this point, let him do it because it it better just pan out is all I'm saying because yeah. right now it feels like a very sterile book. I don't like the voice of the characters and he's just throwing continuity. In and out, all willy nilly. He doesn't care as long as he can tell his murder mystery that's out there supposedly being about, you know, mental health and stuff like that, which I'm not seeing in the long run. But yeah, six out of ten for this first issue. Justice League Dark Number Three, written by James Tiny in the fourth, art by Alvaro Martinez Bueno, Raul Fernandez, and Brad Anderson. Upside down, you're turning me, you're scaring me instinctively. Around and around, you're turning me. Upside down. Boy, you turn Constantine inside out. And on the ground. Upside down. You even made Swamp Thing all dried out. And underground. That's it. You can pretty much extrapolate. Yes. Here we go. A classic oh, yes. jam. It's, it's it's funny, too, because it seems like this is going to be the Swamp Thing segment, I think, uh, coming up here. But, it's true. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, I know that Eric likes this issue. It's one of those where, and it's one of those where we talked earlier about Just League Odyssey. And I think that the charm, I guess, of these books is going to be getting to know the characters and seeing how they fit in the books. And I said, when we got the first Just League Dark issue, especially the number one, uh, you were trying to, you know, James Tynan was trying to work the magic of getting these characters to fit in this book. And that's why they, they are throwing a lot at these writers to make them fit. Well, now we're at the third issue. Everything seems fine. You're going to continue that. And uh, this is more of a Satana focus deal. And I would guess that we're going to continue. Wonder Woman steals the show. Yeah, she steals the show by the end. But again, it's uh, what I was going to get to by the end is the idea of, again, fitting these characters into the story. And I do like the interactions here. I like the interactions Mm -hmm. where you are setting up Zatanna at the beginning with her father of being someone who knows, you know, for people who don't know Zatanna, and I'm not exactly the expert of Zatanna that say, Reggie, you know way more than Zatanna and Eric. He loves the backwards magic. Uh, You know, but you, you get the setup at the beginning that I think is very well done of reminding people or telling them in the first place that she is well aware of magic, but mm-hmm. not just well aware of I can talk backwards and make people, you know, drop something or go away. She also knows the, the ramifications well, it's, and it's, the price it's this of whole, magic. The whole concept running through these the last two issues especially is that as you know, with even Doctor Strange, every magic book, the whole point Constantine is that magic has a price and that yes. they use these spells and for Zatanna it's backwards magic in order to yes. impose order on what is essentially a chaotic force. And I am because abs- her father wanted to be so so much of an asshole. Like everybody can use magic, honey. You have to do it backwards. Oh yeah. Well, you know, he was a hard ass. That's how daddies can yeah. be. Just the worst. But, um, you know, I, I I love that whole concept. Yeah, I, think, I know I you do. I think it's a I think it's a, a somewhat newer look at you know magic and comic books. Yeah. And for me, this issue, and I think probably Eric agrees with me on some of this. We'll find out. Uh, this was a lot of what I want to see from these characters. A lot of yeah. magic, a lot of spooky shit. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, shit not well, quite working out the way they want. And then, and that's why I like it uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying it's weird because it seemed like, you know, we, in the last issue of Just League, we had just had the big thing where we're changing Will Payton Starman's, you know, his, um, Origin to Lord. match up with the totality to be this new thing, you know, to bring him into the continuity proper and have a tie in what we're doing. Seems like we're doing the same thing with Zatar now, where we have these entities that exist in the like, you know, that dimension that like beyond our own, where magic comes from that we stole. And it seems that like, you know, instead of Zatara going to hell now, like, you know, and it seems like he went over there, like these entities took him from that whole thing with Constantine that and everything be, like that. That may be hell as we know it. It, it might be, be hell. It, it just that, seems yeah. like it's different than hell as we know it, actually, yeah. from like yeah, talking I, I, to Constantine. It, it, who has when we, when we look at the continuity of, of hell in the DCU, you expect to see Etrigan pop out basically when yeah. that happens. Yeah, we, we, we've yeah. seen yeah. hell a bunch of times. We have you know? a lot. Yeah. Now, here's the deal is uh, I think that, number one, this is probably the best Constantine book we've had in a long Absolutely. while. Also, and also that uh, when you do and, – and you said this is kind of the newer concept of the – you know, the price of magic. And I like that because without it, you do end up with, say, an enchantress on the Suicide Squad who can do everything so you get her knocked out. So you can't have these all-powerful things. Now, the problem we've had with this newer kind of scope at – 
they seem to tie they forget about it eventually i i think that tynan will not i think that he's really dealing with this and using pretty much a whole issue to kind of show us yes. that that's how he's going and the other thing that i really like about this series so far and think it's hilarious to me is that a normal deal, if you told me the lineup, you would have thought or I would have thought, oh, Detective Chimp, he's kind of going to be the comic relief. No, it's, it's Man Bad. It's Man Bad. It's the funny guy. That was Man-Bad. one of my favorite and, things of this issue. And it's the best part yeah. because you you would be worried about what is Man Bad going to give this book? Well, what he gives is the lightheartedness of it that he's a, a guy out of fool. Yeah. He's, well, he's, he's, he's just, just not supposed to be magic there. about him, you know what I mean? So he's, no, and he's so he shouldn't be there. You know what everybody, I mean? everybody, like, everybody a boy in this face told me that Dr. Face down on the other, yeah, we're past that, man, bat. And oh. I love the idea, yeah, and I love the idea, and and we all know how these things work out, that eventually they will almost have, like, the Zeppo oh, yeah. deal of the idea that he will save them all because of the fact that he is the bumbling idiot without magic, but I really love like when he comes up, he's like, "Yeah, there's this boy in this. Age. He's wrong turn. There's a boy in this space. A brilliant and, scientist and, uh, is somehow wrong uh, turn yeah. amongst these magic users." Yeah, and where I love it is that he pro- he is one of the smarter per- people here, but he's out of his element. This isn't his element yet. He is still Mambat, so but it goes like, in with the spookiness. I, so I do it, like that. It's weird too because it, I don't know if I like it or not. If it just grosses me out, or if like I find it endearing. It's weird. I have a weird mix of feelings. But like when uh, Bobo, Detective Chip, he gets turned to a sludge. Like there's Mambat with yeah, face. Yeah. I'll fix you, buddy. I'll follow yeah. you. Know, I'll science. He starts collecting the, the ooze into the face. Yeah, scooping like, him up. Ah, oh, you know, good for you, Mambat, but stop touching Bobo like that. Yeah. You know, he's he's gross. Je- he's Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Every time he shows up, hey, lady, and I love it because you don't have to have important things for everybody to do, but you need something for everybody to do, and he does, and it makes me laugh. And uh, so, not even knowing what to do half the time, as long as he's saying, I don't know what to do here. And I will tell you right now, in my mind, first off, this, this book looks fantastic. Sure it's also one of those where there's a lot of big panels. So the the story goes quick. This is one of those where we go to read to get ready for the podcast. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I, I just started this. It's over. But yet that's part of why I like it so much. The pacing to me is right on 100%. Yeah, well, for this issue, and which is so essentially by the like end, a – it's a really kind of an action, almost a, a magic slobber knocker for most yeah. of it, you know, where yeah. they're, they're going up against this upside down man who I think is just like a really great creepy, but not terrifying. He's like, gives, gives yeah, me the no. perfect amount he's of creepy. Release, he's you know? disgusting. He kind of grosses yeah. me out, but yeah. it's not like oozing, you know, it's like, he's like right on the cusp. And I feel like that hopefully they're saving, you know, freakier shit for later on. But you know, it's it's yeah, them yeah. all going up against him and failing. This this upside down man yeah. is like, and and, and the, why I love powerful. that is, yeah, it's this upside down. So we don't know who he is, but yet you end up, and Constantine's kind of a guest star in this as well. But you have Swamp Thing, who we most people know, all, all he's powerful yeah. as shit. Constantine, again, Elemental he Guardian. may screw people over. Powerful yeah. as shit, <laughs> I, and and then Satana, you set up the beginning. Powerful as shit, and they are just wiped aside by the well, upside down man until a, a the end, that where is... that makes Wonder Woman's deal that much more in- intense and and impressive. And yeah, they, it's one of those where I think that the way he sets it up is to hey, let's show all these big powerful things fail, 
So that Wonder Woman, who doesn't even know she has this magic in her, ends up saving the day. And it's crazy, the amount ends up with the tree. It's a weird thing, though, with the Upside Down Man, when he looks at Wonder Woman and he sees this hidden magic. Something yeah, he's the he one who kind of pushes it. Which is odd, because yeah. he's pretty much had to build a body. He is pure magic from what like you know human steel yeah. take from that other dimension that we use as magic. He is this pure thing. So no, no other magic. It's like pretty much, you know, just throwing him at him with you know there's no power beyond yeah. but when he sees wonder woman he sees something like that he doesn't recognize and he's like he get the weird curiosity that he has like oh let me just flip this on here and that's yeah. what i think has played out well like he shouldn't say anything yeah. this is his demise in this he's issue now he can't help himself down, because, because of what he says I mean, yeah. you're right and throughout and imagine, the issue he's yeah. always just like how interesting you know yeah yeah yeah, he can't keep his mouth shut because it's that, that's what he is. And this is, and I like the process of the, what are you? Oh, me? I'm Diana Themyscira. I'm an Amazon. No, no, no. That's who you are. What are you? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, but boom, she just hits with that mark on her head and, and things going on. It does go into the tree as well. Which, yeah. You know, they, we can get rid of these trees as well, soon as you possible. Know, the tr- the my tree mind, did die during this in. and then this. This brings yeah. it back to like full extra life. It's like super alive after this. Yeah. yeah, and then she passes out and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Well, and she well, even says, listen, I know a lot about power. I've never seen anything what like What is this. the deal with Constantine's and, demon blood in this? When does he have demon blood that like, you know, makes it so he can – this is the reason that he can control magic. That I don't really remember hearing. He got the demon blood in the 90s. Wasn't it to stable cancer? Sheen. Wasn't that the idea or something I, like I that? I don't remember anything it's about probably. it. All of a sudden, but they start talking not, about you know, As I recall, him. that's not what allows him to control me. He was already a magician when he got that, so... Yeah. Mm, okay, it, it you know. I like mean, listen... out of yeah. nowhere, and they talk listen, about it twice. I think it's for, to, for I a think character it's to that's, up that's the taken ante. as many fucking shitty hits as Constancy has since 2011... I'll pretty much take anything at face value if I get a decent. And, and really, face value. Character. I wish he was. I wish he was a main guy that continued on in this. I, I hope that he's he might, stays I, they, more. They ripped that demon blood out of him in this issue. I know. Yeah, it's so yeah. crazy. Oh. Uh, now we're back to square yeah, one as far as I'm concerned. Just like Jim said. Now he's just got hepatitis. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all he's got now. So isn't that magic in its own way? Isn't it? Happening? I don't like your magic shows. <laughs> the, the, the magic. Hey, kids, let me let me show you what disappears I'm next. David Copper, yeah, your FTD. life and your your innocence. There you go. That's what's going to disappear. But uh, yeah, I, I really like this, and I like the way he sets up the stakes to end it with Wonder Woman, which makes it even more impressive. Instead of it just being, "Hey, Wonder Woman, what's going on? You're glowing. Oh no, the magic!" Yeah, it, this really sets it up, especially to me that Swamp Thing shows up. I mean, Constantine to me, yeah, yeah, he's powerful as shit, as I said. But Swamp Thing, though, showing up and saying like, "This ends now. You are going to end this now." Be and he gone. just, boom, I was like, wow, that, that's not yeah. what you expect to see. Because Swamp Thing is, well, in my mind, unkillable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, that, that, that was to me, yeah, I really ra- like raised that. the stakes, made you feel like something actually important was happening here, which is not a feeling that yeah. we get to feel a lot of times <laughs> in these comics. No, is uh, this the big event? I, this I, book, almost, I, you know, I mean, <laughs> if this is a sea change to Wonder Woman, you know, I mean, what, is this going to come, when is this going to come up? In her books, or other, is it going to come up 
Justice well, League here's the deal. It does start next with the Witching Hour crossover starts yeah. in October. So, yeah, I think that that's what's going to carry on with this. So we'll we'll deal with that in the Wonder Woman book, which I'm excited to and, see. And that is, I believe, James Steinman's writing all of those. So, the, you the know, we're done. Time, it's not Steve Orlando. The last time I was excited what's about it? a change in Wonder Woman's kind of things, like, oh, my God, she has a twin brother? That didn't work out for me all that well. So I'm actually kind of concerned <laughs> right Oh, my now. God, she well. She has blade gauntlets. Oh my! Oh, a new at least that just went away. It never became go? a thing. <laughs> Where is this gonna go? Oh my! What about goodness. when she was deep powered yeah. and became a karate master? You like that one? That is true. He he yeah, wasn't was dealing like with stuff no, back then. No, that was, yeah, he that was, was not a long dealing with that. Ago. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, indeed. So this is uh, turned into a, probably one of my favorite books coming out from DC right now. It's, it's, it's one of my favorites really, as well. As a fan of these characters, and we talked about this a lot with Constantine, this is the tenor of the Constantine book that I wanted. Not exactly like this, but like, yeah, a whole bunch of fucked up magic. And then yeah. like, you know, just when you think you're up against the ropes, they pull out the old artifact or the somebody turns into a demon or something like that happens. This fall that and to all a T sudden, also. Constantine pulls out the demon blood. Yes. That's all. There's the Dracula. He pulls out That's that big demon energy and takes them all down. <laughs> and then but all I, uh, of a sudden, Wonder Woman's a, a conduit for Hecate. What? Something like that. Yeah, Some I don't care. Sort of care. a Dionysian uh, moon goddess. I'm not sure what the deal was there. But uh, I, I also got to say, you know what this was, guys? A three-issue arc. So, you know, right there, I was already ready to sing its That's phrases. Jam. I loved this. That's totally my jam. I love these short arcs. Uh, you know, and this one does feel like a complete three issues where, you know, we got to meet all the characters, a dangerous thing happened to them, and they pulled through together in the end. And, yeah, but it's uh, weird too because it feels like we kind of got away from the opening where whenever we use magic, it goes bad. And now everybody's yeah, just kind of yeah, using yeah, magic yeah. and there's like, you know, it's, it's not working against the you monster, gotta, but you gotta nothing fight bad's magic, happening. Magic. You never heard that? You never heard about that? You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta go up, up no, against No, I was magic. popular. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I, I, <laughs> okay, I hear which is, I mean, priest. You know, what they're basically saying, it's funny because now the place from whence <laughs> magic popular. derives no, is is coming back for revenge. So you'd think like they'd be like, oh, we got to cool it on the magic. Yeah. But what else are they going to use? These guys don't know how to shoot guns. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. So no. uh, they, they're, yeah. they're doing the best they can. I think that's visually, this is a great book. I'm having a blast with it, and I'm really enjoying it. I gave this issue an 8.5 out of 10. Holy moly, uh, I'm going to be overly positive. I give it a nine. I'm going straight up nine because I loved it. I had fun with this. It's uh, To me, like Reggie likes three-issue arcs. Uh, you have said this many a time. You just said it. I like issues that I can get done in three minutes. That, that is my – that is the Jim Warner trigger where I sit down and I'm like, all right, I got to read six books for, for what we have to talk about in, you know, 40 minutes. Okay. Oh, I'm done in 18 minutes, six books. I am in. Nine out of tens, all of them. I love them. And so – but with this, I was gripped by the whole thing. I liked how it was set up. And by the end, this is something that uh, we don't talk about a ton of, but – when are there these times where at the end of an issue you are genuinely shocked and surprised? Yeah. Because it doesn't happen much. You know, they try to do it. You know, Dick Grayson gets shot in the side of the head and you're like, oh, right. Jesus. This, at the end, I was like, holy moly, I, I didn't expect yeah. that. And I really liked it. So I'm, I'm going 9 out of 10 fully with that. What would you I'm give an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed the art in this issue. It's one of the best looking books that DC has right now. And not only that, but 
I care about each of the individual characters, especially you know, Man Bat, yep. who became have nowhere the comedy relief, which I really like him in this role in this aspect. Like, you know, yep. I'm having a really good action-packed story with a scary monster, and I'm get, being able to laugh at some of the characters because they legitimately are out of their depth and have nothing to do, and they're just trying to scramble. Yep. I just really had a good time. And by the end, when Wonder Woman stole the show from Zatanna, who really seemed we started, oh, let's learn about Zatanna. Yeah, really She's going to come gonna up. Yeah. Be the thing, yeah. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, one woman, bam, like, huh? well, you know what? I don't even know who I like the best, but I have a good time reading it. I can't wait for the next issue. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the next book, though, is not as popular. Let's go back and talk about Just League Dark again. Can we talk more Just League Dark? This one is coming down a little bit. It's uh, the, terrific, the Terrifics number eight storytellers, Dale Eaglesham and Jeff Lemire, a colors by Mike Atiye. Uh, you tell me Phantom Girl is now tangible. You tell me Dr. Dread is a heel. And now the four are not bound by a force and they tell, they can tell from a particular feel. I don't know, I don't know. What's the point of this book? I don't know. But, I don't know. You guys like Jimmy Buffett? You big fans? I hate Jimmy Buffett so much. Mr. Terrific in Paradise, mm-hmm. Paradise. There, I will I do all of them. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Wasting away again with the Terrifics. So my, is my that good? We barely get anywhere my again. Guys, I, is how I, come Dale Eaglesham it? never draws on a main book? I don't know. I don't I know. Hey, he's he wasted. He loves this guy's yeah. artwork. You know, I'm not saying it's the best nope. ever, but oh, the art's not a problem. This at all. He, he's a, he's ready. No. He, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he's ready for Superman, Batman, whatever the hell you name it. Yeah. I, I'd be happy to see him in any of those. And the terrific. Sure. I mean, I mean, again, and I've said this, this is not the first time. If you were to pick this book up at the store and just flip through it without reading one thing, I think you'd get the impression you ha- were looking at a really fun book. Yeah. Yeah, there's a uh, lot of you. fun yeah. visuals, big, big pages, a lot of things happening. But it's literally like I've realized this now. It's all of the, you know, people talk about they need comic books to be fun. This, this, but this comic is almost yeah. all fun, no story. There's no reason. Yeah, and happens. I'm not even having fun. Like, no, so no, if you don't no, have the fun, it's just my, no, my, here's yeah. here's some things. Like it starts out, they're still trapped in that in the the vines. So now Shadow Last, no. she can turn intangible and then tangible again. And now she can Phantom Girl. She, yeah. she can she can uh, she can yeah. now explode the vines. Why didn't she explode the vines before? We don't know. No one cares. All right. Oh now my just God. Go. Let's, this whole thi- let's when we jump in. Finish. And she's okay. All of a sudden, I was actually very upset because I'm like, all right, we've been doing this. You know what? We don't really have a good way for, you know, Phantom Girl to be good again. Well, we've been going to different worlds. She's just good again. Now she can get us out of this thing and we're just going to keep doing it. I'm like, nobody's questioning anything. For some reason, Metamorpho, he's, no. he's cured. And now Phantom Girl, she's cured too. But you know what? She can still use and, all and her the, powers. Uh, yeah. And it makes no sense. My biggest no problem is, is Jeff Lemire is, he's, he's bored with having them together. So out of nowhere, yeah. you know what? Let beep boop Gosh. boop. Oh, we don't have to be near each other. Let's split up. To me, Mr. Terrific's too smart to not think, okay, what happens when we go, like, what happens if we do separate and then that goes exactly. away? We're you dead. I mean? We're also, dead. Also, they've and, decided they know that they can separate because 
They just feel that way. You see what I'm saying? I had this. Yeah, also, he feeling. does a little experiment, but I don't even know what it means. He's beep, boop, boop. And, and so the other thing is, you have a big reveal at the end of Cliffhanger that is completely spoiled on the cover. Where oh, yeah. Into the realm of swamp things. So when you get to that, it's nothing. <clears throat> and even just the idea of, okay, we're going to separate to try to find, you know, Tom's, uh, you know, wife, wife and daughter, daughter and things. So, so. Hey, Plastic Man, you go off with the, the, the robot human. butler. I'm like, really? Really? That, that's what he's getting. And the problem I have with this is because they're separated now, when you do have Plastic Man, it's so much a reminder of the Gail Simone Plastic Man series in my mind, and that's not fun either to me. So when you get this, and all of a sudden you do see the gorilla and Duckster Dread, I'm like, I, I thought this book had some seriousness nope. to it and, and a story. It does not. It does not at all. Like you said, it's trying to be fun, but there's, there's nothing, nothing fun these. about like, for example, it to me. I no. love the concept of the Aztec Empire. This, this like, not me. Yeah, I've been reading Aztec uh, yeah, but it's T E C H. And that wasn't, wasn't featured tech, in, a, in, in a comic once. Wasn't this in JLA years ago? But I, I, something I, like I, I that. I could have handled them hanging out in this place and learning more but about you don't it. Get but anything. no, it's just like a little snippet. Same thing with the cartoon universe, which I was well, less even, yeah. even where we're at, though, when we're in this bog where the vines take over, and all the vines lead the trees. And, then the bog. and it might as well be a nightmare before Christmas because every tree leads to another realm, and we all have, like, you know, and, you know, Dr. Dredd yeah, through each of my is. people, but I memorized I'm like, I hope so. It was that one, that one, and that one. You know, like, how, like, it's not like yeah. he made a goddamn, and why, why it's, did he come back this through? Is, hope, this why? might as well have been another one of those Harley issues where they're like, oh my goodness, this must be the dream right. worlds, because that's it's all it talk. is. And I mean, it's did the, you know the, they were in, for example, yeah. the Forest of Eternity? That's that's something yeah. that's said in the yeah. caption, but they never talk about it because who gives a shit? No. It's irrelevant. No. You know, it doesn't matter. They're telling us where we are, but I'm like, you know, by the time we get to Tom Strong and Mr. Terrific and Slaughter Swamp Gotham City, I'm like, well, is this ours? Because when we go to Sapphire and Java for some reason, it's like Earth Zero. But I'm yeah, like, no. well, is this Slaughter yeah, Swamp and, Gotham and City? Even then, and and that's starting to get sexy yeah, time. And I'm like, I don't know what's J- going Java, on here. I really take, don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sapphire, yeah, she's uh, not into this. Actually, I mean, this is this is an old metamorpho thing going back to all of his series. Is that uh? Jabba loves uh, Sapphire, but yeah, she's yeah. with she wants to be with Rex, and that's why yeah, Jabba hates with Rex. Rex. Da, 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 da. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I don't think he's going to make it back. Oh, how do you? Then you have the, hey, uh, my, I'm Tom Strong. How are you, Mr. Trivic? You got a family? I did. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> we you got the Trivics the there. And they, yeah, I know, in a car. Uh, they, hey, but you have that, that team of yours, the Terrifics. They're pretty cool. Uh, where'd you get that oh, name? The Terrifics sounds pretty hokey to me. Huh, the girl said it. You know, the, the girl with the dog. All right, there we go. Swamp things here. How dare you defile my place of oh, no, that. Now, uh, that, ending, that ending is actually from the introduction to the Swamp Things show. Which I, I had to laugh at that. That was just an Easter egg for people that know that yeah, thing. That was, yeah. That's the exact and thing again, he though, said. And again, though, I don't need I Easter eggs. I don't need Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah. I don't need Looney Tunes with Plastic Man. I don't need, you know, Metamorpho with, with you know, Phantom Girl, but doing nothing. I don't need number nine. Yeah, I don't need these things. Uh, we don't have a story. This is like almost like this was a cool down issue to something where we haven't gotten, and this is still amazes me. This I mean, is a Jeff Meyer book because he's not like by this. this. Point, it, it we, just, have, we should have a lot more than what we're getting. This bull, this bullshit yeah. about like 
Now that now they don't have to be together. Now Phantom Girl can do no. this now. And it just happened. And it's just there, it's that just happened seemed to be the biggest point. It's like uh, yeah. like whatever then for this book. Well, it's even just the thing, a bunch we, of we, nonsense. We we finally get Tom Strong's like, oh my god, we found your distress beacon, you know, in the the dark multiverse. And so like, it's yeah. like you know, didn't that say like I, if, if you're reading multiverse. this, I'm dead? I'm like, oh, I just left yeah, that as yeah, a warning. I'm, I'm like, what? Yeah, what a warning about. Yeah. No, he was dead to them because he's out of the dark multiverse. This, and this goes book from and the way point it's set a up, to point B in this. It, it, yeah. And all the, and the weird thing is, is again, we go back to this idea that this is the Marvel way. So the arts, John, and maybe that's what's happening in some of these that we've talked about this before. But the other thing is, is I have never Get seen so that. many different types of books that end up seeming to be. As you read it, you're like, okay, I guess the editors wanted that. Like, you, you actually can read the book saying, oh, I guess the editors didn't want them together because that was the pretty much the that main the thing they were trying to figure out. Book, yeah, yeah. Uh, intangible fan. Okay, I guess they didn't want that anymore. I mean, you just had things happen just to open up the book a little, but it's never earned. It's never makes sense because it's just there. Yeah, it just and you have Tom Strong there. Well, I don't even know why the hell they're dealing with him. Well, I mean, half the time I'm, I thought at this point, they're like, what, we can separate? Smell you later. I'm out of here. I'm going home. And so you just get nothing. And you know, it'll be yeah, terrific just, ending this team later, y'all. I, I believe oh, that oh, you know, no, all you these it. books are going to be ending, I believe. Comes back, baby. Uh, yeah. I don't want element dog anymore. I need element zoo. Uh, what'd you give it, Reggie? Um, did I mention that uh, Dale Eaglesham is fucking awesome? And I, I love radar. Yeah, there were did. so many scenes in here, and I love the way he drew Plastic Man. But all of them, they're they're so good, and I really just spent the whole time wondering why isn't this guy drawing a main book? Why is he always drawing these like weird? Side books, it's always like Secret, like Secret Six, Six or, yeah. or something like this, and the, the, they yeah. look terrific, yeah. and they look amazing, but like, what the hell, you know what I mean? Uh, for that reason, I, I gave it a 5.5 out of 10. I probably would have gotten closer to the fuck you score, if not on it no. otherwise. But uh, yeah, this this book is like visually great. Like I say, if you don't read it, yeah. you really probably get the impression that it's a really fun Just page book. to it and have some fun. But then fun, if you yeah. read it, you're like, why is anything happening? Nothing happens for yeah, any reason. I, I I'm not even sure it. who the, if the villain is still Dr. Dredd. It's, it seems like everyone. Yeah, said, and they no one, say it you know. is, but you never know. Oh, they also yeah, said yeah, Stag was involved. You know, he, I know. Who can so tell? Who the hell's the, the bad guy? So yeah, yeah 5.5 out of 10. Yeah, I would say that the uh, the art by Dale Eaglesham is terrific, but I'm going five point five as terrific. well. Uh, yeah, I just yeah, I just I could I could care less about this book. I, I just every time it pops up, I'm like, oh really? And we have some canceled? stinkers. Why is this that should be one of the best and fun books? Why do I I not care? And it's I, like I can't say I hate it. I just don't care. Yeah. And isn't that seem worse? like the writer cares so, either? Five point I know. Five point five. How about you? Four out of ten. I really enjoy the art. It's just I'm telling you, when you read it and you realize that the re- the writer or the artist is writing it at the seat of their pants, like, well, I need this to happen now. So it can happen. It just gets really tiresome. Like you didn't put any thought in yeah. this. Why should I even bother reading it? So I'm telling you, it, yeah, it seems there's, there's some fun characters that people will probably like, but you put them as a team and give them nothing to do. It's like it's it's not a fun book. I just it's pretty pictures to look at is what it is at the end of the day. I agree, uh, but we're going to move on to the next and last book of Reggie's section, which is the start of a new era. That's a right. new era of Batgirl, and let's see what we think. What a, give it to us, it Reggie. It is Batgirl number 27, written by Mayor Greed Scott, art by Paul Pelletier, Norm Ratmond, and Jordi Belair. 
All you artists kill a family like this. Life just the bodies don't stop, don't miss. All you back girls feel a little bit pissed. Fell out a window, then the chip gone blitz. Just do it, do it, do it. Do it, do it, do it now. My neck, my back, microchip above my crack. My neck, my back, microchip above my crack. My neck, my back, microchip above my crack. My neck. My back, microchip above my crack. That turn you guys on, or <laughs> my my ears, yeah. my brain. Yeah. It went on yes, way it too did. much insane. Yes, it did. <laughs> I love it. You didn't. You didn't. Yeah, I like Eric's. I like Eric's crack. Is what I like. Eric says crack. crack. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh my. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a new era. The problem I have with this issue, and and pretty much the only uh, problem, because I love the dialogue. I think that she uh, already has a pretty good dialogue deal. I like some of the hooks that she does. It just takes a while to get into it, and I think that that's the only real big issue I have until she gets into the Batgirl suit, which is three quarters yeah, of the way in. Yeah, it's almost at the end, but it does I kind pick of up was, heavily yeah. from there. It was rough to and get she, to that yeah, point. It does. I'm telling you, that it is rough whole... to get to that point. I understand that she's trying to set this up and trying to give us some things, but it, boy, it, it takes a well, while. I'm telling you, it, it really a lot does. of pages are done where she's writing down what she knows about grotesque in shorthand just in case she can't solve this case and needs somebody else to do it. I'm like, yes. why, yeah. why are we taking this long for her to yeah. decide that, you know, I might not be able to just for her to say, well, I'm going to go and do it then. You know what the best thing is? I really, really thought, because as this is going on, she's having problems. She yeah. passed out. Right. They took her to the hospital. I They're saying, I like, in a, she couldn't write anymore. Like, she, she couldn't yeah, write. Like, That's oh. what I thought, because they were pretty much giving you the idea that she was kind of, she couldn't but think so right. She couldn't remember better. things. I actually thought it was, I mean, I agree with Eric. It's, it goes on for pages. It's ridiculous, where she could have just been like, let me write it down in shorthand. But she even says she's like, Batman will understand it. Not a lot of people yeah, do yeah. no shorthand I'm anymore, but Batman yeah. will understand it. It's like, that I, is cool I'm that she's you. leaving a it is cool. It made me so it made me laugh so yeah. much that I thought that it was going to be one of those where she's writing this nonsense, and then Gordon was going to be like, funny or "Very, you guys just not very know good, on. very good, baby. <laughs> that's that's I great." I, like, I here you go, letter. Dad. That's really good. It says, "I love you, Dad. Thank you very much, <laughs> Barbara." Oh, I did because she's lo- she's looking at her hand and she's like, "I used to know every muscle and bone here, but I can't remember any." Oh my God! Give me a for a minute. Give me a pad and paper. Here, I'm going to write it out. Here you go, Dad. I just wrote the great American novel. Uh, but Barbara, <laughs> sure that's did, just did. a lot of squiggly lines of things. No, no, Daddy. It's not. Like You're right. It is. She, like, she goes down. Uh, lucky, lucky you. You didn't need anything from the United Way. <laughs> they go out and like he's like, uh, uh, by the way, uh, ma'am, uh, how much sedative do you have on my daughter? Oh, we, we haven't given her any yet. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. But yeah, uh, it just made me laugh with that uh, because she's doing that. And yeah, she's writing down some sort of thing it makes it because of the overemphasis it makes it seem to me that that will come into play later but i don't think it will no, i think see. it was just her she, might, doing to, that, she but might lose her memory and need to refer to it later to come back maybe we'll and maybe that's it yeah there is something going on because yeah. it's really really stressed now i, I will say all that you know now we're at halfway whatever I do actually like it even when she gets back to her house uh, or Jim Gordon's house. Her dad says, why don't you live with me? She, and you, do reference you, recover, the, yeah. you reference the Gordon clean energy. At least there's some references to these things. She's what? getting things right. Why is right, Alicia which, running it instead of Frankie? 
I don't know. They, they, Frankie's mentioned, but more as the roommate. I think it got a little. I, I think it got swapped yeah. a little there. But I think Alicia may be working there as well at one point. It, but right? I think maybe she was a figureheader. But even so, they're doing that. And as Eric has told me, Margaret Scott has. She's a Transformers writer as well that really does care about continuity so i like that she has gone and checked things out at least she's giving it the effort but i really do like and i'll tell you i think i said when she gets in the costume i actually think it picks up a little bit and then it kind of veers off again but i really like when barbara goes into her room she ends up standing up and the whole thing of i'm not going to be in a wheelchair again uh it seems like jim gordon is like oh no my daughter again the cripple uh but she goes in the room and i like her remembering now again that's where i punch the wall seems crazy but uh her anymore when she yeah, got so angry at her dad for something like how he felt when she that's was in a when chair. it veers off again yeah i do like though when she goes in and remembers some of the things like oh man there's the worn you know the the uh the windowsill because of me coming in and out his background and kind of going My back and i was year, like yeah and I thought, like, boy, have you not visited your dad? It seems like uh, you've never I, visited. I haven't visited my mother in over a year. There you yeah, go. Yeah, really. She came. She came to work, tracking him no, down. Really? There you go. Yeah, she did. Oh God, you were yeah, you in yeah. that day? Don't say that, Eric. This is not Patreon only. <laughs> I will remind so you. So, girl, you say. Uh, yeah, Batgirl, but she ends up looking at her old wheelchair. It's like, I don't want to look at that dirty wheelchair. I'm, my dad wants me to be in that. It's a, it's a weird I mean, as stupid as, as, I, stupid I thought as that, that, one, that one scene is where she, I really saw her as being like a petulant child again. Like, this is a thing when you go, yeah. when you go back to stay with your parents, you regress into your old roles. And I saw a little bit of that. Yes, you do. Maybe that's me making an excuse or something, but. Like Eric, that's why he doesn't want to go back. That's, he that's doesn't like I that it. version I mean, of Eric. I mean, I've seen it happen in real life plenty of times. Yeah. It's almost insane how like a 30-year-old can turn into a fucking... <laughs> Not an Eric's old. fake... Uh, da- oh, yeah, I, I'm telling you, there are times where you will go back and like all of a sudden then your mom and dad, that your mom's doing your laundry, yeah. you're complaining well, that, that the internet isn't fast. In the you know. same way they always did, you know what I mean? But, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a little weird, but it does serve to basically get Jim Gordon out of the damn room so she could... Whip out her new background. I'm, I'm telling you, she this, got this, her this old proto- prototype. This though. prototype uh, suit that she was working on, that she for some reason, you know, I'm telling you, this had, had to have been years ago, maybe even after year one. She was working on a prototype suit that she just left here. And it's such a weird yeah. idea that we're going to put yeah. this on for this mission, but she's not going to go back to her newer costume. You know, if you, we would have well, destroyed that me, good, I mean, and that's really. the reason that we needed a yeah. new costume, and not Here's just because she's deal. home, it would have made a lot but more you sense. you know, that's – it's just to get a new costume. I know, I but mean, like make it make sense. the deal again, yeah. I, I guess that I, to I, me, I she's going to do this, and it's going to be a reminder. Though. I like Yeah, I, I just think it's going to be like, oh, man, I had some fun in that costume. I think it's lucky. I'm going to stay with that, and she'll just stay with it. But, yeah, the whole deal is that she's been chasing grotesque and i like the setup that we had in the annual and the you know the issue before and all where she has mentioned a bunch of times boy this doesn't seem like grotesque it does not seem like his mo she mentions it again here where it's like grotesque usually doesn't go this far with this stuff and he has and she ends up then tracking him down uh you know going by his alias things like that and finds out that indeed she hasn't been facing the grotesque that she knows uh He's dead and in a refrigerator, almost like fridge. a, you know, yeah. a wink, wink. I know, I, He's I, been fridged, almost wink, like the, the wink, wink. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a wink, a lot of it's a guy this time. Run. So him, him yeah. Felipe, like, you know, original grotesque being in a fridge, it's just 
just another one of those in my mind. That yeah, we're yeah, gonna I get think back so to the too. Darker it, it, I actually story smiled that a lot of about it. I actually thought, and that's where you get this. Where I think that where she was going with this is, yeah, and even the Oracle stuff. I mean, you're really giving a lot of winks about it, but also going with the wink of, hey, I don't want that to happen again and all. Because when she is in the hospital, just because we kind of went past it, they do mention, boy, you know, you're gonna have to have this implant replaced because there's a lot of wear and tear on this that we cannot really uh, explain from a normal girl who just goes around, you know, and, you know, her father, who is oblivious to anything Batgirl and her connection, just, I told you, you got, you got to take it easy there. So you have that in the background, but this is darker. And this is the thing where, you know, we have talked about Heroes in Crisis. We've talked about, and, and you could throw shade at me and Eric and everybody, like, oh man, you don't like this Heroes in Crisis darkness, but there you are with the Teen Titans, with Damien in the basement. I don't mind if I'm enjoying the story and there's a story around it and we go, I like this. And I the like thing the is, darker even with background. That, we're getting away from a, like a long years of a of, you know a of, terrible yeah, run of a series. So when they try something new, whether it be darker, I want to see how it plays out because that's the I'll thing. Try that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind dark if there's a story around it, and I I'm actually enjoying the different facets of the story because she's there with this new grotesque. He's attacking her. He is using you know the electric deal to try to get her again. Also, even though the deal, I was waiting for somebody to get on Twitter and like how could how dare they have Batgirl talk about when she was so drunk on vodka and got sad. That that whole beginning of Burnside Batgirl was just her going and getting drunk. And mm. picking up she guys. after a seemed. drunk driver, drunk herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was drunk, but she, and she it, got it laid, was crazy. Bro, you know what I mean? Yeah, she did. Well, that's why she had problems because every guy that she brought home was a villain. Yeah. Uh, but it, this whole deal of her ends up she passes out because again she gets all wonky. Oh my god, this implant! Oh, it's after, doing this. After sending a text to the cops to say a crime yeah. is being committed at the escort, <laughs> won't you help me stop yeah, it? I like I'm that. Like, really? Well, it, it's like this invitation, yeah, like, a, an, like an evite, evite yeah. an evite to a, an eight-year-old's party. But she sends that, and I do like this again because I like the process how she thought this out of when Batgirl starts going wonky she starts like even like oh I need to get some air I need to get out of here and she goes and realizes I'm going to pass out it's almost like the point where she's about to choke to death and she's got to find out where to go to be found and whatever but I like that process of her trying to figure out okay I'm going to pass out I'm not going to be able to stop this Okay, I see a trash can there. I just hope it works and just passes out and goes in the trash yep. can and then comes to and then like, okay, what did I miss? I'm going to go up. I, he, she had grotesque tied up. So she goes back up to get him, hoping the cops were there to arrest him and finds out that she, he has basically set her up with the there dead. There she is, Batgirl, the murderer. And yep. it's so funny to me because it's like, it's the opposite of the idea of like that Mr. Freeze thing in Batman where I mean the minute that they're like there she is the murderer of this body that's been here two weeks and is frozen. I mean there there's a little more going on besides a batarang, but we'll see how that works out. But it, it's cool. And I, I think that maybe she'll jump back out the window or whatever happens here. Who knows? But I like it. I did like it. Yeah. Though it took a while to get going, uh, but you know sometimes time. that happens. It was, so it was slow in the beginning. You know, I, I took a lot of the beginning, a lot of the conversation, and the fact that she was, you know, working out the problems and and, and yeah. writing the thing in shorthand, and a lot of her internal. My life was it's a lot of recap. It, it stuff. was it was a lot of stuff to remind us, hey, that girl's yeah. smart again. You know what I mean? Exactly. She's, she's I, no I longer think so just going to stumble on shit and be like, oh, what? Whoa, something's happening. What, and what's and going again. On? 
And I, uh, I that, like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> now, are you are you thinking that because I think they were trying to push it? Do you think this new costume really made waves? I mean, you're in a week of mm. the heroes in crisis. You really also have like Doomsday Clock come out. I like you have the, the Justice League Odyssey. But I'd I think like to that see what the cowl yeah. change a little bit. Yeah, I don't mind that. But I like think that what they're doing too, here. Right. My main point is, I think that what they're doing here is thinking that maybe with this new costume, a new writer, you're going to have a lot of new readers. Mm-hmm. And they, she wanted to kind of catch people. There are some people who didn't know that she has an implant. There are people who don't know that she was Oracle in a, a wheelchair at one point. So a lot of that to me and that, you know, Gordon and living and her clean energy, I think that all that – to me, can almost all be summed up with the idea of it has to be a jumping on point for new readers. Be- and and once you get past that and go forward with the story that we've already been going through, so you get to this point where you're almost like, okay, this is where we jump back in because we know all that other stuff, so let's go. I had a lot of fun. I liked it. And, you know, fun, but it's dark. But I do like seeing Batgirl. Like I said, even the idea of her almost passing out because of this wonky implant and she's smart enough to check out the to scene, know yeah. the deal, and do it that is smarter in a crazy way than anything we saw before she jumped on the book of any run that we've seen in years and that's crazy that that would be a a thing of being one of the smartest things she's done i really liked it i I thought that it was good uh what did you give it reggie uh i had a good time with it i really don't have any huge complaints except for a little sluggish in the beginning uh definitely i think the new costume is a huge improvement i love the big yellow logo it reminds me of some classic Batgirl outfits from the, yeah, the like days the of yore. And uh, I'm definitely, for the first time in a long time, really looking forward to the next issue of Batgirl. Yeah. So that's kind of a, a brand, a new thing that I haven't felt in a long time. So uh, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. That's what I'm giving it. I know Eric Shea will not be as, as uh, positive, but yeah, I'm giving it a set. I like the art a Poor lot. Eric Shea. Uh, I liked it, and yeah, Eric Shea. He, he we've been told that he's miserable. I, I hear, but huh. I, I do really like this. But yeah, it takes some time to get going. Uh, like, Eric, I, I'm still fully on board. I'm still yeah, really yeah, I know. interested in this background run. I'm, it's got me very excited. This issue just kind of fell a little bit flat for me to get to where it yeah. needed to go because that first half, I tell you, until she puts on the costume and gets out the window, I was so bored with this whole thing. Like this whole wrap around, you know, yeah, we have to talk I about her, you like, you know, her spine being have to her, like, you know, implant having to be fixed, but the shorthand just in case of this while her father's still like, you know, the, the recap, but not even being in depth enough to really, in my mind, catch new readers up with what they're talking about. I, mean, I think it that it's more really of like tedious. a, uh, so I, I mean, I, I would yeah, give this uh, issue a 6.3 out of 10. I think it's more of a, uh, you know, not going to explain everything because you really can't. I think it was more of like a guide to be like, okay, uh, maybe I should look into that. I'll check on Google. What's this about an implant and see and go. Uh, but yeah, I, I understand. It's, it's definitely not something that's going to tell you the be all end all of this Batgirl, but I do like, I like that she not only tries to get the continuity and maybe a little thing got wonky with Alicia, but whatever, but she is basing a lot of the things going on in her run already on past continuity not past continuity this continuity but past stories and things like that we rarely see that we don't even see that with the big yeah we don't even see that like a tom king he he just decides what he wants and goes steve orlando that guy's throwing anything on the page doesn't Mm. matter if it's even in this continuity or not yeah and then (laughs) so and this isn't a hey what i'm gonna do is uh i'm gonna reinvent background i'm gonna redo this i'm gonna change i'm gonna do this everything to me seems a natural progression of what it was before to almost 
almost like growing up because in her, you know, Burnside background, half of it was just, hey, look at me, I'm online. Oh my <laughs> goodness, I'm yeah, on. She the- had a midlife crisis for that. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm I'm on the G Cube. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> crazy things they used to yell and stuff. But yeah, I think that this is a big improvement. So I'm looking She's forward to. She's all on board to it. with them Geo Cities. Yeah. Oh my goodness, look at me. I got me my MySpace there. Why don't you hit me up on my messenger? There. Hey, oh no, my beeper just went off. I gotta get to a payphone. There you go. There's my there's my old Batgirl with the pretty social fat, media. Pretty hot and tempting, am social I right? Social media of the day. Hey there. Hey, you look pretty bad. You know, that means good, bad, you know there. You ain't nothing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> scene. But yeah, we're going to move on now because Reggie, again, you know, uh, no Sandman no Universe Sandman books, right? this week, but Crazy. next week. Next week we have a we have one, and then I believe it's going to be one every week. If every they week, do, so if it's going to catch up with their the schedule. Deal. We'll see what okay. happens. Okay, well that's cool. So we'll be doing that, but uh, we will be talking with Chris about some things as well. So we will commandeer Chris from you, Reggie, and we will talk to him. Of, of course, it's Raven, and that's later. Oh, that's who, so Raven. That's so Raven. That's the problem. It is so Raven. But we're going to go off now. <laughs> I'm so gone. Some, oh yeah, we're going to go off to some mail. you live uh, and very sleepy it's your boy hollywood kid who has no sleep skype recorder launched i'm on audacity why is skype recorder that's weird um yeah <laughs> listen um oh it's the day after uh ncbd hashtag ncbd it's thursday also, the day after, uh, me and Mark, shout out to Batman Beyond Mark of Batman Beyond fame, uh, recorded the second episode of our, of our podcast, Hero Notes, the My Hero Academia recap podcast. I'm just going to plug that, plug that right there, at Hero Notes Pod on the Twitters. Uh, I want to thank everybody uh, on the Slack chat. 
uh, who 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 listened and enjoyed it. And Andrew in Belfast, he liked it. He sent a mail. I like that. And uh, I want to thank a big big thanks to Jim for putting it up on the Patreons. Um, and letting 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 me and Mark steal the spotlight for a little bit, which I know Jim doesn't like when people steal the spotlight, but you know, um, we stole it and everybody loves us, uh, you know. So what are you gonna do about it, Jim? I don't know, but um, yeah, then we recorded the the next episode, uh, which I'll be uploading after I finish recording this. I'm just a recording machine. This is what Jim feels like. Uh, but yeah. Uh, we recorded that and and we probably finished around like 1am last night uh, and I was like oh, Sherlock you know how long <laughs> oh god how long will it will it will it take to edit you know I can edit this and then I then I'll go to bed and then I I I finished editing it and it was like 5am and I was like oh 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 and then and then oh it's very tired. Uh, hang on, let me just get a bit of tea. Oh, I need a bit of caffeine, you know. But it's very fun, uh, and I think we did a good job. Uh, I don't want to toot my own horn. I think uh, Mark did a great job, and I did an all right job. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, you can you can listen to that uh, on Hero Notes podcast. Uh, there you go. Just finished my plugging right there. Onto the books. Hang on, let me just put the tea. There we go, and. Then, uh, there we go. Got some books. It's a big week for the books this week. Um and I've only read a couple. I'm very tired. <laughs> so I'm going to just right, Heroes in Crisis. Let's just get down to business. I thought it was a bit wacky. Um oh, the art's great though. I'll tell you that. Uh, Clay Man is the art's the best part of the book. Um but everything else, the words, mm, I don't know about that, but um the art's great. Uh, and I'm glad Kyle didn't die. Um, spoilers. Well, I suppose you'd be really, you'd have listened or what read, watched the the episode of the, the on the TV, so you wouldn't need the spoilers. But yeah, um, uh, rest in peace, everybody. Rest in peace, hope. Am I right, Jesus? I think Batman actually says the hope is now a weapon, and I'm like, what? That's not very rebirth of you, Batman. Jeez Louise. Uh, yeah, but I like the art, I suppose. So, I, I don't know. Um, your mileage may vary. I'm sure everybody will have a lot to say about it. Um, the art was... <laughs> the art was great. Oh, I think some of the best in Clayman's career. It was beautiful. Like, just don't read the words and you'd be grand. Uh, until you get to the page about Wally and Arsenal. What a load of nonsense. Wally didn't even get one of them nine panel grid but like like they they gave one of them nine panel grids to fucking Blue Jay. You know, all, all the Blue Jay fans out there. Shout out to the Blue Jay fans, but none 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 for for my boy Wally West. If I was like if I was a big Wally West fan, I'd be like nah, I, I like Wally West, but if I was a big Wally West fan, I'd be like, What the what the heck? What the heck, DC? Um speaking about DC I liked Justice League Odyssey, uh, and that had great art as well. I'll tell you what, like maybe it's because I'm tired. I just like looking at the pictures, but um, the art's this great. This is great art, and and at the end of the book, you get a wee um, 
you get a wee preview for the for the uh, Liam Sharp art on the Green Lantern and the new logo and everything. Green Delight. That looked very nice, so I like that. And then on the Marvel books, I read um, I read the Edge of the Spider Geddens, number four, and that was nice. Uh, oh, is the the fresh start hashtag fresh start. You get all up in the fresh start. Uh, what's the? Well, I don't know why Eric says I'm very tired. And then um, yeah, that was good. And then I liked the, the Edge. Is, no, not the Edge. I just liked the Spider Geddon issue zero, um. Because I had the Spider-Man from the game. And I liked the Spider-Man from the game. Because I liked the game. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. And the art was great. But very good art this week. Lots of pretty pictures. I like looking at the... They're very good. And then... Um, and... Uh, yeah, no. Like, I wouldn't mind, actually, if we could see... Like, I know he's going to be showing up in the Spider-Geddon. But I wouldn't mind if we saw more of that uh, Peter from the, from the game... And I, I think they should give him his own book. Because now, especially with Renew Your Vows is ending. I think it is ended, actually. Um, You could get another, give another book. And he's very good. And Christmas Gage is very good. He wrote this. So, yeah. Very good. Um, Very good out of ten, is what I would say. And, um, what the heck, Heroes in Crisis. There we go. That's uh, Hollywood Kids Hot Takes. Uh, shout out to everybody. Everybody's doing a great job in the Get Fresh crew. I want to very, very... Oh, Simon did good job on um, the script doctor. That was very good. And then uh, uh, Jeremy did... Jeremy's doing the Lord's work. Uh, making, deciphering the, the secret code of Orlando my goodness uh the lord's work um and uh, everybody everybody's and my boy mark for putting up with my nonsense and uh everybody and and jim and eric and everybody who's rant raves and if you're listening to this go and listen to hero notes podcast you know what i'm saying but uh, yeah no but apart from that bada bing i'm gonna go uh to sleep. Exo, exo, exo. Hello, boys. Bring it back, Billy here. Are you boys feeling sexy yet? Oh, baby, you know I'm feeling good. Hey, I heard you two are bringing back slap bracelets to the podcast. Oh, slap. Don't slap me. And uh, Eric, I heard your chunky ass was bringing gushers back to the podcast. Whoa, gooey ooey in my mouth, baby. Yes. And Jim, I heard you were bringing back Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Oh, yes, you know you bring that back. Sup, Weird Science? This is Batman Beyond Mark, and I'm here to bring you uh, the review for this month's Batman Beyond issue, uh, Batman Beyond number 24, uh, Target Batman Part 5. Uh, and, uh, written by Dan Jurgens, uh, artist Will Conrad, letterer Travis 
Lanham. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And the colorist is David Barron. Um, before we get into the actual issue, uh, I, I always talk covers because I like them. The normal one is pretty good with Batman being electrocuted on the chair. has nothing to do with anything. But the variant is fantastic. It's black and white. I believe completely black and white. With uh, Batman standing on... Nope, the... Uh, the bat symbol on his chest is red, standing on what I can only assume is the bat signal, and it's lighting up, uh, and it's dark out, and the light is going up on him, and it's raining, and it looks, it just looks so good. Um, uh, this issue picks up just before, you could say last issue, picks up specifically, uh, three minutes and 24 seconds before the end of last issue, and we see, uh, Melanie, 10, uh, kind of just going through the crowd of everybody who's just all, all these people try this is basically riot of all these people who are trying to kill Batman. And she's like, what is going on? We see the Batmobile uh, go flying overhead. Um, and then uh, Dana finds her and she's like, Dana, are, are you're, with, you're with them. What is going on? Um, and Dana's like, we need to kill the bat. That's his chariot, blah, blah, blah. And then we see the Batmobile explode, and uh, Melanie just, just runs off, uh, basically like, no, something needs to be done. This is crazy. Um, and from there, we pick up kind of where we were at the end of last issue. The end of last issue, Terry gets hit, his, the belt of the suit is broken, and he yells no as he's uh, falling to his doom. Here we pick up with him uh, falling, but now he is unconscious. He is unconscious, and he is woken up uh, over the the headset in his suit uh, by Bruce, who is clearly fighting off whatever's going on. I believe he says, uh, Terry's kind of waking up, and he's like, good, then death will claim me. And he's like, no, wait, no, this is not, this is not right. And he's trying to figure out what's going on, and he's thinking, it, it, it can't be gas. The, 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 the gas couldn't have gotten Bruce where he is. He's sealed in. Um, so it has to be some type of electronic. So he, he basically cuts off the monitors. Um, and, and he tries to get through to Matt, and Matt is just not responsive to this. He's just not understanding. And then uh, Terry, who is kind of just regaining consciousness and about to hit the crowd, uh, is saved by 10 on one of her flying cards. And I gotta say, uh, she looks still a little bit like a robot, but significantly less like a robot than she has in the past. But uh, to compensate for that, they got rid of her nose when she's in the costume. So that's a, that's a thing. Um, but yeah. So Bruce is trying to figure out exactly how it's going on. And he kind of comes to the idea that maybe it's, maybe it's not just an audio thing. Maybe, maybe it's both an audio and a visual thing, considering the day and age they're in, which is still post-apocalyptic, but there are screens and audio everywhere. Uh, and then we kind of cut back to the crowd, where we do see Dana, part of the crowd, basically saying we need to go find and kill them all. Uh, Melanie's like, do you have any idea what's going on? Um, and Batman is basically like, hey, you, you remember that Scarecrow guy? And she's like, yeah, the guy from years ago, isn't he dead? And, she, and he's like, yeah, maybe, there's there's a new one and apparently more powerful so that's what we're dealing with and uh he's gotten to basically everybody except for you for some reason uh me and uh but he did get to my 
partner. And that's when Matt comes flying in and attacks. And uh, I want to take a moment to say how happy I am that we finally settled on a color scheme for Matt. Because I believe this is the first like two issues in a row where his costume hasn't changed in some way. Um, we're actually sticking to... <laughs> We're sticking to the turnarounds that we, we drew for the character, the, char the character model. Um, though he still appears to be about as, maybe just a, like a head shorter than Terry, but still pretty tall. Uh, Bruce is still trying to get through to him, and it's not going well. And Matt is just using all these high explosives on him, uh, on the two. And then from there, we cut back to uh, Jack Ryan and uh, Scarecrow. And he's trying to get through to her, and... He's, she starts threatening him, basically saying, there's no Adeline anymore, it's just only Scarecrow. And he's basically like, don't even bother using, using like, fear gas on me. Like, I used to use fear on people. Like, you've got nothing that can bother me specifically. Uh, with a great panel of him, kind of with, like, a, the creeper, kind of, like, in the background, kind of just, like, a spirit, basically showing that he was once um, the creeper. Uh, but then she's like, oh, yeah, no, gasp, that's, that's so old. Uh, we're modern. We use technology now. And she hits a button and it starts affecting him. And like, it, it's, you can see it physically affecting him. Like he's fighting off whatever it is. And he uses kind of the last bit of his kind of resolve to call Bruce and basically be like, yeah, no, it was, it's bad. It's bad. It's technology. It's bad. Um, and then we go back to the rooftop where, uh, uh, Batman and 10 are facing off against Robin. And, they're basically like, okay, we just we just need to we don't hurt. We need to restrain him. Don't hurt him, uh, and we can, we can fix this. Um, but Matt is not taking any of it, and he throws out. I guess they're they're wingdings, or they they honestly look like batarangs. They they look like batarangs, but not the Batman Beyond batarangs. They they look kind of like modified normal like continuity like the standard batarangs. Which I'm gonna be honest, I don't really I don't really like. Uh, I would have liked if it was some play off of the the beyond batarangs or just the beyond batarangs not these older ones i, I don't know it just it, it's a it just doesn't it, it feels like it doesn't quite fit with kind of the theming of all the characters and kind of the world they're in it it'd be one thing if like you see a bruce throwing an old batarang but it's just for for this new suit to not have the the latest stuff that like collapses it, it, it felt weird. Um, and 10 actually takes a battering right into the shoulder, and it's pretty bloody. Um, so they keep trying... Uh, Bruce is still trying to jam the stuff that's going on now that he has kind of a better idea of what he's trying to to work against. And 10 and uh, Batman keep trying to fight off Matt, and it doesn't go well. Uh, 10 gets pretty banged up. And then uh, in this time, Commissioner Gordon, who has really been getting around, she, first she was on the ground with her SWAT team, and then she got up high with, like, a turret, and now she's in a, just a, a, a jet. Like, she she has moved very quickly. Um, and basically, she's leading a, a jet team in to basically blow them up. Uh, and ten, so Ten ends up taking a hit from a pretty high explosive, uh, and Terry goes and grabs her and shields her. Well, Bruce is like, I just need a little more time. I need to buy time. And here is probably my favorite part of the issue. And it's not because of the Robin, the effect on Robin. It's for the part with 10. So to try to snap Matt out of it, he takes off the cowl. He, he shows his face to Matt. And it, Matt's like, you're not, you're not a monster. You're 
Terry, which is something that was played into before. When he was just palling around with Terry, he, he was completely fine. He was talking smack on Batman, but it was like he wasn't connecting that they were the same person. Um, so, yeah. So it, it kind of playing off that where it's like when he's seeing Terry, he's like, nope, that's that's Terry. And it snaps him out of it. But Ten sees this. And and I double-checked because I, I, I couldn't remember for sure. But uh, this is the first time that Ten is ever in any continuity that I'm aware of, at least, found out that Terry was Batman. And I like this. I haven't liked the fact that they... It's not that I don't like the character and them bringing her back in. It was just... It felt like you're making an unnecessary love triangle that we've seen a dozen times. This is a new... Potentially a new spin on it if we deal with... Dana and the relationships and stuff next arc. But it was like, we've never done this. This has never been a thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for this. If you're going to bring back the character, do something new. And I'm all for that. So uh, Terry kind of is like, Matt, see, it's me. I need your freaking help. Um, so Bruce at about this time is, is kind of finally figured out a way to jam all this stuff. Uh, just as uh, Barbara... And her uh, wingmen are about to go on their attack run and about to reach them and, you know, blow up the blow up Batman. Um, and uh, she's when, when the signal is jammed, she kind of snaps out of it. And then uh, Bru- or not Bruce, uh, Terry and Matt fly up and are basically like, OK, you need to pull up. Every, everything's fine. And Bruce uh, hacks into basically all the TVs and is like, yeah, no. Uh, Wayne Technologies detected that uh, somebody's trying to brainwash all of you guys, and uh, we're stopping it. Don't attack Batman. Uh, at this point, uh, Scarecrow is kind of like, "What is? What? what why? Why is this not working?" She, she's very confused, and then Batman just breaks in through the window. Yeah, that's a window. It kind of looked like through the wall window, and Scarecrow just flees. It is just terrified, and orders Ryan to stop him, and. He, he Jack Ryan starts attacking, and Terry's like, "What is he doing? Why, why did it not stop?" And Bruce is theorizing, "Maybe it's because they're just so close. Like he he can't jam it like in the immediate vicinity." Um, and he gets a couple good hits on Ryan before Ryan kind of basically is like, "Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not fighting y- you to like save her. I you need to stop. Batman is the problem." Um, and so she kind of has a breakdown. She kind of has a breakdown. Her or Brian kind of goes over her to her, pulls off the mask, and she she collapses in insanity, and is just basically saying like, "There's no Adeline. There's only the Scarecrow." Um, and then we cut to some time later. I'm guessing either that that probably that night or the the next day's evening, uh, back at the mansion, and uh, Madeline is, is she's been read in. She. She's meeting everybody, and Terry or Bruce is is not happy about it. Uh, with Jack pointing out, "Hey, you have a pretty bad history with the uh, women who used to be criminals yourself. Don't judge." Um, and and she's pretty much says like, "Hey, my days are done with the Royal Flush Gang. Like, don't you don't need to worry about it. That is long over." Um, and a point of note here is that Matt has gone back to looking like about the height he has looked. Up until this arc, so apparently it's like the the blue turbo ranger where when he puts on his powers he he grows several feet to become an adult. I don't know. Um, so b- basically Ryan just chews him out 
choose Bruce out and been like, oh, this is Batman's fault. Everything has been Batman's fault um, because you're just too brutal. And then Bruce says, well, hopefully they'll be able to help her at Arkham. At Arkham. And to Jack Ryan's credit, he says, and I believe, okay, here's the exact quote. Since when has Arkham helped anyone? I'm going to give him that one. That's fair. Um, he just says Batman ruins lives. Jack, uh, Madeline tries to calm him and be like, D- dude, calm down. Like, it's fine. Uh, and Ryan is basically just like, no, Batman is terrible. He, he's, he's the worst thing ever. You weaponize fear. And, you know, she only became the car- scarecrow because of this. And, yeah. And he, he does say Batman was designed, did exactly what you designed him to do, Bruce, to scare people. And then we get the last page at Arkham Asylum, which apparently survived the apocalypse, I guess. But she is just kind of in a cell, in a padded cell, uh, in a straitjacket, kind of curled up, talking about how Batman's a demon, and, and just she can't stand Batman. And the person from the next cell uh, agrees, yeah, Batman is a demon. And uh, when that person gets out, they're going to deal with him for him. Which, uh, and, and that ends the issue. So, the ending kind of has me concerned. Because last time, because we know that the next piece, because even says at the end of this one, uh, so I don't feel like it's much spoilers. But next issue, we're getting we're getting the Joker story we've been waiting for. Um, and Joker was definitely not in in jail last time we saw him. So e- either Dan Jurgens has forgotten about the continuity that he set up, or this is another subplot thing that's going to be interacting, uh, which is something that could very well happen. Um, so yeah, uh, there was a lot of things I liked about this issue, and there's a lot of things I didn't. Um, I, I like the fact that one of the things that they point out, and I, I think I might have forgotten to mention this, those little like boxes, like AI things that were helping people that I was like, these are really suspicious. They basically link those saying it's like, mm, a lot of people have these things. That's probably how she's affecting a lot of them. So I'm glad that that paid off. I'm glad that we kept Matt in a, in a consistent costume. I'm, I'm really happy what they did with 10 because we're actually, you know, treading new ground with the character. Uh, instead of basically the same ground over and over again. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. Um, and overall, I'm happy with how the arc ended. It, it definitely could have been better, and there are definitely some weak points. Uh, I mean, this issue, last issue to this issue, uh, per- Terry apparently passed out in the span of a couple of se- it, That's weird. Uh, Jack Ryan was a little too angry. Like, it felt a little too forced. I, I don't know. Overall, I, I am happy with the arc. It, it's definitely Dan Jurgen's strongest one. Um, at least this run. And definitely his strongest one with Terry being Batman. Uh, but yeah, so my final score is... And this one I debated. I debated because over the last uh, two days of uh, recording this, I've kind of fluctuated a bit. But I've settled on a 7. I'm giving this issue a seven, and I think that's also what I would give this arc is a seven. It's pretty good. It's overall pretty good. There are a lot of there are a lot of little things here and there that are really killing it. Uh, the art is not one of them. The art has been fantastic, but there's been a lot of little tiny things and inconsistencies and pieces like that that are what have been killing this. Uh, that what like killed the points for this you, you, this piece. Um, but yeah, so. That's that. 
thank you everybody for listening and uh back to the podcast all right eric we have one last book here oh yeah what's that one last book shh that wasn't me telling you what book it is. That's just telling me. You're, You're just a leaky you sh- tire. No, shut your mouth. That's what right. I said. <laughs> Silencer number nine, written by Dan Emden, art by Patrick Zercher, or Patch, as he likes to go by, but so I call him Patrick. <laughs> Mike Spicer. You know what's funny, actually? Before you get into that, for some reason, they, you know, that, that, that loud-ass kid across the hall from me that dumped yeah. that whole slushy for Did some reason call him on Patch? my- And that's the thing is, his name's Patrick, but every now and again, when his mother's trying to like, you know, say, it's okay, Patch. she calls him Patch, and for some reason, I hate that kid even more for uh, that. Uh, I always think of Patch as O'Hulahan and Tom Napolitano. Like a Pat Patrick Zercher likes to be called Patch by his friends, so it's art by Patrick Zercher. Silencer continues with Freaky Friday Madness. Not much else. We get a little peek at what is going on behind the scenes with Leviathan, kind of. But what are we really getting is a Dan Abnett paced book. This is still my favorite New Age book, but I really need more. And and really, it's starting to become the tallest midget in the circus. Uh, this book, I like uh, the reason why I, I, I like. I don't know what like my the favorite characters. is anymore because the thing now, is, this is I, I think I like anymore. Honor Guest with her family. The silencer, yeah. I don't really care about, and her yeah, whole quest I to think end with you. And but again, I still get, have you know, Blake and feelings. Jellybean. I don't really hey, want to well, see it anymore. Here's the thing, though. Don't we at the end? All hell is breaking loose and Jellybean is just staring there. I'm like, it continues Jellybean. I made a whole issue of that. You are, you are right on. I want to see the world through Jellybean's eyes. It must be. It's wrong turn is what yeah. it is. Everything no, that no, happens No, no, no. He's just way happens. sweeter than wrong turn. He is. We thought wrong turn was sweet at one point, but then he, he kind of showed his true colors yeah. at points. But yeah, uh, if you didn't know, you had the idea that last issue, Quietus and Silencer, ended up getting the Switcheroo Freaky, Freaky Friday, Friday. Which I do say and this so, I really loved. Yeah, and so with that, Quietus was like, all right, let's see what this silencer find out what she's has, been hiding. To, has to be doing and goes off, but it only ends up in a big fight. And it ends up in a big fight where you have Quietus not knowing how to use silencers, you know, stuff and, and vice versa, things like that. Them throwing shade at each other, them realizing at one point Quietus finally realizes if I kill myself i'm never gonna switch back but it it just ends up being there to kind of give you a little bit of a i I don't even know not a background this whole this whole background and the quietest and silencer and them trying to figure out each other in this whole big fight yeah i don't care about it all the thing i really grabbed a hold of in this whole idea please is the magic division of leviathan head by wishbone and her freaking manservant michael keeps showing up wishbone you can't be doing this you're gonna quiet you and the thing is michael there's a woman here who has horns growing out of her head. Yeah. And it seems like the slightest bit of magic is she's always on the verge of being killed as far as Michael's concerned. Yeah. And she just keeps upping the anti to the point yeah. where she dies at the end. I'm like, Wishbone, we hardly knew you. We hardly like, knew you. My what, favorite, what are we doing though, with the magic division of Leviathan? I, my favorite part of it, though, is that as she's doing this, you're getting a voodoo-esque magic deal with... Uh, she's got little dolls. Yeah. And I'm like, it's Eric Shea. There's Eric Shea. She's like... Oh, here I am with the quietest doll and the silence. It's really Eric Shea. This They're- Michael, who she turns into a black cat, would come over and knock over everything no, that, he's trying that, to do yeah. with his figures. The, the favorite thing of me, though, is is that you have Michael there, and he's like, "Come on, Wishbone, you can't do this stuff." And like, "Ha! Let me get out my other toy." And it's, it's a why do you have a Michael figure? <laughs> 
<laughs> it makes me laugh so much that she's like, like, you're there, like, no, no, Eric, you know I always loved you, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let me look at my new. Why do you have an Eric Shea figure? It's always you're always there is in such trouble. A nothing of this though, because we already There's, have the yeah. stakes set with quietus and silencer. Yeah. Well, we better bring in Gunn, you know, Gunn, that other underboss who kind of looks yeah. like Guy Gardner, and then have him killed yeah, immediately because it doesn't matter. None yeah, of it, it matters. Matter. Let him get eaten by a kaiju because I have his doll, and I'm gonna. And so with this, though, like you said, you're you're learning a little more about Quietus. You're learning what Quietus knows and doesn't know. You have this magic division, but nothing matters. And, and the even thing the point that where they realize, me, you know what, there is something going on. Check this out, Quietus. I'm in your body right now. If you don't stop fighting me with my body, yeah. I can activate a drop down yeah. menu where I can send all these secrets out in the bath and like, you know, activate a protocol you, that sends out like yeah. everybody's done. Everybody's over with. Yeah, we're all done. If you don't stop, yeah. I'm going to do this. All right, fine. Truce. And then Gun shows up to add a free. I don't believe in no stinking magic. Is yeah, that a yeah. dragon? Yeah, and he even says, like, what is this? The Freaky Fridays? And even oh the God, thing where he, he seems it. to be a little guy. There could have been so much fun to be played off on this whole no, thing. The little guy, he just huh? shows you up want... as a little guy who looks like yeah, Guy Gardner and a ginger. I'm like, there could be so much fun. No, he's dead. Okay, you there's just one of the throw shade and he's just got red me, hair and a little and he's deal. Dead. Yeah. Yep, that and the idea, like you said, you have wish silence, You're not long for this world. And Wishbone is there Wishbone. to because she's protecting. She wants Talia to be able to go through the pit. Yeah, as long as we stuff, have like, these oh, my three Talia. fighting amongst each other, Talia has more time to do her like you know. Yeah, her and, and the weird thing nonsense. about it is, it's almost as like Wishbone has set this up. Like the big plan is, listen, I'm going to get them all here to get. They're all going to try to find Talia. I'm going to leak some things. I'm going to get it out there. They're going to go. Why? Why go that far? This is where I wonder these plans. Like, why not use your magic to get them on the South Pole, where they're far away and they can fight no, each I mean, other? She, I think she initially said that. Mike was like, "My lady, you can't do that, or the magic no, will kill no, you." She, yeah, she. And just, I'm telling you, though. Said, Fine, and then said, "Shut I think, up, Michael. Yeah, I think she's just playing with shit, though, and it, it just. To me, the problem with this and and what worries me about this whole thing is, if you're a fan of this, this is not a what appears to be going to be a 12 issue story of what we started with Silencer to get to what would probably end at 12 issues. The problem is. It has to end there, right? End the madness because there's no reason. Like, are we going to go from this? Really, the whole idea, like, sit down and think of what the story is. The story started with, okay, Honor wants to get out. She, you know, Talia's there, one last job. That whole, you know, it brings me back in, the whole mob thing. And now it, for now, at least four issues, we have done nothing. And we not only that, we went from the all. ridiculous robot body modded freaking underboss Leviathan. Now we're dealing with the magic division. The thing is, yeah. and even where we leave with, you know, Michael, who like her confidant, who was transformed to a cat and then transformed the end to a kaiju to go after yeah. our heroes and villains and this whole thing. I think now that like, even though he's heading towards action land for whatever reason, where, you know, yeah. Jellybean and ba- Blake are. Now that Wishbone has died because of this, I really think the next issue is going to start where Michael's just going to turn into a naked man. Oh, my. I now. told you, Wishbone. Oh, and I, really oh no Wishbone, I loved ye. Yeah, and so, but ye. nothing happens. And, and even that, you have this Freaky Friday stuff. That would be fun. It's not really fun. No. It's a lot of like, hey, I'm going to hit this thing because and all your the whole secrets. Thing oh, is, you can't we're, kill we're me. We're going to fight, but we're going to realize I can't kill myself. Yeah, I can't kill myself. So this kaiju starts ripping through 
Kadim, the desert. I mean, this thing is going to ruin everything. It's heading to action land. You see that they even say, oh my God, it's heading there. And you have Silencer who is in Quietus's body like, oh no, we have to stop him there. Well, why do we care? You know, action land. I, I don't give a crap about that. No, no, I can't tell you, but we got to go. And if you don't, I'm going to, that's the whole blackmail. I'm going to let everything out and I'll kill myself. Okay, I guess. So you see this thing ripping through. It is destroying Action Land. Action Land is getting <laughs> obliterated, and there is Jelly Bean. Wow, Daddy, look! Best <laughs> ride ever! I'm like, well, what are you talking about? There is a monster eating a, a, every idiot. ride and people and things, and he's just like, he's got well, that stare back little, again. He's a little neurotic, that little boy. He's like, best yeah. ride ever. Murdering mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Jelly Bean. I love, I love that you would sit there and you have that thing, and uh, Jelly Bean, and you see it looks like a hand is about to just, you know, the foot is about to go down on him from the shadow and all, and he's like, well, Daddy, look, best ride ever and i'd love to get get that panel and just go and ask people what do you think this kid sees what is he yelling about please come up with what you think it is and people well he thinks that they they would never guess a kaiju a rabid kaiju going through a destruction yeah oh jelly bean yeah there's there's not much to this i i, I don't even want to extend this and because I, there's just not much to go on. I cared about in this story, the whole feel of the book is really yeah. just going yeah, she, against itself to now. It's doing to something the, the new. Family. And yeah. Antonio, even getting to the body mod robots, I thought, okay, that's a bit ridiculous. Just going away. Yeah. You have to make the whole mafia angle, like what we had before the hitman yeah. angle, a little bit more extraordinary because we are dealing with comic book Leviathan. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. That's it felt con- like comic it's, book it's not my thing. It's not what I think Leviathan should be, but this is what it is. Now that we're going and now it's magic on top of the body mod and switcheroo. And I really yeah. think now that Wishbone is dead, all her magic is going to dissipate. So we're going to start next issue. I'm, Michael's yeah, not just... a kaiju anymore and Silencer, Silencer again. The yeah, end. And Silencer, this issue was Silencer. Nothing. Nothing. You have that, yeah. That's all it's going to be. And and also with that though, this is where I get this idea where they're like, okay, I'm at issue seven, and or eight even, or even before that, but even oh, yeah. say six, five. Hey, uh, you, you're going to have to kind of tread water here. We don't want you to start a new story that would take you past twelve. You know, I know what you said. You wanted to have this first arc go eight, then you had another eight, whatever. You can't do that. You have to end it at twelve. But but it's not a 12-issue story. It was only, you know, seven. Well, uh, I guess you're going to have to come up with something. All right. Well, let me see. Uh, Freaky Friday. Who was my daughter magic, watching last a night? A magic Freaky division. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. What was she watching last night? Clueless? That ain't going to work. Hey, hey, daughter. Why It'll weren't work. you watching Freaky Fridays? <laughs> you like the Lindsay Lohans, right? Well, parent trap? So it seems like it's like, okay, well, we, we never really talked about a magic division. I'm just going to throw it out there, but Fuck it. I can't get it too far, so I'm just going to have it end in, in the next issue, and that's what happens. It just Little two-issue magic end. arc of the silence. Yeah. It, it just seems like, Shh. okay, uh, amusement park, everybody loves amusement parks. That'll take up five issues. It's almost like you're there uh, in the uh, episode of The Simpsons, which we reference a lot, where he's the teacher, and he goes and like, hey, uh, I think it's Moe's like, why don't we tell you stories about you know our relationship? Yeah, that'll take up some time. <laughs> That's all this is. It's like, what can I come up with just to take up some time? Like you're a stand-up comedian and you you're, have to do an hour and you realize you only did 45 minutes. So you open up the question and answer segment at the end. <laughs> There's nothing to do here. Uh-oh. So they just keep adding the stuff. And yeah, I thought that I think the name Wishbone is ridiculous, uh, especially for a lady <laughs> like that. I'm waiting for somebody to crack off her horns and see who's got the larger one. But uh 
it's you didn't know anything about her. I mean, through the whole thing, you have Mike. Don't do it, lady. My lady, you you, you can't I'm do this. You, we've had two issues now. Wishbone was introduced for her this whole thing. As far as I know, she's a lady. She likes sitting. That's what yeah, she likes. Yeah, dolls. She's got, she's got dolls. I can understand this character. She's just Eric Shea. I'm going like to start calling you Wishbone. Dolls and, okay. I hope I remember tomorrow. I'm going to work and you're there. You're cutting What's up, something. Wishbone? Hey, Wishbone. What's up? What's up, WB? I'm going to call you. Yo. Uh, my, hat, my, nah, my hat's sideways when I'm talking, calling you Wishbone. I want you to call me Jimmy Jam. We got it going on. People are going to be Jam. very envious of us at work. Hey, Wishbone. What's up, Jimmy Jam? There we go. Man, people are going to be like, boy, those guys are cool as hell. And I say, listen, kids, don't do the heroin. And then they'll know. Smokers are jokers, <laughs> she said. <laughs> I, I think that if I yelled out. Now, just imagine at any time during the workday where me and you are at any particular time. And I yelled out, hey, kids, don't do the heroin. What are the chances that somebody hearing that has been doing heroin and possibly is doing that that day? Uh, are they very high? Because I think they are, especially I, in our little work area. Uh, you know what, There's right not many there, people yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I'm not talking no wrong turn. No, but yeah, her- heroin. There's the heroin. But yeah, uh, the art's okay. Yeah, uh, I like the art. Yeah, yeah. Now, old Patrick. Uh, old actually, to me, Patrick has kind of settled into this book from when he just got on and is getting more of in line of his own version of a Victor Bogdanovich. Like uh, Jellybean looks okay at the end. I see a little bit of that blank know. stare. A man of his age, like. he's got to be your age, maybe a little bit yeah, older yeah. or something in my mind. Pa- Patrick Zercher, a man of his age, like, is this a midlife crisis? Call me Patch. Yeah, well, Patch. No, no, I'm it's because he that. hears all these other things. He's like, listen, these colorists, these guys. I, I mean, right over here, we got Hi Fi, we got this guy, we got Jimmy Jam, we got comics books, Jimmy's. I don't even know half of the comic crafts. I'm telling you, whenever we see those ones in Marvel, is when it's like so and so's Kyle Pettit or whatever. He sees Kyle Pettit. Exactly. Pettit. When yeah. I see that, I really think these people have been kidnapped and are forced to work for they these are, other people. Working strapped because well, they're not to the themselves desk. anymore. They are a part no, of this other not. thing. They're they actually part well of a collective. A number. They're the yeah. goddamn. Borg. It's what they are. VCs, Amazing. Kyle Pettit. And if you are VCs, Kyle Pettit, after three months, you start to forget the Kyle Pettit part oh, no. of Eric. And you do just become VC then by the end. I am VC. Finally, they've learned the lesson. Now you have learned that to be on Team USA, you don't mention Minnesota. You're Team USA. Damn right. Mike, thank you, Michael Rosioni. Thank you. But yeah, that they had just become VC then, and then that's when you fully become part of the team, Aaron. Uh, but I do like the faraway stare of a little jelly bean, but that's it. What would you give this? 5.3 out of 10. That's all I got. Yeah, 5. I'm going to go 5.5. 5. I'm telling you, I'm I went 5. down 5. just because it's just this whole thing where I read it. I'm like, this story doesn't matter at all. I like the art no, enough, it but doesn't. I like the character. It's just... You are really just bracing yourself because you know that you're going to be ending soon, and that's yeah, the and worst uh, part yeah, about bracing it. it, and maybe even whittling out the the uh, fodder so that you could just have by the end tell you come out of the pit and silence or go against her. That, that's what I would think. You, I you don't can't even have know if we even get things. that far. This is the best because we didn't say it, but back in Action Comics, you had that little thing on the Brian Michael Bendis post notes and things, and on the desk, what is Leviathan? After reading this issue, I want to know. I don't too. know. I want to know. I thought I knew, but I don't know. It's, it's pretty much good. Uh, next, we're going to find out that there's now a uh, planetary up, space division. And it's just all of a sudden, oh, the magic division. They play with dolls. There you go, Eric Shea. But yeah, I'll go 5-5. Five, five. That's about all I can give it. What is your 
book of the week? Well, my book of the week is Doomsday Clock, number seven. Great book. Yeah. The big Mine book of the week. Just League Dark. Another big book of the week, right? One of the no, biggest. No, biggest no, ones. It's, it's all right. I liked it. Don't, don't throw shade at but that. But that Doomsday Clock, in my mind, way bigger than Heroes in Crisis. I don't oh, care what how, anybody says. How dare you? You mean Kings of Fear with Sassy Alfred? That wasn't up there. Uh, here's what we're going to be talking about next week. We have a bunch of books. We have Adventures of Super Sons number three. We have what will be already on the Patreon, Batman number 56. That is a little KG beast in town with a couple more days to kill. Right. We also have Deathstroke number 36 getting back to that Arkham story that kind of got pushed aside to get that Deathstroke Can't versus wait. Batman. We have Green Arrow number 45 that we thought at the end of the last issue you had Superman show up. And kind of say, I have to talk to you, Ollie. We're going to see what that was all about, Eric. It yeah. is a tie-in. I'm about to I think cough we all every, I'm telling you, we, we could all hear. I'm like, are you okay? You got something in your throat over there, baby oh, boy? Oh, God, yeah. I wish I did. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know and what that I don't means. mean the heroin. But yeah, you had- <laughs> Kids, uh, don't do the heroin. And you, you know had what? Superman no, show. <laughs> yeah. And, and have a drink when you're finishing up a podcast. I don't have anything to drink. I'm there. I just paused and just got a lot of saliva to get down my throat. It's disgusting. Uh, Green Lantern's you're number gross. 56. Eric, we're getting to the end of that book. Hopefully. Harley Quinn, number 51. Oh, goody. Justice League, number nine. Where uh, we're promised more answers from Scott Snyder, so I'm looking yeah. forward to that. We have uh, probably the biggest book besides Batman is always going to be the big book, but we have Nightwing number 50, Boom. which is the oversized deal. It's Ben Percy's New last issue on the for series, the and we're going to see exactly how that bullet affected Nightwing. I'm Ever, telling you. And are we going to see exactly what happened with the dark web? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I do think, though, that, <laughs> that if that, this... That druid is still buying time yes, for Nightwing. He is buying time. He's about Thank out God of that money. was the right question. I, I really do think that uh, if this Nightwing ends up vaping, it will not be a shock. The Curse no. of Brimstone, number seven. We have Reggie and Chris coming back with the Sandman Universe books with the Dreaming, number two. The Unexpected, number five. Jeremy will be continuing that. Have Thank you, you read Jeremy. any of? Have you read any of those since he started talking well i'm pretty sure jeremy did the curse of brimstone if that's oh, no, i'm sorry no he doesn't do no, curse i just realized yeah no, i'm sorry the unexpected you're right uh no no i have not <laughs> yeah yeah because remember we ended up wonder woman we I ended up i think me and you did the first yeah me and you did the first two yeah uh unexpected and then jeremy took it over and, and i have I not saw, touched that book there's no more quench the bad samaritan oh yeah i'm out oh. Oh, no, as he said. <laughs> Snap out of it. We have Wonder Woman, Just League Dark, The Witching Hour, number one. So that might be the biggest book of the week. And in the meantime, I believe Reggie will be doing that whole deal. Jeremy has said that he has not been keeping up with all the other books to make that make sense for him to continue that Wonder Woman like he did tonight right. with the uh, Steve Orlando's finale. So we'll be doing that. But yeah, uh, one or two and of those will finale, also be on. Am I right? Oh, yeah. What a I don't know. We have Batman number 56 will be on the Patreon. Uh, we'll have the other one or two picks. I have to figure out how we're going to uh, play this with this new coming back with the regular weekly spotlight, which I will mention. We're going to be doing the spotlight, you know, maybe regularly, possibly. Uh, but I'm glad with it's that, out. and that is the regular spotlight on the regular, regular feed. So, like we Patreon. did this week with the, uh, what's it called? With uh, Heroes in Crisis. Crisis. But then again, I did put Heroes in Crisis on this podcast. So maybe we'll play that so we can pick. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Also, I do want to remember. 
Very well. But remember, out. I do want to remind everybody that I want to remember the episode two hundred comes on the week at the end of October. It comes on the uh, annuals week, and we said that on annuals week we'll be doing the podcast on Patreon. We're still yes. going with that. It's that one week, pretty low, Eric. You have to say, pretty low, pretty Jim. low. Pretty I just low. want to let everybody know because the last time it seemed like I, you know, jumped up and surprised everyone with it. So just keep that in mind. Even though Manship thought this was the 200th episode, so I no, don't know what's going last on. Last week was 200, I think. I don't know what he thought. Who knows what that guy thinks? But uh, I know that he thinks pleasant thoughts, and he loves those comics, including Telos. He loves that Telos. I mean, really. You know what's fucked up? You know what? Because of this ghost sector, I really thought Telos was going to be on that planet. Like when we first saw in Justice League Odyssey, it's like when you had that guy, the the Kalu refugee, I thought that was Telos. Really? Couldn't you just put Telos in the place of Darkseid anyway? And it would have just been the same deal. Yeah. I don't know because it seemed like all the the power that he had was pulled out by Parallax of the Zero Hour Parallax before the pre Flashpoint. So what happened to him, Jim? Really? Is is he in the ghost sector? Starfire thinks she was on Teen Titans Go, and you think that any writer is going to, or you have the Guardians of Oa. You you think that Joshua Williamson's going to worry about the powers being pulled out of Telos? I don't know how long Tamaran has been in a bottle, because I'm pretty sure yeah, I, I saw, you know, from a dark fire know. going around that doing stuff before. That was weird, too. And that whole thing with the tie-around to these planets, it didn't make sense to me, but there you go, Eric. There, a lot of things don't make sense to me. What do we say at the end, though? Everyone have a great week. week. Keep it weird. weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh!